PKA 655 with our guest, Michael Griswold. Taylor? This episode of PKA brought to you by ferrodistro.com, link below. Also brought to you by Lock and Load, a high-quality ejaculation increasing supplement. See, Woody, I didn't use a single bad word early in the episode for you. Thank you. When you need to bust, <laughs> no other shoes. No, that's no good. That doesn't rhyme. Something about trust. Can't use a bad word. Michael Griswold, thank you so much for joining (laughs) us. You are a renowned expert in the world of psychedelics. And Kyle and Woody are a little more into it than me. Kyle's done LSD. Woody went online and got ketamine sent to him from some fucking somewhere in Cambodia. And (laughs) And so, first of all, I'm interested in what were you always infatuated with psychedelics or did this come about after a a huge life change yeah well actually um i was never involved in psychedelics was scared to death of them uh Mm. for all my life really um same i uh when i was growing up there was a commercial that came on tv all the time where it would show an egg and they would say this is your brain right yeah and then you see this frying pan and hear it sizzle and then they crack the egg and then they plop it into the sizzling pan and say this is your brain on drugs. Any yep. questions? It's a far <laughs> superior <laughs> situation. I'd much rather have a non-raw egg. It's a uh, terrible commercial. <laughs> I was convinced like that people who did drugs, you know, they, they fried their brain and became crazy. Mm-hmm. And it all, it was only after um, I had to, I was dealing with an, my own, um, well, just coming to the end of my rope, really, uh, that out of desperation, I tried them. Uh I was married to a woman um, years ago. Uh, I've always been a romantic dude, you know, like uh, believing the whole fairy tale thing. And with Libby, that's what it was. I proposed to her at the top of Empire State Building, fell in love with her at first sight. Uh, she said yes. We uh, didn't have sex before we were going to get married. We got yeah. married. Five months later, I get a phone call and uh, I'm at work and she's crying. And she said, hey, um, I took a pregnancy test and I just wanted to tell you that it's uh, positive. She thought I'd be upset, right? And so, of course, here it is. This is all amazing. This is a fairy tale. And then on the night before our first anniversaries, we're driving to celebrate. Uh, she was in the passenger seat sleeping next to me, and, and I fell asleep while driving. And when I woke up in the hospital, they said, um, hey, man, we only brought back one body from the accident. And uh, Jesus so as you as you can imagine uh that was that was tough it was, it was tough to deal with yeah and um and and i was a very uh well i mean i did i just thought that you just have to muscle through like uh, just a very masculine kind of hey you just got to deal with it mm-hmm. right? just mind yeah. over matter it kind of thing and so i tried that and i i tried every fucking weird kind of fucking thing you can think of man Mm-hmm. I tried all the fucking breathing techniques. I tried the fucking meditation for hours. I tried the fucking yoga poses. I tried all the fucking. How old were you? Twenty nine. Okay. Twenty nine when she died. And you had been married for six months ish. Is that uh, three hundred sixty four yeah. days? It was the day before our first anniversary. Fuck, okay. dude. Jesus Christ. That's rough. Okay. <sighs> so I, I tried all that stuff, right? And um. <clears throat> And man, let me tell you, dude, and look, I, I know not not everybody goes through something like this at such a young age, but er, I think damn near everybody goes through this experience of layer where they're like, man, I don't know what the fuck's going on around here. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, something ain't fucking working. Something ain't fucking working. And you know what I thought? I thought the whole time there was something wrong with me. Look, 
until it got to this point where I couldn't take it no more. And um, I found out, I read an article about this girl, this 15-year-old girl who had such extreme bipolar that um, when she was manic, her, it, looked, it took three grown men to wrestle her to the ground. And when she was uh, depressive, uh, her father had to keep constant watch on her so that she didn't kill herself. Now, if you're a father and this is your daughter, you're fucking losing your mind, right? Mm -hmm. Nothing would work. And he finally, on the recommendation of a crazy doctor, decided to give his daughter a super dose of LSD. Mm -hmm. Nothing else would work. Dr. Joe Rogan. (laughs) (laughs) DMT. So they gave her so much LSD that she ended up in a coma. Okay. Dude. All right, all right. So I'm not – the doctor lost me. The the father (laughs) – the father's losing his mind but when the daughter comes to she said three words she said dad it's over and bro i totally got what she meant like those three words dad it's over it, it gave me hope in that moment dude that there's an answer because i knew what she was talking about so mm-hmm. I had a contact in California who shipped me out some LSD to Ohio City, Cleveland, Ohio. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Just took as much as I could and hoped that I didn't go, get into a coma. And here's what happened. <laughs> How much are we talking before, before we get into the yeah. scary town? I, um, I ordered – the girl sent me 10 pyramid-shaped LSD. Have you ever seen them as pyramid shape? I've seen squares always. Well, this one was a pyramid shape, and I took six of them. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. And dude, here's what happened. It was the most beautiful experience of my life. Let me tell you something. Look, everything, and this is why it's so difficult to explain the inexplainable experience, because everything I'm going to try to say just going to sound cliche unless you experience it, which is, dude, everything made sense. This whole time, all of these years that I was fucking losing my shit and feeling so terrible. I was convinced that I was feeling terrible because I was guilty. Hey, man, you were driving. You fell asleep. This is your fault. Bro, that, that, that's hard to deal with. And when I was on this LSD trip, I realized, hold on, man. You don't feel terrible because you're guilty. The reason that Libby's death is beautiful is the same reason that it's tragic. It's because you loved the fucking shit out of her. And in a moment, I understood life in the way that it is not the way that i would imagine it should be what i mean is all of that love that i had for her mm-hmm. bro, it, it, you go you don't get that without the pain of it now it, it maybe it would have happened for most people much later in life or through some other means of loss but i thought sure. that this this pain was a, a wagging of the finger You've done something wrong. You're bad. But I realized, no, man, that's just the way life is. And it woke me up to real to understand life. Was this after your first time you had this experience? Yes. And did it last, I, I guess, until now? Or was it a big kind of peak feeling and then you felt like you had to do it again to re-remind yourself? Or how did that go? Uh, yeah. Okay, so I went through that, right? I, I went through that whole thing where... I thought, oh, man, if I'm really enlightened, I ought to feel this way perpetually. (laughs) No, (laughs) no, that's Mm -hmm. all insane. That's all insane. Look, the enlightened life 
is everyday life. That's what life is. But you, you have to realize that in order to for for life to have any significant meaning. Can you expand on that? My life's every day and it's not enlightened at all. Well, Kyle, you are muted. Kyle's muted. Your life I, I was just reacting to you saying your life is every day. <laughs> <laughs> your life is not You're in fucking life. fantasy camp. <laughs> yeah. People would pay so much money to come like I get to be woody today. Kyle, I have problems too. My my fish tank's growing the wrong kind of algae. And uh-huh. um, I hear your daughter's making you move boxes as well. That's Jesus true. Christ, See, your I life's have rough. <laughs> Holy shit. I heard one of your I heard one of your dozen motorcycles <laughs> had a dead battery the other day, and you and you only have three battery tenders, so you didn't know what to do. <laughs> do they all have battery tenders on them right now? I don't want to hear about your hard life. And it's not every not every, you didn't say hard life, your everyday life. I said I wasn't enlightened. I wasn't trying to say I had it hard. I don't hey. feel enlightened either. Some maybe I need to try just a little LSD, just a little enlightenment. So here's my question for Michael: Do you think that because I've taken LSD and I don't feel like I had a an, a moment of enlightenment necessarily? I had a really good time. Do you think the reason for that is I didn't take a high enough dose, or because I I, I don't really I don't know how to put this. I don't, I don't have a journey to make. Or I don't feel like I need to make a journey of enlightenment necessarily. I'm pretty okay with the way things are, more yeah. or less. Dude, great question, actually. This is a great question. Actually, this this whole confusion is a confusion of linguistics. It's a confusion of language rather than a confusion of experience. You see, look, okay, all these fucking self-help clowns out here who want to tell you about like how to be happy all the time and, and how to be full of gratitude and all... Ugh. And how this will make you somehow better than you would be otherwise. This is mm-hmm. all complete nonsense. And not only is it nonsense, it's enslaving nonsense because it fills people with this idea of the way that they ought to be if only they could do it, which nobody can. Mm-hmm. Is what it kind of like is- that, like the like the Jocko Willink of almost, I've picked on his thing a little bit before what I understand it to be like, you gotta be, you gotta wake up 3.45 in the morning and then you work out and then you spend four hours preparing your meals for the day because you're a podcast millionaire. And then (laughs) you do whatever you want for five hours and then you record your podcast. Again, I'm catching strays here. This isn't about me. (laughs) This is the life of a Titan. Like this is the life of a Navy SEAL. Like it's... I like what you're saying there, where there isn't a pie in the sky sale of you're going to be happy all the time because it's not realistic. You won't be happy all the time. I'm sure there are days that are really tough still where you just have to look past it and realize, you know, it will come around again. Dude, no, nobody wants to be happy all the time. This is the fucking scam of the whole thing. Okay. It's like all these motherfuckers running around trying to tell you how to live this life that you wouldn't want if it was even possible. Look, let me tell you something. If your wife died, if your fish tank grew the wrong algae and fish tanks are important to you, then it would so be true. fucking retarded for you to be happy about it. <laughs> now you are you know talking what? to us. Yeah. He's, right. <laughs> He's right. Yeah, is that resonating with you now? <laughs> the thing is, nobody wants to be fucking happy all the time. They're mm-hmm. just taking this soma like the characters in Aldous Huxley's fucking Brave New World because they ain't thought about it enough to think that what they really want is to just be a human who can handle the emotion that you feel and not be overwhelmed 
overwhelmed by it. Nobody wants to feel happy all the time. You want to feel all the emotions. You just don't want to get your ass kicked by it. You don't want to feel like, oh my God, if I feel this, it's going to crush me. Mm -hmm. You want to feel up for it. So do you feel like maybe you were in this sort of mental cycle of replaying and repunishing and then and just going through it over and over and running through that and uh and the you know you were able to stop that with the, with the acid you know what it was kyle is i didn't know what the fuck was going on i didn't look this is this goes down to the very f- root and fabric of existence like the way that i understood life i understood that my life was supposed to do something which is impossible which is what most of the people in the world are doing by the way what i thought my purpose in life was was to become better you can't (laughs) there ain't nothing you can do to be better this is all made up because whatever scale that you're judging yourself on is one that you made up it's all subjective you can't change who you are and this is infuriating me and driving me crazy until I realized, hey, wait a minute, that ain't the goal of life. The goal of life isn't to become better. And all these people that are running around trying to tell you that it is only add to people's misery. And it doesn't make you happier to become better. It so only you makes you think, more enslaved. What makes you, you don't happy? think that it actually made you a better person. You just think that it facilitated the ability in you to handle emotions as they came organically and not freak out and feel as though you were had no control and that the emotions were controlling you, but you yourself feel like you haven't changed. What has happened is I've experienced this range of experiences. That's all that's happened. And in, in that, and in experiencing that range of emotions through experience, I've, I've come to understand how life works. And for so long, I thought my job here is to make life be something other than it is. And dude, if you pay attention, this is what all the fucking self-help people want you to do too. Then want you to always be grateful. Want you to always be happy. Want you to always be positive. Want you to always be positive. Dude, that ain't life. Here, here's what people want. Here's what people want. People want to be able to live their lives and to feel the emotion in their lives appropriately. But they don't know how to do that. When something happens, you can see people looking around, don't know what to do because what am I supposed to do? Because people don't know how to feel. All they're doing is thinking all the time. This ain't, this ain't real life. Look, look, the biggest thing, the biggest difference that people got to understand is the difference between what you think about and reality. All these fucking self-help clowns are going to tell you what you think is what happens. And it's, if you think thoughts are things, that's the most f- stupidest thing I've ever heard. Your thoughts are not reality. <laughs> they are yeah. anything but reality. Re- reality happens and your thoughts are completely different. This is the, this is the, the big difference here. It's like this idea. Sorry, uh, let me just try to bring this thought together because I know it's sure. Sound of kind of a tangent. A little esoteric, yeah. Look, look, think I'm what I'm trying to do is bring attention to all these fucking things that, that are very popular today about loving ourselves and being happy and gratitude. And we and it gives us this idea that you're creating that as reality. No, you're just spending all of your time thinking. 
And that is not the way life happens. Life happens right now. Hey, in this conversation. And people are so miserable and so depressed and so full of anxiety and so full of nervousness because they're wondering, am I doing it right? And if only I was doing it like this guy who's like on stage and smiling all the time, then all my problems would be gone and I would be happy all the time. That is not it at all. That's so what would you all. say is, what would be a good reason in your mind for someone, or what, what's the prerequisite you would say for someone to, to jump into this, or what it would take for you to recommend it? What would you have to see in someone's, what would you have to see in someone's life as far as their behavior, their thought patterns, the way they live in order for you to go, you know what, I think this, uh, what helped me might help you as well and recommend that. Or is when it something you, you think that, that you mean recommend like the what? acid, Who would you like the, uh, the acid LSD therapy. for like what, therapy. If, if, yeah. for Dr. Griswold here? Yeah, right. <laughs> what are you looking for when you say, you know what, this might help mm. you? Well, listen, I've, I've led retreats, right, where I invite people down to Costa Rica and okay. I give them seven grams of mushrooms. OK, <laughs> that is and the... that's that's a hero's journey. Right. Is what we call it. All right. Uh -huh. I've, I've heard a hero's dose called three to five grams. And I just throw that out there so that when people hear seven, they know that this Superhero is a superhero. That's right. Yeah. And I appreciate you saying that. And there's a reason for that is because I've had people take three to five grams and they're like, oh, you know, whatever. We're not trying to do that. We're like, look, if we're going to do this, I want you to be there. Ain't no question about it. Nobody takes seven and says, yeah, whatever. That's yeah. exactly right. Like <laughs> you take three. I've had people take three and be like, oh, well, you know, that was really interesting. That's not what we're going for. What we're going for is that experience <laughs> where you come, hey, face to face with all the things that you've been afraid of, man. All the things that you've been fucking running from that you've been trying to hide from that you just can't. And, and here's what you're going to find out that nothing I can tell you is going to make you believe it until you experience it yourself. All those things that have been chasing you down that you've been running from are sneaking up on you to say, yo, stop running. Yo, we're so, on your side, motherfucker. I've so got these, these people are all super advanced mushroom users, right? Like no. you can take some, <laughs> no. so you're taking some fucking goober out there in the woods <laughs> and giving him seven grams of mushrooms. Listen, <clears throat> the last retreat we did, we had, seven, we had seven people, <laughs> we had seven people that uh, nightmare, were there. Nightmare, nightmare. <laughs> and I took them to this, I took them to this waterfall in Costa Rica. And um, it has this uh, like river and very beautiful, right? It's awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, three dudes and uh, four women. And um, my man, uh, one of the dudes just kind of loses it, gets completely naked in the river, goes over and starts to try hugging all the fucking women, right? Yeah. Completely losing his shit. So, uh, yeah, sometimes um, weird stuff happens. Um, <laughs> Ruining everybody's trip. No one's getting enlightened then. Yeah. And that was the last time we were allowed there. Actually, you know what I learned is I don't want to do that many mushrooms in the woods with strangers. You know what I learned? <laughs> I want to get high with Hugger. <laughs> well, know. the interesting thing was, is um, what, what came from it was uh, very interesting. There was this very uh, beautiful, like, you know, everybody got all like conscientious and healing and all this. But the whole point is, is in doing this, these people come face to face with the thing that they haven't been able to get to. And, and if you, and look, if you don't know what I'm talking about, if what I, if what I'm talking about sounds ridiculous to you, then turn it off. 
But there are some people who are like, man, there's something I just I just can't get to the fucking root of this thing. And I don't know what the fuck's going on. I want to talk about that. Mm -hmm. So, so right, Kyle took LSD and he had a good night. You took LSD and you upgraded your RPG character, right? It, I don't know if video game analogies make sense to you, but um, you know, so, so you're a different guy on the other half of the journey. Is that, you think, because of the dose or because of the set and setting? I think Kyle took LSD with the objective of having a fun night. Exactly. And you took it with the objective of updating your RPG character. So thoughts? Well, dude, I, I totally agree with you, except you're being a bit too gracious to me. I didn't do it with the objective of upgrading anything. I did it out of pure desperation. And and look, I'm going to tell you, pure desperation is a valuable and powerful thing. Mm -hmm. Because when you ain't got nothing else except, yo, dude, this is all I, I'm, I'm rolling all the dice on this. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, look, sounds like Kyle's a you know, social guy goes out and hangs out with his friends. This is going to have a great time. Dude, that, that's exactly what it did for me, dude. I was like, yo, um, I, I'm going to take the Robin Williams way out of the world. If, if I can't figure this out. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. what I've come to realize is that life, life, muted, Kyle. It, life is this thing that has always been in, in mythological terms, been referred to as a woman because she, fosters this sense of life and she's good to us but we gotta you gotta realize it you can't you can't just you can't have somebody tell you because you can argue about it if i tell if i tell somebody life is beautiful they're gonna be like oh well you don't know my life it's been all about blah blah blah, blah, blah. and they'll tell us all this history of woes <clears throat> which are all true this fish tank probably sucks yeah, exactly. Yeah. Doing the wrong fucking algae. Doing the wrong algae and fucking. His wife's laser is He's far poor. underpowered. <laughs> <laughs> so I gotta ask you. I, I, got, I got questions about. You say you went to was it Costa Rica? You had led the retreat retreat to. Yeah. Okay. Um. How did you? I, I I would imagine these other seven people were were all had all also had maybe traumatic events or something like that. Not no, necessarily. Actually, um, not all of them. Um, surprisingly, most of them were uh, in their 50s and 60s. People who, uh, he, here's what I found. The, the majority of people who are interested in psychedelics are either very successful people who are always pushing the limits of experience, whether it's uh, intellectually, physically, um, socially, you know, it's some sort of achievement. Mm -hmm. And then people who are getting to that point in life where they're wondering if they've lived a significant life, hmm. particularly when people retire, um, like four out of the seven people who were at that second retreat were people who had just retired and they're, and they're all very honest. They're, before we, before I invite somebody down, I'm, I'm like, Hey man, what's happening? Like, I, you know, we don't know each other. You're going to a third world country where I'm going to give you drugs that are going to significantly alter your consciousness. What the fuck is, what is making you think of it? This is a good idea. And they're like, Hey man, I, I just don't know what I'm doing in my life. I, I've came to this point where I like, what have I been doing? And at some point, if we're lucky and, and though it's a terrifying fortune, we come to this point where we're like, dude, what the fuck am I doing? And we don't know if we're honest. Is is we is uh, LSD easy to get in Costa Rica? Do you live in Costa Rica? I just want to in Costa Rica. Oh, my, my mushrooms, of course. Yeah, yeah. But same question, just mushrooms. Well, uh, our we grow and ship 
our mushrooms from the U.S. and uh, nice. trying to get anything in and out of Costa Rica is a huge pain in the ass. Um, yeah, so, nobody checks the mail. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there there aren't even any there aren't even any mailbox. You got to go like down to the the post office. Yeah, yeah you got to go to the field box. That's the way to do it. Trust me. They're delivered it to your house. Really good. Yeah. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't, don't wear shorts. Gun channel. <laughs> don't wear shorts. Um, I. So you went your um your personal self changing journey right the big six pyramids of LSD, you didn't talk about what the actual high was like right you you just talked about what you were like before and then afterwards, during, were you actively thinking were you processing did you have like a set of questions to resolve, how did you prep, man, man how did I prep, hmm. <laughs> Here's how I prepped. Is Open I my mouth and put in the LSD. I, here, here's how I prepped. I also ordered some um, DMT, and so I smoked that first. <laughs> Wait. Okay. <laughs> okay. And, then, and 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 didn't get it all the way the first time, so I tried a second time. And then I took these six things of LSD. And look, dude, I tell you what, man, I was scared to death. Ain't no lie about it. I was scared to death. And... It was the most beautiful experience of my life. Look, I'll tell you, the most pleasurable experience you can think of physically is an orgasm. If you can imagine a your entire soul having an orgasm that lasts for six hours, that's what it was like. Nice. I, look, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a food snob, right? Uh, unapologetically. Okay? okay. And one thing that I fucking Good think is food. disgusting is cherry tomatoes that are wrinkled. God, gross. Yeah. Disgusting. Well, I'm making a salad while I'm rolling on on lsd and this little wrinkly tomato i swear to god i look at it and i'm like this is so beautiful <laughs> and, and it like this beautiful fucking wrinkly ass tomato <laughs> and and dude like it wasn't like whitewashing you know how you know how people who are so obnoxious who always want to see the positive and everything and you just want to mm. smack them they're always whitewashing things and they say things that you just don't believe right mm. they're trying it's just not real it wasn't like that it wasn't like that at all it wasn't like oh let me let me see this ugly cherry tomato as being beautiful. It wasn't like that at all. It was, it was something altogether different where all you can see is the beauty in even something that is ugly. Mm -hmm. I understand that part. That part I got, there was a clown painting that was beautiful on the wall. <laughs> I, they had like a, a comically goofy clown painting in their like billiard room. And I was just staring at its face, watching it change colors from orange to yellow and then back again. And then I would like look away and then look back real quick <laughs> to see if, to see what parts of what I just saw were real. Because I don't know how it morning, works. You didn't Because when you're staring at it, your brain is changing it to, to all different colors. But when you look away, it's like a video game or something. It, it, all that resets. So you look back. <laughs> Motherfucker, that's not a clown. It's George Bush. What, what am I looking? You've been there for three hours or something. Yeah. I love movies over. LSD and, and, and I, I took five. I don't, I don't know. It's not like prescription drugs. That shit ain't dosed. Right. Right. Who knows what five of mine could have been one of yours. Um, but I had a ball. I, if, if that were legal, I would do that once every month for sure. No more than that. Literally no more than that. I don't think it would be healthy to go to that place more than once a month. That's a scary place. What do you it can't just like that could be a scary place. What about your thoughts on frequency, Michael? Is once a month too much? Enough? About right? Man, I'm gonna tell you, uh, the thing that 
the single most valuable gift that psychedelics have given me is the gift of sovereignty. Okay. Expand so, on that. So once a month or? <laughs> choose how many times a month. Like, like, dude, before, before, and this is going to sound almost like Hallmark after school special, like, but like before I ever inter- did psychedelics, I thought that there was like this right way of doing things. Man, and if I didn't do it that right way, I was in trouble. And somebody was going to come get me and somebody was going to like somebody or something was going to punish me, man. I just, I just realize now that life originates within the human being. And so you get to make the decision and, and feel the fear and the accomplishment of it. Mm Mm-hmm. And you will realize that you your car is a naval vessel. <laughs> <laughs> and you are a sovereign, you are citizen. sovereign citizen. <laughs> I'm starting to think the frequencies every like, day. <laughs> yeah, how, how, do, Ten minutes ago, actually. <laughs> how, how often do you do LSD or some form of hallucinogen now? Like fairly often? Well, I microdose. Um, okay. Like 0.6 grams to one point build a gram. tolerance to this stuff um i microdose 0.2 and how does how does that do uh, for you? so usually it is a like break glass in case of emergency right i'm cranky without a good reason i am just kind of being an asshole today and i could see it i could see that like whatever spurred on my reaction my reaction wasn't appropriate for that you know like it, it, some little thing is happening and i'm more upset than i ought to be and it's like and this doesn't happen very often i'm talking every three months i, I have microdose in a long time um but it's like okay this is on me I, I i just woke up an asshole for some reason so let's do a microdose and uh and see if i can't be a better me a little maintenance yeah. A better you, according to who? According to anyone that has to live with me, right? <laughs> but but me too, right? Like, like I, I don't know if we're all just a bag of chemicals, and and I'm filled with grumpy for some reason. Let's fucking throw some grump bleach in me, and yeah, I, I know uh, the exact feeling you're talking about. Like I've been, I've been putting together like a piece of gym equipment or something before, and someone just comes and asks me a question, and I'm. I can feel myself wanting to be mean to them. It's like, I want to hurt your feelings just so you'll leave me the fuck alone. And I'm like, whoa, don't do that. <laughs> right, right there. God, I'm an asshole. I need to do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> don't you look down your nose at me, Taylor. I know your hobbies. <laughs> no, you just get so we can't high. can't cut ourselves like, like you. <laughs> but yeah. Once but, every 30 years on the corner of the workout equipment box. <laughs> you but yeah, that's it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gluing pvc together then it dripped and i'm nine out of ten upset over a three out of ten problem yeah so uh, see but see woody I, i'm I'm sorry man i can't agree with you okay because i, I think what you just the, the story you just told exemplifies exactly what i'm saying is you're you're creating a split within yourself that don't make no sense 
you just said I have a nine ten out of nine out of ten response to a three out of ten problem. Well, that can't be true because clearly it's a nine out of ten problem to you. <laughs> and if it wasn't, then you wouldn't be responding nine out of ten. What's the real issue is, hey man, I don't like the fact that other people, other people think this is a three out of ten. Well, that now that's the difference. What, what I'm really concerned about is, hey, look, it, people don't like the fact that this makes this much difference to me. Well, that's a different issue. If you need to change yourself in order to like conform to the three out of 10 standard, that's going to be real tough. But I feel like normal me is able to keep things in perspective and respond to small problems appropriately and big problems appropriately. I pride myself on like those moments where something really bad happens. You know, maybe your son chops his foot with an ax, for example. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm, I'm the guy you want around who can handle this coolly and make good decisions and, 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 you know, get you to the right people. Uh, I think that's a different thing. But like, like I, I think I agree. you might be right. But but I maybe both things. But that's a different thing. I like that thing too. I think I'm, <laughs> you want me around. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I take a great pride in in that part of me. I, I'm you know, Jackie would sing my praises in this regard. Every time anything really hits the fan, I'm calm and I'm I'm making good decisions. But. I won't say I'm always, always, always calm and making good decisions. And if I feel like my mood needs a little maintenance and it's time to change the oil, <clears throat> that's when I think a microdose works for me. I think I'm really good when there's a situation that's like when, when, when someone's blowing something out of proportion, when they're, t- when they're three of, out of 10 problem is a 10 out of 10 for them, maybe just being like, hey, let's put this in perspective and we can solve this thing. But I'm, I'm, I'm also like, okay, at when there is like a nine or 10 out of 10 problem being like, Oh, well, let's, let, let's, let's just focus. What do we do first? <laughs> what do we do first? Let's put our clothes on. <laughs> we can't handle this naked. First thing you do, write a list that says to do, put that on it. And now you've at least taken steps. Are you one. a list you, maker? You, you Kyle's emergencies well, usually come from. Yeah. Kyle's I'm a list usually maker. come when he's naked. I make I'm lists not- and then it'll be like, yep. If I get all this stuff done, I'm, feeling golden and then like four days will go by and i've done one thing and it's like just stop don't make the list just fucking do it and then i'll do it all at once and be like why'd you even make the list you just just do it when you think of it but then the next time comes and you go you need to renew your plates and you wait four years and you don't renew your plates for four years it feels good drawing things off that list though it does do you ever put bullshit stuff on a list so you can exit off no, it's, it's not just bullshit stuff. It's also stuff that it's like, this is a bait. This this prop. This one thing requires like three steps. So let's just split this one thing up. Now I like lists for 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 big situations. Uh, moved yesterday and did not have a list. Did not have a list. There's shit everywhere. I wanted to make this iced coffee at like seven minutes before the show, and I couldn't find K cups, sweetener, spoons, anything. It's all it's in boxes of, locked most away. Of what coffee is? Yeah, all of the things that coffee is. Yeah. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna guess you gosh. didn't end up with the coffee, huh? I got it. I figured it out. I got a knife oh, out and went to town on those boxes. You got a knife out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know right, where right, the knives right. are. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> well, that this is fascinating. Um, so so is it just uh, are there any other hallucinogens between besides DMT, LSD, and mushrooms that you've experimented with? Uh, no, uh, haven't haven't uh, messed with anything else okay um, but uh and uh what do you do now like like are you in port costa rica 
right now I'm in Colorado uh, and I'm heading back to Costa Rica in a few days and uh, we're doing another uh, retreat at the end of the year. Uh, And um, in the meantime, we're helping people with depression, anxiety, and PTSD through microdosing magic mushrooms. How do you find the people who go on these retreats with you or rather how do they find you? Well, they usually come to our website at mightymicro.net forward slash free book. They uh, download the book that we wrote on microdosing 101. Okay. We'll t- tell you about like how to microdose, when to microdose, how to figure out your threshold dose so you know what uh, dosage is right for you. And, uh, and then usually they you know, become a customer and uh, we have a Facebook group that customers join. And uh, we do these retreats a couple times a year. And when we have them, we let them know and people sign up. What's Costa Rica like? I, 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 like, I think that's where Jurassic Park was, if I remember correctly, Taylor. And from what I've seen, it's beautiful. It's beautiful, dangerous at times. But mm-hmm. what, what's, what's real Costa Rica like as far as like how, how far does a dollar go down there? And what's the situation with prostitutes? <laughs> well it's uh it's very primitive and uh if you want some prostitutes the place to go is hako j-a-c-o gotcha. uh, of course. I, I went and spent a weekend there and the girl i was with took me to this uh, bar or restaurant and dude i'm telling you there was like the whole place was lined up on every wall there were women lined up Costa Rican women that are like there to get guys to like, mm-hmm. it was the wildest nice. thing I've ever seen. It was, it was wild. Anyway. How much would it cost to, 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 to take one of these ladies on an adventure into the night per se? I, I wouldn't be able to tell you that. Uh, I, I doubt that. Did you ever go up to the prostitutes <laughs> and like, and give them and give them like five tabs of acid and be like, come, come with me. We're going to remap this whole thing you're doing. <laughs> and then you take them in the woods and they go, Oh my God, I'm a prostitute. And, you go, well, maybe you shouldn't have taken this actually because it seems like your best job option. <laughs> maybe, yeah. yeah. You've never tried well, that? Never given the locals anything? No, no. I think prostitution should be legal. I'm a big uh, supporter of legal prostitution. Just seems safer, less STDs, management. You know, you get, they could report crimes that happen to them. And at the same time, it seems like it's an, an empowering thing if you're selling your own pussy. Whereas if it's, you know, an illegal cartel type situation, you inevitably end up with a pimp there for protection who is empowering to be a prostitute i think it's empowering to sell to, i would to, disagree yes. i'd say it's a very dangerous mistreated uh <laughs> job I, don't no, you no, no. it's only mistreated because of what i just laid out though like if you if it were legal if you were in a place where it were legal and there's no recompense if no one would harm you or do a crime to you because you're just as likely as any other citizen to report them nobody's going to rob you like right now if you rob a prostitute what the fuck does she do she goes shit I need a like gun. Robbed. Yeah. Yeah. But if you rob a prostitute in Amsterdam or wherever the fuck it's legal, I'd need to talk like, to a couple Amsterdam prostitutes, interview them, get their thoughts. Amsterdamians. Amsterdamians. Is that, is that accurate? I have no clue with that. Idea. But yeah, they, I mean, they always, you never hear anything bad about Amsterdam. They're doing drugs. They're, they apparently, cool the town. yeah, it seems like a cool town. I've never been, but hmm. prostitutes are everywhere and apparently it's still safe and nice. So you're maybe you're probably right. I went to a Chainsmokers concert in Amsterdam. Mm. It was awesome. I bet. I bet any sort of like 
concert or anything in a country where so much shit is legal would be a blast. Dude, it was so fun. We we had some mushrooms and this girl I was with, we did these mushrooms with this in this big amphitheater. And it was the first time like you could feel the bass because mm-hmm. of the psychedelics. It was like, wow, it was dope. It was awesome. I know you've taken people on these retreats and you mentioned the the naked fellow running around wanting to accost people. Oh. Are there any other really good freak out stories from people you've been around who maybe overindulged a bit, lost their mind temporarily? Well, I'll tell you, the, the first retreat we did, uh, there was a guy who went on it who was an entrepreneur and um, very successful, had a million dollar business. And uh, unfortunately, him and his wife were having some real challenges, uh, so much so that she said that she had hidden a gun in their house and that she was going to kill him and, and the kids. Uh, she had really kind of lost it. Yeah. Well, he uh, came down for this retreat um, because he was like, dude, I, I need here. something to sort mm-hmm. this out. And the night before we did the, the uh, hero's journey, he was like, yo, man, I don't think I'm going to do this. I'm, uh, uh, this kind of freaks me out. I, I think I'm going to pass. So I said, all right, man, no problem. We go, we talk about it, and finally decides he's going to do it. Um, so the next day I give him seven grams of mushrooms and, and dude, the next six hours were completely life-changing for him. There were times when he was just like looking around, like he was just delighted. And then there were moments where he's like putting his head down here and looking up and looking at me very suspiciously. Well, we get the sun starts to set. We're in the jungle and it's time to go. And I was like, Hey man, uh, we got to go. And he's laying on the ground. Won't leave. Finally, we get him up walking through the jungle through the river he needs to get on the back of his motorcycle because that's how we got there so he needs to ride the back of his motorcycle to go back to the house and he looks at me he's like hey man i'm scared i was like hey dude don't worry i got you well the next day you know of course we make it home okay mm-hmm. the next day he's like dude when you told me to get on the bike it looked like you were god <laughs> and God was telling me that everything was okay. Now, dude, look, don't get it. Don't, don't get the wrong idea. What happened here is in his consciousness, something about, he, he learned something about the way this world works. Something that all the mystics have tried to tell us for all the time, which is everything's okay. Trust. Now, it made it seem like I'm God in that. That was just like an anthropomorphism. It was just like me playing that role. But sure. the, the thing that happened, the thing that happened, the, the experience, okay, the experience, not something that somebody told him, okay, but he was really there. And really, do you, do you know how much courage it takes to tell for one grown man to tell another grown man, I'm scared? This grown mm-hmm. man who whose wife has a gun at his house. And has yeah. never told me I'm scared. I can't get over that. That's he, he what I've been stuck this whole time. This man is a scared expert. He, he knows he, scared he like said the, nothing about back of his hand. <laughs> now he's saying I'm scared. Look, that's a huge experience of but whoa. Everything he didn't okay. leave his kids at home, did he? Yes, he ship them to. My question is this: Mike, how does going and having any sort of um, treatment? Um, gonna help that you've got a murderous crazy lady at home with your children like like that what well, did he send her did she did she also get doped up somewhere 
She realized she was right. <laughs> right? So what did he, he's like, you know what? I realized she's right. <laughs> right. Those kids. Suck. Like, what happened? How, what was the resolution to that? Because the real problem is his wife is crazy. She has like postpartum depression or something. Post, post, postpartum. Post, 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 post. Squared, cubed. In, in a relationship, the, the real issue is when people, no matter what the issue is, there's two people that can't communicate. And so in this situation, the issue was that there was some question about some infidelity. She wasn't able to get over it. He wasn't able to talk to her in a way that helped her get over it. There was a whole, it was a fucking mess. Shit. But so, you kill them. That's a, that's a whole other thing. That's scary. That is so scary. <laughs> Well, I mean, I can tell you, I would not be going just, to Costa Rica making... for drugs. No, if that happened to me. <laughs> no. I would be kids get in the car. We're leaving now. <laughs> We'd be searing across the state. There'd be a fucking Amber Alert for my car. I'd be getting out of my car, beating the shit out of someone in another car, taking their car, getting my kids in there, going, "Your mother's a crazy bitch. She told me she's gonna kill you." And they go, "She showed me the car. gun." Yeah, she showed me the gun. She Dude, she had bullets Taylor, with her names on them. Taylor, do you have any kids? No. So you don't know what you're talking about. Kyle, do you have any kids? I have four. I would I would take them and I'd get away with them. You know, like, right. look, so, if my wife uh, let's, told let's, me that she was thinking about killing me and our four children, I would I, I might kill her, um, honestly, if, if she said that. But I would definitely like go to the authorities and put a stop to it however I could. Because I can't I let the kids die. I, I, I think, care about them too much. I think we're getting off the point Three here. Three of them. The point is there's everybody's got different ways of dealing with things and uh did the LSD fix it? did the mushrooms fix it in this guy's case it was it was a delicate situation man like did it get mushrooms resolved? fix it like did they get it broken off and everything with no violence no no dude you guys are kind of making fun but like I want to know what happened. You but told me the guy's Corey, wife is going to kill him and his kids, and he came to you to do to do mushrooms in another country. And I'm and you're telling me that's the right thing. And I'm saying, okay, so how did it, how did it end up? And I'm wondering if there's dead kids in the end of the story. <laughs> you probably wouldn't have told like. the story if that if that I part just, happened. I just don't get the feeling that you guys are taking or like believing the story or something. It sounds like you're making fun of me, but no, the I the believe the story. It's, guys, it's ridiculous, though. The, okay, well. Anyway, um, now they're together, <laughs> and it sounds anticlimactic because of so all the ridicule. Um, but this is real life, man. There, there are real people who do things that, as you sit there in your chair, smugly fucking judging them, they're real people who don't know what to do about situations. Well, this woman, idiot, man. This woman, Look, you described crazy. This man. woman who was no married to him, is gonna agree with an Asian scenario. woman. Is that what the police this way of seeing the world that is very <laughs> humiliating to her if she's cheated on? Then she threatens of the course. thing that she can only do to get his attention. And for you to be so smug and to laugh it off, these are real. I'd people. rather be smug than a mother who threatens the lives of her children. Well, I think one's you, better you don't than the have other. To be one or the You're other. defending the child killer. I'm not defending anyone. I'm telling you, this is the way people are. I'm not suggesting that anyone's right. I'm suggesting that you let people be who they are and recognize well, that this is the way well, no, you, if, if, if who someone is is threatening to kill their children, you can't let that someone be. That that husband didn't let it be. He took the 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 
task to go and try and remap right. his his thinking to try and handle it, right? I think you guys are missing the point. <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe I'm just telling the story wrong. Uh, what I'm trying to tell you is that these are emotional things that people say. Sure. Am I trying to say that her the children's lives were in danger? I have no idea. I'm just telling you that this is what the situation was. And if you get fixated on this one bit where well, it's a big it bit. might have been What's something all you told that she said in fucking anger. I'm just telling you that what, that's the way say, that's saying, saying that I hate you in anger is so much different than saying you're going to kill your children in, in anger. Like Woody, let me run this. Let me catch you up real quick. One of, Roger that. One of um, Michael's patients uh, came to him because his wife told him, I have a gun hidden in the house. I plan to kill you and all three children. So he and he hooked up with Michael and they went to Costa Rica and left the kids with her. And uh, it all worked out. And I, he's, Michael says that I'm sitting here smugly judging her. Shut up, Michael. Michael, shut <laughs> Won't you? You're being a little smug there for someone who's on the side of a house somewhere with, with birds <laughs> on, calling and on, dogs barking. I heard a stranger walk by a minute ago. Don't be rude to me and cut me off. I let you trail on for three fucking, I, I don't know how many stories of nonsense. All, all right, I said all right. was this sounds like a terrible human being. And if my wife threatened my children, she wouldn't be my wife anymore. And that's not a crazy thing or coming from a smug place. That's a normal thing coming from a sane place. It does sound like she needed some help to reset, right? Like, No, no, she, she a, didn't do the drugs. Well, he left I, her with no, the kids and he did drugs. I did follow um, oh, what sorry. I was saying. Okay. But she was the one who was off her rocker, it sounds like. Like she wasn't, she needed to be committed. Yeah. Before she made a terrible decision. You think? I do. Yeah, I think so. Like if someone's threatening that to their children. But he I, got I don't help think you can. Yeah. And she got over it. Like, why did that work? I don't know. Yeah. I don't it, know. It's like, was he making her crazy? Did him leaving make her rethink where she was? I think he had cheated on her. And she was Asian, so that was extra bad. Oh, I didn't know anything about that. Um, huh. And did they live happily ever after? Did they put it back together, or did they get a divorce and get that right? Michael? Actually, they're still married. They're still and married. They have, for everything you can tell, a much better relationship. And um, they seem to be doing great. Huh. I think there's a little luck involved on this, right? Yeah. If she yeah, was losing her mind. Like, it, it's just, there was something going on with her, obviously. Like, I would think that was the principal problem here. It's just, it's so, the whole situation is so bizarre to me. Like, because I'm, I'm just putting myself in that space of, hearing someone I'm married to threatening my children and then going on a trip. Like, did... That's insane. Like, you, you see that, right, Michael? Guys, I, I, we're in a place where, like, we're just not talking about the same thing anymore. Oh. Um, maybe I, you can I help me catch up. Like, I so... don't really know what we're trying to do right now. Hmm. 
have a co normal human being conversation <laughs> I think what for non-brain adult I, individuals. I think what Kyle was saying initially was that the whole like LSD thing can be good, but you caught us off guard with this story because it's so far beyond what you should be seeking psychedelics for. If your spouse is threatening the lives of your children to go on a trip and do LSD is madness instead of taking action and being like, we got to get these, we got to protect our kids. I think if it's as serious as you laid out initially of her saying, I hit a gun and I'm going to kill you and the children. You, you got to take that more seriously. That's not a I need to be enlightened situation. That's a there is a life and death situation potentially, and this must be rectified. Well, dude, all you guys are saying is that you don't believe this story because no one has said that once. No, not, well, not you, once. you clearly said are. that three times, though. You're clearly, you clearly are. Because I don't believe the story now because, because you're so you, keep, about it. you keep suggesting did I, that did something I ask that else confusing could have happened, although. Actually, what happened was the best possible outcome. So you're telling me that it should have gone another way when what I'm telling you is it went great. So you're telling me you walked into the street I, blindfolded, found a hundred dollars, and so that's must work. That's the way to walk across the street. Yeah, I was gonna say something similar. Like, like I have um I've been on a hockey team and they say, Woody, play your position. And then I don't play my position and I score. And they're like, I hate it when bad ideas work out. Right. <laughs> you know, it, it's still a good idea to play your position, even though yeah. this one time it worked for you. Mm -hmm. So if your wife is threatening your kids to leave her alone with the kids, like even though it worked out, he needed to play his position. No, you don't see it like, like he's culpable. If, if she killed him, I feel I, like he's almost I, as guilty I as her. Like you guys are feel like you guys are fixating on one part of the story. That That's the interesting is, part. I might not have the whole story. No, Kyle laid it out. Yeah. Oh, you Sorry. think I do? Um, okay. The interesting part is not what might sound most sensational, but the interesting part is actually what happened. And the so, sensational part happened too. It's two for two. It's that, that that beats the other part because the other part just happened and it's not sensational. You've got sensational reality. I never said the story didn't happen. What I'm saying is the story is so ridiculous that it's fascinating. Yeah, that I want to do a case study on it. That that, that I want to, if if I knew that guy's address, I'd call the police in his area and tell him, hey, there's a crazy lady over there who's threatening her children. <laughs> the cops should know. The cops should know. <laughs> they they should. Everyone yeah. who knows he wasn't telling is culpable in some manner. I I've been waiting to uh, to ask this. It, it's about your initial LSD experience where you went from grieving to I guess the next stage and and getting better you with me yeah okay so i've done ketamine and while i was on ketamine all my thoughts and ideas were free from like self-doubt self-reflection in a way and second guessing every idea and thought i had was a good one to me it, it normal me not on ketamine you suggest a business idea even if it's a good one I can tell you seven reasons why it won't work out and they're all legit, but they might be conquerable. You tell me on ketamine that like, you know what? This is the way forward. And there's nothing about me that thinks good ideas are bad. Did you have a similar experience as you were trying to get past your grieving and guilt? What was the, high like like what because there were hours where you were it, there's an in-between there's a grieving 
thinking about taking the uh, the Robin Williams way out, as you described it. And then there's the, oh my, life goes on. I can achieve a, a, a happier oh, state. It was, it wasn't, what was the it, middle? Wasn't, it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that at all. Okay. It's, it's completely different. This is, and this is, this is why we're having a, a difficulty here in this communication is because what I'm trying to suggest is like, it wasn't a, a, a graduated, like I didn't come from this level and go to a graduated up and filled up. And now I'm complete. It was a completely different experience of that of life. A, a, a completely a diff different experience of life. Okay. So it, it almost sounds like it wasn't something you thought or dreamed or did during the high, but for some reason you came out of it reset. Maybe. When, when I was on, when I was on this trip, it was like several hours of seeing the world as if everything were harmonious. And regardless of the pain or the difficulty of any particular thing, everything just fit exactly the way that it was supposed to. And I fit as if I were a piece of fabric in this ever changing pattern, so to speak. Mm -hmm. now, everything, everything that I'm saying is just a metaphor, right? It's just poetry trying to explain the inexplicable, trying to explain what is really beyond words. Yeah. Because it's a, you know, you're trying to explain the sensation of a psychedelic drug. Like, you know, it's it's going to be different for you and your feelings and the ability to articulate it than someone else. So different for everyone, I would guess. Like, it's, it's the same way that, like, unless unless like, the same like reason that you talk to people about hallucinogens or whatever. And it's about like, what did you learn? It's always so similar of like this vagary of. I fit in. It's so right. secure and this, and it was just so right. And it's like, that sounds like everybody else. Cause it's, you know, they, they don't, they don't have the words, I guess, to articulate it. And that's why the good hallucinating stories are always like, I saw a dragon and, a, and there's like a narrative structure because then people can kind of carry along with it. Oh, that makes sense to me. Oh, you saw a, a leaf turn into a, a scary bug and it flew away. Whereas yeah, everything just kind of gelled, man, doesn't really fit unless I guess you have the requisite experience of, LSD. And even then, Kyle has never had that. And some of my other friends who've done it haven't. And so that kind of plays into what Woody's been saying, where it really does have to do with the setting of it and your mindset going in, where if you're trying to be silly and have a fun time and watch movies, that's what you're going to get more likely than not. If you are going into it because you're traumatized from a, a horrible life event, then you're probably going to fixate on that. And that is going to be the driving force of it. And that's coming. Like that's what I assume. I don't do hallucinogens. I did a small amount of mushrooms in college, but not even enough to like. Do you know your dose? Get a real experience. I don't. I have no idea. My roommate uh, <clears throat> gave me some off of you. his desk. It was yeah, all chopped as, up. As far as like like the way it, it, it yeah. the way it uh, I experienced it, it felt to me like if I had tried, if I had start, if I'd went in with the idea that I was going to focus on a thing, 
then that would have been the focus. And I felt like I could change gears at any time while I was high and, and, and start thinking about things. And I could have gone to some dark place that was like scary or mean or, or, um, you know, maybe not healthy. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it would have been healthy to, to, to go there and like destroy my, um, what, what, what were ego. they talking about? Um, ego. Yeah. Like ego death or whatever. I'll, I'll hang on to my ego. I like it enough. Yeah. He's a cool guy. Um, but I really just wanted Fantasia to be cool and wanted that, like that camaraderie with my buddies and man, food tasted good, man. That was the best donut I've ever had in my fucking life. And to be fair, it was a real good donut, but still, it was, <laughs> it was transcendent. I always we were heard the stereotype that like eating on acid is the, is like a, a negative. People hmm. talk about the maceration, you know, just the munching of food in your mouth being disgusting to them. I heard someone tell me that mastication oh. what did I, I said masturbation <laughs> you're close you're close we were gonna let you slide it's okay at least there's a masturbation everyone yeah but yeah, i didn't, halfway but i didn't have that experience at all i just found that donut to be delectable just the most yeah see i was the on the i was working like, like i when i listened to michael's story at the start i was almost envious because like when i was working out issues i didn't have a good reason i feel like there was almost like a Look, I'm bummed. What's your big problem, Woody? Well, you know, like it's winter and um, I don't deserve to be down is how I felt. That's right. Like, That's right. And uh, you, on the other hand, earned it. So like, but me. But it's the same thing. It's that same feeling of guilt. And because at the root, it's this it's this spiritual issue, dude. Doesn't have anything to do with circumstances. Well, yeah, I was with you till the end. Like it just, in your case, I think the circumstances. Look, are I mean, the it's going to change. There. But dude, we both felt the same gnawing, though. Mine was more acute, but yours is. Yeah, I feel like I'm stealing valor to just agree with that. Like, yeah, like, right. You know, like I, I don't deserve that. What do you mean? Like to compare his pain or his discomfort to yours. I'm not, I'm not so comparing. I'm not, but I'm he not, is for him. Yeah. To yeah. This, yours is what he's saying. He feels like he's, he's but why uh, compare. We're, we're just saying that this is annoying that we look, this isn't a competition. We're, we're both human, man. We're both like, just because you didn't have a traumatic experience doesn't mean that you don't feel this gnawing is what I'm saying. Man. Yeah. Yeah. But I do struggle with thinking, but I don't deserve to feel no, this. But see, that's right? the thing. Like, but see, that's yeah. the thing that you're. That's the. That's the very gnawing, is this feeling of guilt that you ought to not do something <laughs> that you are doing. It's. It's no different. Don't fixate on the circumstance. Don't, don't forget. Don't think about my. This tragedy. Focus on the fact that we're both human, and this thing that hey, something ain't right. That's, yeah, and there's a and unqualified. There's no scientist in me that's like oh do you feel bad well that just means your serotonin uptake inhib inhibitors are no yeah. your serotonin uptake receptors are working too hard and now you've got no serotonin in you and you need that to that theory was do... not that was yeah. made up yeah that, that, was, that didn't turn out to be a qualified scientist i, I prefaced it Whoa, michael are you saying ssris are wildly overprescribed with a lot of negative side effects I, that's that's <laughs> I would, crazy i would never say such a thing <laughs> no i don't think there's um, mountains of evidence for that mm. <laughs> <laughs> i don't think there's absolute mountains of evidence that people are i know to. i'm out of my depth but uh because uh, i just know people that they've helped but that doesn't mean they're not overprescribed also um 
but yeah, yeah. So this is one of the things that I struggled with was feeling like I didn't deserve to be struggling in the first place. And then that just, cre- now I have two problems and then it just, it's recursive to where I have infinite problems. Of course. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I totally but get see, that. The problem is begun with the question. You're the one that brings the problem with the assumption. I do that. Yeah. Um, but then the ketamine itself was, was it? So dude, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Go ahead. And this is, Look, there's a certain reluctance. Gosh, this is going to be hard to take. And I don't know if this is the right audience to tell you, but I'm just going to tell you anyway, and you can make what you will of it. Mm. There's a certain reluctance that human beings have of the narcissism that is natural to being an individual. Not I'm better than you, but I'm an individual and I don't need to agree with you on everything. It's real hard for people, especially in this competitive society, real hard for a person to figure out how to be a person in the midst of a society. It's tough. And people people feel ashamed or embarrassed. And I just don't think there's any – they don't need to. I think it's uh, – I think that's a uh, unnecessary ill of this – unspoken expectation of conformity and people don't want to do it people don't want to people don't want to they want to be themselves and not be ashamed of it well that's Hmm. true but there are some things like behaviorally like if you're eating like shit all the time like you should feel bad about that if you're like because it's it's unhealthy and it's gonna but but who says that you have to be healthy. If somebody wants to eat like shit for a while, why shouldn't they? Because it's it's a feedback loop loop of negativity. Like you're you mess up your your hormones when you get fat, and then that makes you want to okay. go into food more, and then that becomes a source of comfort. And it's kind of like the longer you stay in the hot tub, and that comfort, the harder it is to get out. Getting fat is wonderful, my friend. It's it's a great time <laughs> to get fat, but then you get fat, and you look at yourself as fat, and you go, my God. It's my circumstances that have caused me this via my, my circumstances being acting out in a way that's unhealthy. And so in that way, yeah, like you do I have to kind of take some. But I hear that, Taylor. And I'm trying to find like a common ground sure. here. And it's like, ah, so the problem with eating badly isn't that you're getting unhealthy. It's that you're not meeting your goals. If your goal is to be healthy and you're eating badly, then you feel bad about not achieving what you're going for. If your goal is to be fat and ugly and you're eating badly, then you're (laughs) nailing it. (laughs) Dude, I nailed it for a while. (laughs) Dude, I just think, I just think life carries people through different periods where sometimes you do eat like shit and that's fine and you'll get over it. And there's sometimes when you're addicted to beer or addicted to whatever, and you get through it. Like there's this, there's this trust, like there's this, it's everything now. And man, dude, that just ain't the way life is. The, The only way that we can, the only thing you can change now is the perspective to recognize that you don't know anything and that everything that we're doing is learning. And if we can do that and be gracious with ourselves and not think that, oh, we do know everything or we ought to be able to do things. If we, if we could do them, we would. 
And if you're someone who's who's motivated like you to do this and share this, that that makes sense. Like you clearly have a lot of passion for it. Do you ever see people who maybe take that message negatively and go, oh, I, almost nihilistically, like, oh, there's nothing. None of this matters. Who cares? I may as well get fat and be stupid. And uh, I'll just I'm just a stardust moat of whatever in the end. Because I do know people who who go down that road of the oh nothing matters at all fuck it and it's like that that usually people who believe that aren't very happy. Well, what what is the alternative to force people to believe something that they are going to just say they believe even though they don't? What I'm suggesting no, it, it would be to it would be to take meaning in in those close to you, your friends, your family. But but how can you get other people? To I'm just do trying that? to think of a non-religious thing. Well, you wouldn't have to. If if you're in your own community with your friends, your family, people who are who are like living more communally, people who do that, like even going so far as an example of the Amish, like they're much happier working and focusing on things in their immediate vicinity instead of doom scrolling on Twitter, looking at horseshit nonsense that's just there to to upset you. I always have I always question that poll. Did they ask the women how they were feeling and the kids? No, nor should they. It's not only the, only the guys, right? Only like, those bearded guys. Okay. Mm. <laughs> yeah but i do you think there's a risk of that 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 some people could take that the wrong way that oh everything's meaningless who cares yeah of course and i felt that way and if anybody's honest they felt that way sure and so what are we afraid of look i just trust in life that you're going to have some moments where you're like what the fuck is going on and and is this even worth it and to act like you don't is just to mislead people. Look, everybody's going to have these moments where you're like, God damn it. I don't know what the fuck is going on. And I don't even know if I'm up for it, man. It's all right. Look, ain't nothing wrong with you. You ain't done nothing wrong. You ain't got to fix nothing. This is, this is life, man. But there's a lot of, a lot of people trying to tell people that it ought to be this way when there ain't no fucking way for it to be that way all the time. So you're you're coming down on more against there being an idea of a, a total edict of what is happiness, what you need to do in order to achieve this happiness. You think it should be more subjective with a understanding that it is because that's what what is kind of odd about it to me is like, yeah, it's just like it's great that nothing matters. Like I didn't no, say nothing I, matters. I think if I if I'm reading Michael's vibrate. It's that he's accepting for where you are, right? And if you're fucking hard-driving Jocko Wilnick getting up at 4 a.m. every day to do whatever, then fine. That's that's how you are. The, are you. If you're nothing matters but we're stardust and you're just stuck there for a couple mm -hmm. days, a couple months, a couple years, then that's okay, too. Everything's okay. I think as the vibe we're getting, there'll be another stage. Dude, of course, if you're one of those stardust people, yes, you're annoying as fuck, but hey, <laughs> but, but yo, you're, you're going to get through it. Yes, you are. You, are you won't be that guy forever. Trust you're, us. You're We're finding common ground. And nobody wants to hang out with you, but you'll get through it. <laughs> and if you're the Jocko Willett guy, then dude, no dude we need people like you. Either. We need Jesus people Christ. like you who are fucking hard charging yeah. leaders. And wherever you are, yo. The thing to, to understand is life is good to you. Look, there's there, look, guys, my, my battery's dying. I don't know where the fuck the com laptop computer is, but look, I just wanted to say this is the main thing that that is important mm -hmm. to say is that this our society needs a myth that people can live by. 
a myth that makes them think of life as more than just a fucking algorithm or a bunch of fucking mathematical equations. That's a true. myth that captures our fucking souls and gives us a chest to live from instead of living when a society of people without chests, without souls. And so what I'm suggesting is that we see life as beautiful enough to contain both the beauty and the ugliness. That, that, that beauty, that life, that, that the myth that we see life by, that even if someone makes such a horrendous thing, I'm going to kill the children, that we understand that life is bigger than that threat. And that somehow everything's okay. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. That's just not me, man. I, 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 it's okay. You be you. I'm not mad. But like, for example, in my ketamine trips, I was like, these are the things we're going to work out during this trip. This is, that, I wrote some pre-questions down in my journal. I thought them through. And then before I lost the answers, I wrote down my answers. And I refer, I even look back on them every so often, every couple of weeks, months. I'm like, you know, what did I think at the end? You know what? That was a good point. Because my my things were like, Hey, I should appreciate my wife because these are her good qualities. This is how she likes to have her bucket filled. This is what my Colin, my, my son, his name is Colin. Um, th this is, you know, how he likes to have his bucket filled and what we should do with him and my daughter. Those were the things that make my wheel turn. And I feel like you're happier in a more artistic, ambiguous, less defined type place. Like you, you weren't looking for action items. But action items are what brings me happiness. That's how I get shit done. Awesome. So that's the difference between us, I guess. No, man, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm just not communicating well because what I'm saying is there ain't no difference. Is you saw the path to joy for you. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is what I'm trying to say is like the, life is life is the direct experience of joy. Sometimes joy is painful. Sometimes joy is chaotic. Sometimes joy doesn't make any sense. I, I'm what I'm trying to say is this is the experience of psychedelics puts us in to the direct experience of what life is before it's uh, polluted by all of the expectations that we've been taught to have of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, that was the the pathway to joy, and the way you just explained it was definitely the the easiest to understand what you're putting down uh, of the way you've done it. That makes sense. Okay, thank you. And yeah, the the path to joy thing you said that that does make sense. Like, doesn't really matter which option it is. It's just mitigating factors and handling this human condition of the shared emotions we all have. Dude, look, each one of us is so individual, and the way that we interact with this world is so infinitely unique and and yet each one of us is trying to do something very similar Woody comes up with action items i do something completely different kyle goes and parties and taylor is doing his thing all very different but all with the same goal which is the experience of life which would which i would call joy mm -hmm. yeah and and what i'm trying to say is there's a difference between that and the acting like it that we've been taught to do through the self-help industry. 
where you're supposed to stand in front of the mirror and tell yourself all these things and be positive all the time. And that, 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 that. Yeah. That is not the same. And you're saying that's just going to set you up for more negativity because you're going to be like, oh man, I'm telling myself in the mirror to be happy and I'm not happy. (laughs) I must be a stupid retard who's not doing it right. Everybody else on this forum is, is reading how to stay happy forever by Dr. John uh, thief. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's going to work, you know, uh, Dr. John Huckster here with (laughs) with my, my nonsense book. This leads me to ask Taylor, Taylor question for you. Mm -hmm. So let's say that you decided to use psychedelics to get your emotions right, whatever mm-hmm. that means for you. What do you think that process looks like? Are you a come up with the correct action items person like me? Are you a party guy like Kyle? Are you a more defined guy? If I was trying to do it with the goal, like if I was doing it and my goal was not to have fun and be silly and the goal was like, I'm going to try and work through some stuff. I would want a list because I don't have any experience with LSD. And so Mm -hmm. I would be worried like I'm going to do it and then I'm not going to focus on the right things or I'm not going to actually work through stuff. And so even if I made a list that I didn't look at once through the whole thing, at least writing it down and having that be top of mind, would like make me feel more game planish going into it. And it would also set my mind in the correct way to not be in like goofy fun mode. Because if I just kind of took it like haphazardly, I could imagine myself just having a fun, silly time. Like I'd, if I, I'd, I'd want to be purposeful with it. I, I like the, when the, when you broke down how you did it with the ketamine, I was like, I think that's almost exactly how I would do it. Okay. Hmm. And so, but maybe, and you know, it could be a thing that I do that once and then be like, that was fucking stupid. Like <laughs> yeah, right? I, I didn't need to write that shit down. It was already top of mind. And you so of what? course it came up. I, it's a lot to, I, with ketamine, you got six doses, right? So there were six trips that you took. Um, most of them were, as I described, I'm not lying. One of them, like I have my computer next to me and it's playing this bioral music. I didn't even know what that was beforehand. Mm-hmm. And I've got my headset on, my scented candle, my weighted blanket. And I am just in mentally some in sort of zone. dry, happy slip and slide of joy as I process all this sort of thing. Uh, Michael, you're oh, like, we lost your, your audio, Michael. Yeah, I think it's working now. You're like in an, in an adult womb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not bad, actually. But on one of the trips, so I've got my computer next to me, and it's an apple. It texts. And I just text my wife, blow me. And (laughs) (laughs) so she does. And then that led to more and more and more. The journal afterwards is triple X rated. It it, like so that that was what I did with one of my trips. And afterwards, you'd think it'd be great. What's that? That's what I do with all of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I'm not learning anything. I'm just getting my dick sucked again. <laughs> but but for me, I actually felt a little guilty afterwards. And I looked like, down and uh, saw the face of God throating me. The- <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, after, for me, like what, what happened between my ears was I was like, you know, you kind of slacked this session. You didn't make any progress on yourself. Uh, you just, you just had sex. <laughs> so, uh, 
you know, maybe you're wired differently where you where that's a win. But for me, it somehow seemed like maybe a tie. Yeah. Oh, where where are you trying to get to? It's trying to be in a like out of depression. Depression sounds um uh, more extreme than I think I had. You're trying to get out of like you know the doldrums, like seasonal affective disorder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that 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 might have been it, or it might have been you know a strong are version. You, are of you that. out of it? Yeah, I've, most of the time. When when do you notice yourself feeling ways that you don't want to? Um, it's not common. I would say that, like, like I mentioned earlier in the show, it might manifest itself as me overreacting to little problems. Like, oh, did I strip a bolt? That is, just get out your. You know how to deal with this. Just stay level, work the problem, solve the problem. Don't go pouting your feet or throwing a tool. Now you're just being an idiot. What what's wrong with you? Why are you not the best you? So that's the conversation that happens when something goes wrong. Yeah, yeah. You know, or, or um, I don't know. Maybe maybe I've got nothing. So I'm retired mostly. I do this. I work I work five hours a week, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, you know, maybe I'll just wake up without a purpose one day and be like, you know. Like this, I shouldn't, I should be psyched, right? Like if life is a vacation, why aren't you happy? So like that sort of thing but, will but make But who's me, asking the question? Me. Right? Like I'll be. But, but hold on. Who's asking the question though? Me. So, so I'm not living up to my own expectations. Of, but, but, of, but of course you are. <laughs> because you... Oh, you could only you're only you could do that so like what i'm saying is that the discrepancy you have is something that's made up you like you've made up this idea that there's a problem when you're doing everything you want to do but i mean in a way kind of like perception is reality right so in in woody's mind if that's a big source of stress and concern for him then it's it's to him it's real it's as real as like stress over a real problem like with the, if his back patio is fucked up or, if if know. you say hey <laughs> that's my problem and so oh, i just yeah. just looked over there and oh, yeah i'm fucking what are you gonna do with that is, hey i want Taylor, to you're not meeting my expectations by the way <laughs> sorry i, I like yeah. my friends with good back patios <laughs> are we talking <laughs> paving stones or like what are we gonna do <laughs> we'll figure it out okay if what you're saying is I want to have a reason to be stressed and these are the ones I'm coming up with, then I say, great. Oh, that's interesting. No, but I, I say, hey, you don't have to. And if you're being honest with yourself, then you'd say, hey, you know what? I'm just looking for reasons because I feel like I ought to be stressed and I can't tell you why, but God damn it, I'm just going to come up yeah. with reasons no matter what you say. And I'm well, that's infinitely that's true. And I do that all the time with like catastrophic thinking for no reason. And I'll, I have the wherewithal in my mind to be like i know this is silly and you're being catastrophic and you're worrying about things that aren't going to come to fruition but the worry in my head is real you know like the the concern is real i can push it down and it'll sincerely go away sometimes and then it'll come back and it'll be stupid things you're right you can obsess over a back patio being fucked up anything the back patio is a pretty big problem. You're really fucking up. I'm concerned about this patio. It's all I can think of. Stop mentioning it. <laughs> I'm it. Fuck. But like it, like those are 
they're real to me, you know, and I know what you're, I totally get what you're saying that it shouldn't be. Of course you're living like it shouldn't be, but it, it is. Be. I'm not saying it shouldn't be. I'm saying it should be. And there ain't nothing wrong with it. <laughs> I'm saying it's nothing wrong. Look, what is it that you guys are trying to do? You're trying to have this thing where nothing ever bothers you. Is this, I, this ideal that you have of yourself? Is this, this thing where you're on your placid, never moved, never phased by anything? No, nobody mm -hmm. wants to live like that. What you're saying is a, a ridiculous notion of an ideal that you would never want to accomplish, even if you could. So all you have is an unconscious process going where you come up with reasons to be down on yourself because you have this standard that's impossible to achieve and nor would you ever want to accomplish it because it's this circular thing that you haven't ever examined to say, what the fuck am I doing? Instead, you just come up with all these reasons that it's this way and keep doing the same thing until you say, God damn, this don't make no goddamn sense. Why the fuck do I keep doing this? And just free yourself to not have to talk about it anymore and talk about something else. And this is why I bring up the thing of narcissism, because I think we get very self-conscious when we want to talk about something that ain't in the group consciousness. See, the reason that it's OK to talk about this is because everybody's talking about this. Everybody's talking about how to make yourself better. This is a totally socially acceptable thing to talk about. You can come up with all the reasons that you're bad because that's something that everybody can agree on. Mm -hmm. The minute you start saying, hey, man, I don't want to talk about that shit anymore because it doesn't do any good and it don't make no difference. Let's talk about something else. Now he's out. Now he's starting to sound, sound now he's starting to sound like a weirdo like me. You know, it's like genuinely helped in like like many years into adulthood was mm -hmm. like a, a concerted effort. Like when I would fuck something up because my instinct in my head always to be, was to just like you fucking retard, you fucking idiot. Everyone else can do this. You're the one who's fucking this up. You moron. You absolutely oh. like it wouldn't matter what it was. It was just like that. My oh. instinct was like, you is that the voice you hear? Idiot. So mean. I, I used to hear that. And I used to like, <laughs> I had to like take a time like in the like past four or five years and like and be like, no, no, you're not a fucking idiot. Like, just handle it. Set, Such a superior okay. tone that your like, that your imagination has as well. Like, like, what's he done? That's so that's so impressive. Yeah, you're you're the, you're the fucking idiot here, and then I'm back in the mix. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like that's that, funny that's too. Another, I, that's a hugely beneficial thing. Is like you fuck up or something doesn't go your way. Like I had to consciously do this. Like I do it more second nature now, but I would like have to consciously stop negative thinking and be like, stop it. Like you're not being some drill instructor in your head, correcting a negative, negative reinforcement isn't going to work here. Like you need to, you know, fix whatever the problem is because you want to fix it organically because you want, because you desire that it be fixed, whether it's weight loss or whatever. And even when I do fuck up with something, having a mindset of like, Hey, like, and I know that Michael doesn't like the gratitude stuff, like the, the, the silly over the top gratitude stuff, but like, just like being, organically appreciative of what you have and like being whole minded of it of like, am I really going to allow this to poison my mind today? No, I won't. I'm going to look at, you know, the house I'm so blessed to live in. I'm going to call my grandma. I'm going to call my dad. I'm going to you know, talk to my brothers. Like, and you go through and you do stuff like that. And it's markedly, markedly better. Yes. So anyone who's not, anyone who has that voice in your head, I know what that's like. And you don't, you're not improving yourself by, by humoring it, be nicer to yourself in your head. 
That's what I don't like is I the like circular negative thoughts about things you can't change. That's right. Like, that's right. Like that that's, that's the mean. that's the poison. That's right. Like, that's like right. you know, just just things that are out of your complete control. There's and like, how do you, you how turned do you left. stop doing that? Like, how do you, you, how no do you time stop machine. those thoughts? How do you stop yeah. those thoughts? Ayahuasca, alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the the way that you stop them is now. Of course, microdosing does help. It, it does, but mm -hmm. it also helps to not take them seriously and to not have this mm -hmm. idea. Look, this is the idea that is the big fucking booby prize trap that everybody's got their fucking tongues lapping out of their mouth for is that this is going to make you better. Mm -hmm. Oh, you, you know what? This one is going to make you better. And can I tell you, every time you fall for it, you're just fucking retarded. Because yeah. ain't nothing going to make you better. Ain't nothing going to make nobody better because you're just a human being and there ain't nothing that's going to make you better. And every time we fall for it, that's the pain that we experience. It's not because you ain't got enough willpower. It ain't because you don't have enough discipline. It ain't because you don't get up early enough. It's because you fell for the same fucking trick that something was going to make you better instead of recognizing that everything's goddamn all right right now, just the way it is. Just the way it is and this is the way that you can live your life without having to wait for something to happen mm -hmm. i don't know first, i like that and the first step is drugs <laughs> i i like high expectations i like being mean to me and nice to everybody else like that i feel like is a way to get shit done you can achieve do um this idea that everything is fine the way it is, as opposed to everything could be better and needs improvement. I get that. I, no, I'm no, hearing no, me. No, it's no, like, it's not... Circumstances can be improved, but you can't be improved. There's a difference here. Of course, yeah. circumstances <laughs> can be improved, but you can't be improved. Yes, you can make more money. Yes, you can have a better wife. Yes, you can have better kids. Yes, you can do everything better. But you can, you can have a younger wife, I should say. You should. Have, you could have a whatever. But you can't. You can't categorically improve yourself as a human <laughs> mm -hmm. you can't become a better human because all you're doing is sliding the scale of fucking of of uh judging it you can't become a better person you don't think people can can become better over time better it's at like, what? well i guess it would depend what 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 do you quantify as like better like when you're saying That's better exactly what do you right. mean you can't become a better person. Look, can you become better at practicing certain virtues? Yes. Can you become better at basketball? Yes. Can you become better at driving? Yes. But can you become a better person? No, because that's what you are by nature. There's this fucking tricky thing that people think, oh, well, if I start meditating a lot, I'm going to become better in some way. No, you're just going to become better at sitting there and trying not to think. But you're isn't not going it, to improve you in any fucking way. You if you better. are improving yourself in virtuous ways, like if someone is becoming kinder and more patient and treating people better and they do that in a sincere way. So let's say in their youth, they were not like that. And then they're fucking 48 or whatever, 49, ancient, ancient old man. Mm. And uh, <laughs> and all of a sudden they start being polite, they start being patient and polite and kind. <laughs> like I would say that person, like maybe they softened up, they got better. You would say maybe just a, that they're not, better i'd say they're different than they were and each way that we are is perfectly suited for th that situation the the environment creates the organism 
whatever situation you're in, the, the way that you are is perfectly suited to that. What I'm trying to say, guys, is that there's this idea of the way that you should be. And if you could just be that way, then you'd be okay. If you could just be the way that you ought to be, then you'd be happy. And that is not true. The way that you are is the way that you want to be. And Woody, if you want to accomplish everything and fucking climb 14ers and fucking build skyscrapers, that is the beautiful fucking way that you are a human being. But if you're going to expect everybody to be like that, you're going to be very disappointed. Nor right. would you want it to be because then it would take the shine from what you are because you get to look down on people who aren't like you and rightfully so because they don't accomplish. The I think you missed the part about mean to be a nice to you. That's the target. <laughs> you really painted me as mean to strangers and that's not who I aspire to be. I'm, not, I'm just teasing you. I'm just teasing you. I, like to, I had to get a fair motor so I could truly look down on lesser men. <laughs> Losers. This is my hard work persona. Bitch. <laughs> These idiots aren't even flying around high out of their minds on ayahuasca. <laughs> Learning truths up. about the universe in a no-fly zone over school. <laughs> Woody's up there fighting the Luftwaffe three days a week. <laughs> I, I understand part of the you know self-improvement and like betterment stuff, but I just don't agree with the I guess the virtuous part of it. Like someone who is in their 60s who is become a kinder patient or, or more patient, like better person, more considerate. Like, I don't know how else you could describe that other than someone becoming better. Like they're, they're treating the people around them in a way that, you know, you, you objectively, you want to treat other people how you want to be treated. That's just kind of a, a rule of thumb. And so if you go your first 30 years of life, not abiding by that at all, being a real scum fuck, and then you have uh, an awakening, like I really... I think so that would you a say, would you tell that person that the first 30 years of their lives were wasted? No, definitely not. Well, then neither would I. I would yeah. say that they were being exactly who they could be at that moment. And they couldn't be, they might become a better, better company. They might become better conversationalists. They might be better at becoming friends. But guys, do you see? Don't you see the fucking trap door that you're standing above when you're trying to get better? Because it's never going to end. You're, and look, if you want to play that game, by all means, keep going, keep trying to perfect yourself until you die. Please, by all means. But if you don't want to have this noose around your neck of never being able to be able to say, "Hey, man, I actually accomplished something." then recognize that it's just a game that you are creating the rules of what, whatever way that you're going to say I'm better is a way that you're judging it hundred percent. So you're both the judge and the subject and it's just a circular thing. I, I mean, if it were truly subjective and all actions and emotions had an equal outcome, I would agree, but I would argue that people who treat others kindly are happier internally than people who treat others cruelly. And in that way, improving yourself, making yourself better through intentional decisions about your behaviors is absolutely possible and should be encouraged. But dude, that's, that's what you're saying should be according to you. Look, there are people like Bill Gates in the world who, I, I don't know what the fuck, I don't know how you become like this person. I don't know yeah. that. I, 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 whatever motivates him. I, look, I don't know anything about him, but at some point you got enough money. And clearly not, <laughs> because I don't understand that. 
You see? So whether I think it should be or people should be happy or whether they should be virtuous, whether I think it should be or not, it ain't never going to be that way. And True. there are going to be people who are going to be assholes. And goddamn it, good thing for them because that's what makes life like it is. Because what you're trying to do is argue with reality. In all of these th ways where we're trying to improve ourselves, we're trying to say, well, goddamn it, I should have, instead of getting my dick sucked, I should have done this instead yeah. during this fucking trip. Which is insane when you think all you're doing is arguing with reality. For what? To prove a standard that you made up that is in contradiction to what actually happened. Do you see the insanity of this? This is fucking... I, I don't think it's all... I don't think it's necessarily made up. Like, especially the virtue part, which I am sticking on. We are social animals and it's objective that we engage better and are healthier in societies when we are honest and true and, and respectful and kind and patient like these things are all good these are objectively good things for people to practice nope, i would not agree with that it is not objectively good for you to be kind if you are being threatened with violence well, that wouldn't be kindness that would be responding to a threat kindness yeah. would be going out of your way to treat someone in a way that's genuine and offer assistance or help or being there if they're in an emotional i pit. had the same initial response as michael but i, I Finding All little corner cases doesn't make his statement incorrect, right? Like, I, my thing was, well, what if you're a drill sergeant? You're supposed to be mean. That's not. Taylor is saying these things are virtues by and large, even if there is a little spot where it's not always appropriate. Yeah, well, yeah. there's uh, all things are virtuous, though. All things, all things that happen hmm. are virtuous. Was well, the no. Holocaust virtuous? Not in all things. If if everything's virtuous, it was nothing. Nine eleven virtuous? Like like. You you keep saying all things are this and nothing is that. You've got these absolutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like, I understand that that sounds kind of shitty. What I'm saying is, I'm, I don't I don't know the word for it, but yeah. everything that happens has to be accepted. Maybe is the better way to say it. And in, if we want to live sanely in life, it it can't be. Hey, that shouldn't have happened. Well, whether it should have happened or not, it did. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, if I could rephrase that, it, it almost sounds like acceptance is the linchpin for peace, inner peace. For right? sanity, like, really. For, for, sanity. Living, for okay. living in reality. For Those things are, inner peace is maybe a better yeah. phrasing is what I was going for. When Accepting I, the things you can't control. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's got me thinking a little bit like... I don't like accepting the things I can't control. I like trying as hard as I can to see how close I, you know, how much I can mm -hmm. do. Maybe yeah. I don't always live up to that, but that's who I aspire to be. Yeah, if you've got a limited amount of like brain juice, though, just seems yeah. silly to to devote any of it to. Man, I wish my feet weren't hairy. Like, either get the electrolysis or don't, Kyle. <laughs> yeah i knew that one wasn't hypothetical <laughs> i've seen them oh god i look like a werewolf second generation in his bloodline to stand upright my, okay. my uncle was an actual chimpanzee <laughs> yeah, that's why kyle throws his feces <laughs> when that's a different reason i just like it man as uh you mentioned way way earlier being a a food snob about uh, the tomato thing is that your biggest food snobbery or do you have a couple of like <laughs> are there like foods that if you're served you're like hut, 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 hut. <laughs> i didn't know no. like what, this I tomato wanna, is wrinkly yeah. <laughs> take is that, that shit back. throw this at the chef for me yeah dude i there's something that kind of grosses me out is um soggy bread and a sandwich Ugh. 
Mm. I don't think that's. Uh, I think you're very on point there. I don't think that's that's too yeah. ridiculous at all. It's gross. Yeah. No wrinkles on tomatoes, though. No, no, unless I'm on LSD. Now, are you a crab or a lobster person? Mm. Uh, a lot of work for either one of those. Uh, Wrong. <laughs> a lot of work. That's interesting. I was like, if he says lobster, he has a problem with the work. If he says crab, he prefers the flavor. And then you're like, they're both too much work. Michael, yeah. you've got to self-reflect on this. You need to- yeah. <laughs> Michael's high as shit at Red Lobster. Like, what's even the point of oh eating crab? Somebody please bring me a steak. Oh, God. Hey, waitress, yeah. practice a little virtue. Crack this shit for me. <laughs> Get that meat out. Dip it in the butter. Oh. Man, I, I love I want crab right now. I love people opening my shellfish for me. It is I, I've only had it on cruise lines. That's the only place I go fancy enough for that level of service. But these guys are professional crab and lobster openers. And it's a, it's a joy to see. They yeah, I go to those tools, and I'm like, uh, have you ever seen those videos of like a Chinese factory worker, like frantically trying to remove the shrimp tails fast enough? That's them when I'm there on the conveyor belt. They can't get the meat out fast enough. I'm just <laughs> devouring pound upon pound of crab. I think I think my most ever might have been eight pounds in a in a sitting. <laughs> eight pounds of crab. I What's I the shells. I like Jesus. wouldn't go. I wouldn't eat for like thirty hours beforehand. I'd prep. I'd get ready. I live in Missouri, and so oh. I don't get good seafood in ever. I have to wait oh. till I'm like near the ocean. Where in Missouri? St. Louis. Oh, dude, I was in uh, Marshfield, Missouri. Oh, all right. Yeah. You know where that is? That's in like South Central, isn't it? Way, way from Near me. Springfield. Near Springfield. Oh, yeah, the total opposite side, down by Branson. The, yeah. The, there are goofballs down there. We don't yeah. associate with those Missouri. Missouri inns. Uh, <laughs> Although we're, we're the weird You ever go down to, Bra- to Branson for a show? For a show, no. yeah, yeah. Don't they have like all sorts of fun, like Christian children activities? Like, like, uh, when I was a kid, I went to Branson a few times, and it was uh, the the thing I remember about it most was when I was like nine, my little brother was eight, and he straight up won a pie eating contest. He beat like <laughs> he beat like two yeah. adults who were up there. One, <laughs> one, one, one of the adults, no shit, did like that thing from a movie where he just like started eating it with like a fork like just ate a reasonable about a pie and then left because <laughs> i guess it was cheaper to join the contest for like eight bucks than to buy a whole pie for like 20 and so he, he did that uh, and uh oh shit uh we lost I, I think we lost his can you hear us are you there michael he said something about a dying battery earlier he so did that, be that is that is probably it for Michael, check out his link to his channel below if you're interested in him. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. What do you, you stepped away and Kyle and <laughs> I was guess, like, got into was... a little bit of a tiff. <laughs> <laughs> I was like what happened? I, I... He, I was like, I was. So... I remember I was looking up at the top left where it shows the recording time, and I'm like, God damn it, Kyle! We're like 46 minutes in, and you guys are fighting about something. <laughs> he uh, he didn't think I. He, no, I don't believe he's, he's done. What, what, he didn't he think I believed him for some reason yeah. about that story. About that, yeah, that was out. I didn't. I didn't. Think. <clears throat> so, so you know, he told the story to us while you were gone about mm-hmm. uh, the the lady threatening to kill the children. She had the gun in the house hidden, and mm-hmm. I thought she was the one who went to him for treatment. And then he's like, "No, no, no, the husband." I'm like, "Wait." So he came to you years later and sought treatment, or like, like after the fact. Like, no, he left the kids there with the 
death threat hanging over them and left the country and came with me. And I was shocked by that like happening. And he took that as me thinking he was lying. But right. the more but what he actually said that, is you thought that the guys, I thought the man was logical. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But not that Michael was a liar. That wasn't where you no, was. I didn't think that until he brought it up three times. He was like, it's like, you don't think it's true. It's like you try to see, try to put holes in my story. And I don't, I, I, no, not at all. I want you to mm-hmm. tell me more about the situation and why that. You know, it was you surprising. That was a good idea. Surprising is that the conversation was better after the fight. Yeah, like yeah. unironically better. I am, like, like literally. Yeah. Better. You know, I don't subscribe I shit. to that. Uh, Gary, <laughs> ego thing. I embrace my ego, and I am the reason that he called me better. smug. And my he called me smug, and I I I I, I ticked a little. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you sit there in your chair. We're Did all you say those words? Like, yeah, you sit there in your chair. All smug, judging this. And I'm just like, hey, you're Sitting there in your fucking you chair judge. with your goddamn headphones in your nose. <laughs> <laughs> with your fucking smug teeth. <laughs> he seemed like a pretty sincere guy to me. And I was yeah, really yeah, sympathetic to his... Uh, his Man, that guy went through the, the, one worst, of the, worst. the saddest story of all time. Like, yeah. Jesus. The most traumatic thing to go through and ever like if that was pitched for the beginning, if if that was pitched for for like the beginning of a movie, it would literally I I was going to make a joke when he said it early on and be like, dude, that is literally unbelievably sad. Like the the so it would get turned down in a writer's room for being like no one endures this level of three hundred and sixty four days of pregnant. Yeah. Like that's in. (laughs) That's yeah. heartbreaking. That, yeah. To and even be pregnant. able to go on she's and pregnant. on. I wonder how long the period... Yeah, he said that. How long from the car crash to the LSD trip? Did, did we get a vibe for that period of time? Mm-mm. No. no. Oh, I thought no. maybe I... We didn't yeah. learn how often he takes it. Oh, we did. Every single day. Like, like that was so <laughs> much, say that? Every single day. Well, 100%. microdose. Yeah. He, he's like, oh, I microdose, though. You know, like constantly microdosing is my guess. He wouldn't answer. That was funny to me. What he was like, so how many, how much you do him up? He goes on about being a sovereign citizen or something. That's not what he really said, but something silly. And then, so how many times a month? Wait, hold on. I don't want to, I don't want to forget this idea. Can we book a show where we get him and that prison guy? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and and honestly, and I want to see if we can get to where all three of us are off screen at the same time. But we don't come back <laughs> until they break until uh, the crew breaks up. It's just like I I'm gonna know. tell you this, you need to be doing LSD. And he's like, you know, I was stealing I was robbing a bank once. And he's like, Really? That's fascinating. How'd you rob that bank? Ah, <laughs> I'm gonna. My daughter no, no, no. programs cell phones for a living, <laughs> and she's only six years old. Her name's Susan. And then the other guy speaks up, pro- and he's like, "I'm a. Pro- I'd like to make this movie. I, I produce movies." And, and so the, the drug guy says, "That's great. You're a, produ- a movie producer. What do you do?" Oh, and Jesus. he goes on for like five minutes inexplicably, and the drug guy somehow understands every fucking word and just nods sagely while the. <laughs> That would be a good show. Those three together, nobody can answer a fucking question. <laughs> Look, I'm so sorry for that man's unbelievable loss. It is the saddest shit I've ever heard. Yeah. I didn't lie. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sitting here smugly judging his story. I was sitting no. here 
Neither, I couldn't believe what he was telling it me. It does seem like there was a disconnect from time to time. Like we'd ask a, yeah, a direct question time. and not get a direct answer. Or he'd tell a story. We'd be like, wow. And he's like, we calling me a liar? No, that wasn't what I was going for at all. And, and there are just these. He's like, what are you trying to get at? What are you trying to get at? What, I don't know what you want to talk about right now. I'm like, I want to talk about how that guy's wife was going to smoke him and his kids. And he, he went and did drugs in another country with you. And how... Like, and at one point I kind of suggested that he might be culpable if she had killed the kids and I saw him react to it. It was funny. <laughs> I saw his face react. He was like, Ugh. God, got him a little. Kyle does not like being did. called smug. <laughs> I didn't like it at all. I wasn't being smug. I was, I was trying to contain Let go of that your part ego, of Kyle. me that wants to yell, sir, something awful happened to you. I bet just guessing here that you sustained a head injury in that crash that killed your wife. And I bet in the years since you've abused drugs so much daily that you have a hard time communicating um, very, very well right now. And I also think that your perception on reality is literally altered right now. So you're getting some readings off me that aren't exactly accurate. Plus you don't know me very well. I told him I had four kids when he tried to use that against us. That he was, was like, do you have kids Taylor? And Taylor was like, no, then you could never understand. Do you have kids Kyle? And I went, Four. We really don't know exactly how many. <laughs> I had names ready to rattle off. I was like, it's my names. wife. I was gonna name them after all the dogs. I was gonna use the dogs' names. Yeah. Uh Bart, Lisa, Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> my <laughs> wife, uh Morty. <laughs> King of the Hill kid. Is it Tommy? Bobby. Uh, Bobby. Yeah. Bobby, yeah. Joseph, Luann, and uh Khan. Those are my kids. Bobby, Joseph, that'd be funny if you like Jr. caught on the ruse. He's Vietnamese. Like, what, are, what are your kids' names? Uh, Ross, Rachel, uh, Joey. <laughs> Joey. <laughs> There's two more. Uh, fucking Rudolph, Blitzen, uh, <laughs> Dasher, uh, Dancer. I, I kind of liked him, and I was certainly empathetic to his story. He just, mm. it just took a little persistence sometimes to to get him to go where I was trying to. Yeah, it's just hard know. with a lot of like psychedelic people to get them going in the direction you want because a huge amount of it is saying learn to accept the things you can't control. That's the overwhelming majority the of core it, of seemingly the, the core yeah. of it. And a lot of it. So he'll say that. And it's like you can see all three of us be like, yeah, that's that's true. Like anything that helps you accept the things you can't control. If you're five, eight and you want to be six, four, you got to learn to accept that. Like that's, that's a fact you'll be happier when you do, but then it gets backfilled with so much stuff. Like everything, everything is reality and nothing is, is extant other than your uh, internal human self. And it's like, okay, well, what is my internal human self? If not an amalgamation of my thoughts and beliefs, my, my, my biggest one was he was like, everything's fine. There's nothing wrong with anyone. Everyone needs to understand that. And I was like, and the first part is the first step is doing drugs with me in Costa Rica. That's <laughs> like, I, I, come on. If anybody wants to join him for drugs in Costa Rica, his link is down below. Um, I, 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 I bet you'll have a hell of a time. I'm kind of tempted. Uh, Maybe your yeah, wife I mean, spotted a gun. Go. Maybe you don't know where it is. Maybe you <laughs> yeah. just learn to accept that. I want somebody to arrive like a-, has a gun and threatens to kill your kids. You go. <laughs> That's life. <laughs> I wonder, that one life throws you a curveball. Go ahead, Kyle. At what point would he not 
think it's a good idea to leave the country and come do drugs with him in Costa Rica. I wonder, dear Jonathan, what, or whatever his name was, Michael, was it? Michael whatever. Griswold. Michael, dear Michael, my house is currently on fire. I had thoughts of calling for assistance. My children are inside. And I realized nothing really matters. When would we head to Costa Rica? Like, like, like <laughs> at what point should we actually focus on what's going on? Like, like, I, yeah. That one was a fire. It was a fire in the kitchen. The barn's burning down in the backyard. The children are about to be killed. <laughs> yeah. And then like, don't, like saying like every, like all of this stuff is nothing. It's and that meaningless. All the time. It's, it's just thoughts. That's Woody. You're in your own head. And this and that is, you know, it, so much of it is just internal, like just act, not even internally, externally contradictory where it's like everything is just you in your head and nothing matters, but it matters deeply that you, what, improve your ability to see the world in this way. And so it's your, your internalization of information is wrong and that needs to be fixed. Well, that's a mechanism by which you, you garner information. Like, saying that it doesn't make sense nothing's I mean, wrong I that's why like i i hear how it doesn't make sense like it's not lost on me but here's a guy whose like, life mission the focus of what he has going on seems to be inner peace and you say accepting what you can't control that's it kind of but it, it i don't know if it, i think it's accepting everything and embracing peace is what he's trying to do and that is sort of compounded or connected to this idea of psychedelics which are very difficult to explain i don't know anyone who's gone on a trip and accurately tells somebody else what his experience was mm. you know the, the, you can get little elements of it like your colors changed or you know one time i did mushrooms and i found campfire smoke a little purplish and endlessly fascinating i'm a little no, fascinated by smells smoke are more first place but it was on a whole new level where mm. the smoke was just all i needed to, to mm -hmm. enjoy my night. Um, but by and large, people don't describe their trips very well. And yeah. that combined with this idea of accepting inner peace being so paramount was a tough message to deliver. Mm. It is, but it's, and I, like, I understand, I guess the inner peace thing that he's trying to put forward. It's just, and why, where th there's given a his weird, background, why he would be like that. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Like hundred percent. I well, get why he like is that way and everything. And why that works for him, it's just what I really want to. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, no, no. There's nothing meaning. Like just telling someone, like nothing. None of this matters. It's all meaningless. And then going into how important it is to change your thinking in regard to these things is odd. I, I think we need to circle back and and just realize that we're trying to pick apart the, the these barely cogent arguments arguments from someone who wasn't sober and hasn't been sober in years you know oh you think but, he yeah. was high i, I uh, yeah. you smoking weed while we watched him and he microdoses daily so he's high on at least two drugs right then having a conversation to, with yeah. us that and, speaks to my lack of observation skills <laughs> yeah oh, you couldn't tell he was a little no yeah. I, I may i, I also actually saw said, oh, go ahead kyle I'm i did a mean thing i may have referenced the fact that he was outside a building and that there were birds and dogs i was there for that oh okay i was like this situation needs a little soothing <laughs> I, I, I was looking at i was looking at you when i said it i wanted to see how you reacted i knew taylor was gonna love it either way but I was gonna see you, and i was like oh what he's trying to chill things out he doesn't know the guy called me smug he'd be with me if he heard that <laughs> uh, dude i so i i asked who the guest was and i came a little prepared like all right i, I knew what he was all about i was like 
should I microdose for the show? Just a thought, <laughs> yeah, just wish, to like man. join him. Taylor's join background him. would have fucked me up. What is what is happening there? You're going from purple to blue. Well, you are changing yeah, colors, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's one is of those it? lights that that yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it rotates from purple to pink. It's a light. It's literally not. It's just auto correcting to from it's changing colors. You're right. There's no there's no color. Oh, it's my it's the PC light. That's what it is shining back yeah. there. The the under the, I did oh. not. I forgot I had that thing. Yeah. So your computer is morphing its RGB, and that's what I'm seeing. Yeah. I thought it's probably it was, a way to turn it off. I you thought can, it was really planned. Taylor was like, you know what? For it. New me, new background. We're gonna we're gonna get special tonight. We're upping our production <laughs> quality. I'm not gonna show up on camera with a bunch of trash in the background like some loser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so true. That's what I was doing as <laughs> I was putting in the hours, you know, making yeah. sure that my PC was angled correctly. On that PC, I'm sure clothes that need to be stored. <laughs> I bet you've got a super good motherboard. I bet you've got all sorts of software that oh, could. Uh, don't even ask that. me which one I have. I don't want to get into it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm saying like 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 you could make that thing like flash your picture or or any color you want. You could do make yeah. do all sorts of things. Dude, this thing I want to talk about this shitty bat patio though. Like, what happened? Yeah, um, and <laughs> how did you allow it to get there? And how do you live with yourself? These are the questions Kyle and I have. Well, uh, it's a it's the patio that was there when I bought the house, like the concrete pads mm -hmm. and everything shifting and I on. just haven't done any. <laughs> I haven't done anything to it because it's like fine but it doesn't like there's a big in. crack in it yeah it's been it's been a mere four and a half years and uh <laughs> <laughs> i just it doesn't like it's fine for having my smoker my grill and like my patio set all that the swing chair like all that shit out there but it just doesn't look nice like it's not like pavers it's like big giant concrete like square blocks like eight of them all together each one's probably like seven feet by six. It's, it's big and mm -hmm. There's like big cracks in it and it's got that shit that like the previous homeowner just like sprayed in there to try and foam it up or like that rubber mm. stuff. And so there's like multiple of those track lines throughout it. And so it oh, just looks shitty. Fixed. And so now that I'm it's looking at like I, I, I might want to get I was looking at a hot tub and I don't want to put it out there on a patio. That's not super easy nice. Fix. Is it? What? Easy I want to go before Kyle because I, okay. I, I think it's an incredibly hard fix. So let's do the problem before the answer. <laughs> but to me, if, if a back patio is shitty like that and you need like good pavers done to make it look really nice, you have two options. You can either rip all that shit up with your own muscles, lay down the pavers. And if you're like me, when you're finished, you have just a different shade of horrible back patio, yeah. <laughs> right? Because the prep work on the earth is, it's a skilled task to get mm -hmm. that done well. And, uh, you know, if you're a regular person who's never done it before, your first effort is not likely to look pro. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, if you hire somebody to do this, it is curiously expensive. You're like, what? It's, it's $9,500 or something stupid like that. Mm -hmm. And it, it's like, <clears throat> it's not easy. But Kyle, what do you got? I grew up doing this, um, like pouring oh, concrete yeah. pads and making them look nice. Like we did that all the time on the farm. There would be um, like those big feed bins you see, the big like steel tall things mm. you climb up on a ladder. Those have to sit on a pad and constantly they were making you upgrade. And you're like, now you need a bigger bin. Now you need two bins. Now you need three. So you were, we were always What's doing a that. Bin? It's, it holds tons and tons of feed. It's, it has five metal it's like feet a hopper of some it's sort. like a hop, a very a huge hopper that holds many thousands of pounds of chicken feed okay um, yeah if you if 
Oh, YouTube. and this thing sits on a concrete pad that needs to mm -hmm. be done well. And yeah, we poured. I've poured many concrete pads. Also, like um, we poured the pad for the back patio of my dad's house. I did that pad, me and my dad, just us, and the concrete guy, like pouring the concrete. I've done it a bunch of times. Have you ever done? So I've poured some shitty pads, and I've poured concrete that, like, in case a uh, a post, you know. But I haven't done anything that like people are gonna stand around and enjoy barbecued food. Yeah, on. so you're gonna dig the ground up, and you're gonna you're gonna have stakes and uh, and, and uh, strings, and then you're gonna lay um, boards, um, plywood boards, to sort of frame what this thing is gonna look like. It doesn't matter how tall they are; it's just that you're making this bowl, this concrete proof bowl or square bowl, and once they pour the concrete, you've got time. Like you've got many minutes, 30 minutes to get it right. It? No, not well, after the fact, you know, painted it like in a, like in a mm -hmm. garage type situation. You can get them to go over it with this machine that will get it perfectly smooth if you want it to be like really nice. Or what we would do is just take a two by four at first. And it's the most it is the hardest thing you'll ever do. You're smoothing it's, it? It's using a, a two by four and there's a, a man on the other end of the two by four, 12 foot long, and you're raking concrete. You're moving the concrete like 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 it's, you know, pushing it to the corners and making it all fill in and everything. It's so laborious pushing liquid concrete, as you might mm -hmm. imagine. And then um, but but you would get that machine guy to come in and polish the thing up um, and you would have a really smooth surface that you, that you could then paint like a garage uh, floor and it would look good. Uh, I think that's what I would do. But I had I someone ten thousand uh, dollars. Oh, it! I had someone come out and give me a quote. This was a year ago. Like okay. I called them and was like, "Hey, I want you to come out," and they did. And I was like, showed in the back patio. It's like, all right, if I want all of this concrete torn out, removed, you know, and then a new, you know, pad board or or pavers or whatever the situation would be, and you know, I want it to look like this. Like, what am I looking at? And like. We were just sitting at my dining room table with me, like showing me the the quote and everything. And like it was twenty two thousand dollars. Whoa. Twenty two thousand. I I like kind of almost like yeah, how laughed. Big is it? Uh probably fifteen by thirty five, fifteen by forty. Oh, that's pretty okay, big. it's a big area. Yeah, the concrete around my pool, I want to say it cost $40,000. So it's it's a lot of concrete. We yeah. have like a couple doors that we, we wanted to get them all linked together. And we wanted an area big enough to put um, lawn chairs, but like the kind you lay on. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Adirondack or whatever. And um, also we want to look nice. So it's tan and they, they use some sort of mat that like you put pressure on. And then when you pick it up, there's a pattern in the concrete. Oh yeah. I bet that's special for the sides of pools. You don't want people slipping. Yeah. Right? Using grip. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. So that explains why the cost was high, but concrete's curiously expensive. And like Kyle said, possible to do yourself. Maybe I lived in a bubble. I grew up three miles away from Morgan concrete company <laughs> and they would just run us a truck over for, I mean, a whole truck of concrete was like $350 or something like nine that. Nine yards? Nine cubic yards of concrete. It's, I was, it's just so long ago. I, don't, I have to ask my dad what the prices were. But I remember like a pad would be like a few hundred dollars worth of concrete for like something that was um, maybe eight feet by eight feet or 10 feet yeah. by 10 feet, like, like, a, like a spot like Actually, that. But, but the more it? you... I'm sorry to cut you off. Nine cubic yards of concrete is $1,400. 
which makes it totally reasonable that Kyle as a kid pre COVID paid 300 something. Yeah. That makes sense. The, um, yeah, it sounds like you got the, the expensive part. I would imagine of what you're doing is getting that shit up though. Like that is yeah. a mess that requires machinery and men doing laborious work for like hours. looking at the concrete pads. They are so thick and he- like they're, they're big boy. Like, I don't know what they were, what previous owners of this house, like what kind this of activities thick? were they doing? <laughs> like, like well, how thick? I mean like the actual pads themselves, like they're like, thick on the, the ground thickness. like the height yeah, yeah. on the on the ground of them like they're how just big yeah how how, how how deep how deep like was probably, it is... probably like that okay four inches or so what, like, what would you say like to that? doing it yourself out there with a with a jackhammer i cut my hand today putting a solar light in the front of my house i was putting those stakes for some solar lights out front and I, <laughs> you look like you're built that. for jackhammers, though. I feel like you'd be good at that. I could do that. I could do the jackhammering, but I, I was like just putting these solar lights in the ground and like a retard, like in the the rock bed of like or the the where my Japanese maple and my rose bushes and stuff is. And I went to put one down, and I was like, oh, this one's giving me some trouble. I thought it was like I just needed to push a little harder with like the, you know, the solar light, those little things on the side of the walkways. Mm-hmm. I thought I had to push the stake down a little harder to get past that little kind of fabric barrier you use under the rock to keep weeds from okay. growing up. Never and so I me. like went and I, it doesn't ever work. And I pushed <laughs> down on it and it like broke with 0.06 pounds of pressure and <laughs> it, and I punched downward and sliced my finger up on yep. the plastic and mm-hmm. like had literally had one of those thoughts I was talking about earlier with Michael, where I was, I had an instinct to be like, you fucking idiot. You can't put a goddamn solar light in your front yard. You go outside for 40 seconds of yard work and you cut your hand so much you take <laughs> 10 minutes and go put gauze on it. I'd never make it in the real world. <laughs> I'd never make it in the real world. Thank God your job tonight is being a retard online for four hours. And uh, I had to tell myself, like, no, it's that's just an honest to God mistake. These things. I, no, no. Okay. I do the same thing when I when I cut myself, though. You, yeah, but I call, that's I when it's deserved. It. It's just you're annoyed at yourself a little bit. Hey. You push too hard on the cheap piece of Chinese plastic, it broke, and you cut yourself. Calm down. Like, tar. no, I, that, that's where I like to be angry at things. I I, I can be mm-hmm. angry at that things literally. Like like I I I I'm much more apt to get mad at a thing or my or me fucking up a thing than I am at a, just a, another person. Uh, like yeah. I, when I cut myself that last time, my stupid foot, I was just yelling at myself as i limped through the house dripping blood everywhere. you fucking idiot you fucking idiot you fucking idiot or you, <laughs> let's go to the er asshole since you've just crucified yourself oh was that did you drop a kitchen knife on your foot is that yeah. is that's the one i yeah. Yeah. catch it yeah i thought it had gone through my foot because the blood was running between my toes and then oh, under the bottom the so when yeah. i when i looked at the bottom of my foot there's blood coming out of the bottom so and it was a big heavy duty heavy knife so sharp so with could have gone through my foot as far as i knew so i thought i was fucked up and i i told him when i got there i was like i think it went through my foot i'm not sure i didn't want to look <laughs> i don't want to it's wrapped up in a t-shirt yeah. <laughs> so yeah. this one's gonna this is gonna scar tendons cut or anything there it hit a nerve and uh okay. so if i like scratch the scar it's all tingly oh yeah it your foot has lots of like important shit right on the top, which sucks. They should put it in the yeah, middle. It, 
it went like between my, uh, um, I don't know, to the right of my middle toe on my right foot, if that makes sense. You're talking and, about uh, like the, the important really stuff in hurt. the foot. That, that reminds me of this scene from Oz where they crucified someone to the floor of the gymnasium. <laughs> and they like, oh, yeah? watch you like nailing it through his feet. Man, that's that so, show is just all L's. It's They're just so, dishing out L's. No one so gets pathetic. W's in that show. So I, such a brutal show to watch. I'm on the television sub uh, subreddit all the time, and I saw someone yeah, being like, "I'm I just started watching Oz, and I love it. I can't." And he starts laying out all these reasons. And I started writing this paragraph. <laughs> I'm fucking sweating while I write it. And I was just like, delete it. I just deleted it all. But I was just thinking, you're an idiot. Like, you have terrible taste. Because this, look, wonderful performances, I guess. Man, they make you believe that prison is real. I don't know oh. where they filmed it. Presumably it's a, a prison. It's a 10 times better show if you fast forward through every monologue with uh, Augustus, the wheelchair guy in it. If you fast forward through every single time he's on screen and not a prisoner in the uh, lockup area, it's a better show. On our, it's a better show. I am loving for all mankind. I I the want you to enjoy show? the show too. Yeah, I watched I, the first episode the other night. Uh, oh, wait, no, that's the moon one. That's the uh, the Soviets are fighting the the U.S. and all that. Uh, that sounds like they're fighting uh, for for uh, space supremacy. Yeah, so yeah, they yeah. were like for all mankind on Apple yeah, TV. Yeah. I'll try it. I I have a harder time like getting real into sci-fi stuff. When it's not sci-fi. He told me about it. He told me it that it takes mm -mm. two or three episodes to hook you. So give it a chance. Yeah, Kyle is great cool. at selling shows. <laughs> Sometimes it, it, I sell you like some some shifty goods. I'll admit, and it's from was in there. Yeah, but sometimes he Look, sends you L.A. Confidential in the mail, and it's a banger. I literally sent him L.A. Confidential. Yeah, in the mail. It's a great fucking. It's my one DVD um, they have. It's my, my collection. Would <laughs> like, you like to watch L.A. Confidential? <laughs> hey, hey, the, uh, hey sorry, the, the internet's out. Who's interested in L.A. Confidential or season? Uh, you know what else I found? Uh, oh God, I need to go down there and and get them if there's even any discs left in them. Four of it's always um, funny. No, when I was like 13 years old or so, so like 2004, I asked my grandma because she was like, what do you want for Christmas and, and your, your birthday or whatever? And at the time, what I wanted was like DVDs. And so like I wanted like get me this season of this show, uh, this and that. And I ended up getting. Uh, oh, fuck. Oh, this. The, I asked her, I'm like, I want The Simpsons. I want mm. all the Simpsons seasons. And at that time, there's like 15 Simpsons seasons. And wow. they didn't have more than like season four, like one, two, three, four available. And so my grandma threw like, I don't even know what website she would have went to. She ordered me this giant box that had the first like 13 to 15 seasons of the Simpsons from Japan or China or something. Because there was Chinese lettering on the box. And when you opened up the discs... There would be like bootleg pictures of Homer that like weren't quite right on the disc, and it would, and you, and you couldn't know what episodes were on it because it was in Chinese. And so like, you'd, like you'd, you'd put it in there, and then you'd play it, and it'd be like, "What am I gonna get?" And then, and then it would just start playing through Simpsons episodes. But it was like a DVD that was set up the way a movie is, and so you just put in the DVD, and it started playing five episodes of The Simpsons. You couldn't seek through to different episodes. You couldn't select. 
So I got like, it was a great gift. I watched all those Simpsons episodes a shit ton of times on my Chinese bootleg DVDs. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah when the power good... goes out, you need, or not the power, obviously, but the, uh, when the internet goes out, you need some DVDs handy. I've, I, I've got a few. I got maybe five or six yeah. that are 4K Blu-rays. I need to they find did such a bad job at, at moving those technologies forward that I don't even know what they're called. I don't know what, what the right disc is to buy when I order something. And I'll Google it, and, it, and I can't get a very clear answer sometimes. Is I it not Blu-ray the, still? Blu-ray is 4K, right? I thought Blu-ray was just Sony's version of high-definition discs, which would include 1080p. Kyle's right. Blu-ray started as 1080p. Um. And then is there Blu-ray HD or something that 4K? Is it, is it, I think it's maybe Ultra HD fucking Blu-ray 4K. Like, like I don't it know what I want. Right. I just want yeah. the good one, and it's so hard to fucking do. Oh, <laughs> and then if you're like me and maybe Taylor, it's like, is this wasted on my vision? Is yeah. this wasted? <laughs> I, so you guys think of me as someone who wears glasses because you see me on the show all the time. I'm not, though. I only wear glasses for reading and even then not all the time my laptop is set up like a 90 year old and i am becoming someone who wears glasses all the time i am just i'm like honey i hope you like dudes with glasses you gotta go contacts my eye doctor said it wasn't an option but i didn't explore why oh is it was it like uh they're not bad enough to warrant it i mean i don't think that's it (laughs) he he just hates contacts he won't deal with the rep I, I think maybe not all vision problems are correctable by contact. You don't or, want or maybe those. I have like a, I, I have prisms in most of my glasses, and maybe that's something you can't do in contacts. Fancy. I don't know. I'm inventing things. Oh, okay. Well, I put prisms in my armor in Diablo. It gives me more uh, more enchantments. What, what what kind of benefits do your prisms give you? It corrects my double vision. So like I'm, I'm looking like this, and it's like we're straighten that shit out for you. Permanent buff. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe contacts. Don't so do that's that. like. That's like 25 points to perception. That's nice. <laughs> so I can correct it myself. It's just a strain and an effort. And like, I think it's one of the reasons I never became like the kind of reader Taylor is because uh, it just it gives you a headache and it's a lot of effort. Audiobooks are yeah. so nice. Audi- audiobooks so aren't nice. as good. They're you. not as good. No, you, you, you don't get to go at the rate you want. You have to go at the rate the guy's Change reading. Speed. At. I agree. I, with I can go at multiple rates. I can make him talk faster than you could ever read. You know what I mean? Yeah, but then I, you're I not can... even enjoying it. You're just getting oh, read and... to by some old man. I, I don't do that. I listen. And then Daenerys one... said to Stormbond, "I will come for you." And she said to him, "Like this, haro, haro." And that's went through the trilogy in four hours. Oh, I'm gonna come out of it. I'm gonna do it you. One of my favorite Taylor stories ever in all the like thousands of hours he's done on this show is when he told us he listened to Game of Thrones. I forget which book what it was, maybe the second or third, and that he couldn't follow it. And he realized that he was listening to the audiobook on shuffle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whenever I retell this story, it bombs. I'm like, this is the greatest story in the world. <laughs> it's so good. No, no one likes it. It's so good. Damn, well, this they is can't. Confusing ass you've story. Got, <laughs> you've got to be in that mindset of that time, though, right? When Game of Thrones, at least for us, and I, I seemed like all of the internet and social media and the world was this transcendent cultural thing mm-hmm. like, like people name there are a lot of girls running around right now four or five years old named khaleesi okay it was a big Ooh. fucking deal yeah those whores are gonna that be sucks. stripping soon <laughs> and um 
but uh so, so what are they so, four or five so what maybe 10 years from now yeah. there's a, there's so, a lot of limits out there. <laughs> but yeah it was a big deal so um listening to the audiobooks out of order was just <laughs> it was like but it's an also, awful thing it was like it was like the uh, if you if you had done that to someone else i'd be like oh too far <laughs> like it's, it, it's this that shitty of a thing and to, i can to, also to experience put myself in taylor's shoes when i hear the story anyway and think that it's not inconceivable that i just do that like except blame for my inability to follow and yeah. not blame it on this especially the way the story is told because it's like hey here's the john section all right here's the ned section so mm -hmm. you can just it, it just makes sense the way it jumps around how you might accept responsibility yeah. for why you can't follow especially if you've Taylor, never I've got read an the answer to before. your yeah i got a solution to your hot tub situation all right how about mm -hmm. how about you put it how about you ignore that ugly pad that, that that's there right now and we just get the hot tub in somewhere else, the other side or the other corner or somewhere else. Indoor hot near. tub in my sunroom. No, 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 no. Out, outdoors, outdoors, but just not there where the concrete needs to be removed. Somewhere else. You make, there's other. Because you, there's... you don't need concrete for a hot tub. Can we no, cover the concrete not. with something? Just I'm asking, and I, and I don't know what I'm talking about, but if you were to lay pavers on top of the concrete and use that as your perfect foundation, is that stupid? It'd be all wonky. Um, it, it would be wonky, and apparently that would put way too much weight on the ground on the outside of my foundation would wall. The, would the earth break? Oh. The house I could fall know. into the earth. <laughs> like I don't if, know. If you, if you put too much heavy stuff on the planet, then it breaks in that spot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, the, the, the patio I'm not dealing with, it's fucking fine. I'll, I'll put the... I'm an idiot. I'll, I'll put the hot tub somewhere. Uh, it, I, I, there's plenty of room in like the. Have you looked at hot tubs? Put it you got a, you got a brand in mind, a size in mind. Yeah, I picked like not a brand, but like I don't think I want more than like four people. Put the hot tub in your front ah yard. mistake, mistake. So, <laughs> I, so <laughs> I'm gonna do so it you're from here. Like, <laughs> so you want a hot okay. tub that's that that will seat at least six or eight people. You want the big one because that you're gonna want to stretch like so out in much. there. Oh, no, because because. Your legs touch the other side if you don't get one that size. When you sit down and just stick your legs out, they touch the other side. That's lame. No, not if you get the like you get one with like a lounge section. It has like a lounger and then like three other seats around it, like three normal seats with like different. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like on the side. That's what I had. Like, it was sort of a. So it's like I really the same like size this. as like the five and six person hot tubs, but it's only like four. It says because that that longer seat. Are there, but like other people there, could just sit there if you wanted to sit different. Is it for entertaining? Uh, entertaining okay. and like I, I love reading in the hot tub, and so I want to like. What if your hands get wet? Uh, I'm just using a paperback book. I don't care if the book gets fucked up. You don't, don't mind care. touching paper with wet hands? I don't care. No, okay. like okay, uh, just and, just me. Oh, that's just that me. is just you. That wouldn't. Bother. Let me let me no, tell you how weird I am. At least when no, I was a kid, like when we had a hot tub for like some years, I would all the fucking time go out there at night when I was like 11, 12 years old, and just read in the hot tub until it was. Until I was like, I need water desperately. Where is this hot tub? This was like when I was a kid at my, my parents. Your yeah. Parents? Oh, okay. Yeah. They had, they, I think they got one when I was like 11 or so, 11 or 12. When, I, when I get it. in the hot tub, I, I have, I have most CD about my hands. It's, I don't, they can't be wet and pruny. I'm very uncomfortable. Um, or they, and they can't be dry. Like they have to be moisturized. Tough spot. Yeah. You would so, not have enjoyed the swim team, but carry on. <laughs> oh, I couldn't have done it. I, I literally couldn't have done it. It, it would have ruined my I, I, the idea of like I'm I'm rubbing my hands on my seat right now to to remind myself that my hands are moisturized and clean. 
Like, 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 I'm, <laughs> like they're good. You're good, bro. Um, My hands are filthy. I, I cut out washing them entirely. Growing up, working up, working out, um, or, or working. Um, when my hands would get dirty, like sometimes we'd use paint thinner and we'd be painting a car and you get paint thinner on your hands. My yeah. dad would just wash his hands with paint thinner sometimes because he'd get yeah. car auto paint on them and he'd be stripping it off. It's the perfect and thing to remove paint and some other it, stuff. It draws all the oil out of your hands and suddenly I'm like, oh, 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 oh. Like I need to go home and moisturize my hands. I got to get some fucking lotion. I had to your wear gloves doing everything. Where are the so I would be. I would wear Can gloves jump in everything. I'm, I'm quick, but if I put turpentine on my hands or paint thinner, I think it's the same thing. Um, Maybe. Afterwards, they feel very cool and super oh. clean, and I like that state. You hate it, but to me, I'm like, this Torture. is the cleanest my hands have ever been. I can't explain the smell, but, <laughs> but it's, <laughs> like, it's denatured alcohol. I was I was cleaning my my bong earlier today before the show just pouring some of that like 90 percent isopropyl alcohol in there to like shake around and remove any residue and like you described that like cold like clean feeling like some of that isopropyl alcohol like splashes off gets on my hand and you get that immediate like cool and perfectly sterile and clean feeling and it's like man it's probably not good for me to like dump this on my hands all the time but this feels good i feel yeah, so in emergency clean. you can you can use alcohol to cool yourself by like by putting on your skin, obviously. Right, Captain Picard taught me that they were crash landed really? on this planet, and uh, the man had snuck. They had no water, but the guy had a little bottle of alcohol that he was sneaking swigs out of. And Picard was like confiscated. It's like we need this for emergencies or cooling or disinfectant. And I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. That would cool you down. Yeah, alcohol evaporates faster, right? So you'd think mm -hmm. it would cool faster. And yeah, better. it does. Yeah, when you spill that isopropyl stuff on you, like you don't, you wouldn't even have time to wipe it off. Like it just. Apparently, seventy percent is better for disinfecting wounds. Something about um, ninety percent isn't as effect isn't as effective as seventy percent for disinfecting wounds and killing bacteria. I wouldn't I, have guessed that. Well, for bongs, yeah. you want ninety one percent. Sure do. I, I yeah yeah. You want to dissolve all that Wait. nastiness in there. Mm -hmm. Oh, because you're using it as a solvent to yeah. break out. Yeah. Like, is it tarry? Yeah. yeah, it's it's this tarry, sticky, disgusting <sighs> shit that gets off. Of the me. only good shit to clean out glasses isopropyl alcohol and if it's really rough you can pour some like kosher salt in there with it or that shit that they sell at every head shop 420 cleaner or whatever it is which is like this goofy ass smelling blue paste with a bunch of beads in it that you dump in there and the way it always goes is you go and you go oh well i just used fucking two-thirds of the liquid in there and not enough of the sand so <laughs> off now. and it like blasts through through weed shit so fast it's it's like uh those things are a health hazard. I, you would what, imagine that bongs well, or the yeah a bong. The like I, I've seen. I remember my drug dealer. His bong was so goddamn disgusting that there had to be bacteria or something growing in the water. I mean, the same below. way like a health has like if you never clean your fork, it's a health hazard. Like yeah, I've I will not yeah, smoke but, out of a disgusting bong. If someone has a gross bong, that shit's like that. The thought, like when I have company Pinkies over, in the air, Taylor. I, I, when, I, when I have company over, and I know that we're going to be smoking, even if there's just like a small bit of residue on on the outside of the bong, I I blast that away. When I go to someone's house, I have one friend in particular who's anal about his glass, like always has to be meticulous. It's so wonderful to go smoke at his house. 
Because he'll be like, you want to go hit the bong? And it's like, you mean that pristine thing that you probably cleaned 15 minutes before I got here? Yes, let's do that. Then you have some other friends, especially in college, where, you know, that drug dealer fucking uh, shit. I almost just doxed him because I realized his nickname included his his whole name in it. But we called him Kush. Uh, And he had a bong that was like, he was sick often. So, like, I think that might have lost it. Like, it was, he he never cleaned his A lot of upper respiratory. Do you you judge your friends on the quality? I don't know bongs, um, but I think that our sponsor makes really good ones. Those, like, glycerin, whatever. Mm -hmm. Does your friend have a bong of comparable quality? Or are you Uh, slumming it over there? No, he's, like, it's funny being, like, a real adult now. Because, like, I go to a friend's house and it's, like, it used to be like, oh, we're going to smoke out of this fucking Diet Coke can all dented up. And now it's like, oh, I'm going to smoke out of, hey, we can use my nice ass bong uh, with the glycerin chamber. Or we can use your fucking nice ass $400 bong with fucking three percolators in it and every layer. It's so much better than, than it, it used to be. It's funny having a little budget. And I'm not talking about like real generational wealth or anything. But mm-hmm. like when you go to the uh, Quickie Mart at the gas station. And it takes discipline because there's no budget problems. There is not a candy bar in that whole store. Yeah. That I Give me that twice. Zagnut bar. <laughs> I'm made of Zagnuts, baby. Like, it'll be like you know, sharing size. And I'm like, I, I, I can afford to eat this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to share it at all. Or, or yeah. some sort of king size or family size. Like it, all oh your decisions God. are not budget driven anymore. They have to be driven by some other response willpower Kyle. my mom hates my my mom when i was a kid and always i'm sure hated my uncle and uh and i didn't know why and i remember one time she told me her brother no it's my dad's brother okay um and i remember um she told me once i remember one time we were we, we were all in our car and him and him and his family were in, were in their car and he got out and went in the gas station and got a honey bun and ate it in there and came back with nothing for anybody and i was like fuck Daddy would never do that. She's like, no, never do that. He <laughs> he'd make a he he'd get us he'd get you a honey bun first. And it's like that's so true. Like that's so true. Like that if there was gonna be one honey bun, like he wasn't gonna be getting any of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like, like you yeah, you know, but it more than you know, life is a honey bun. <laughs> life is a series of honey buns <laughs> that don't matter. You just nothing you matters and everything's all right. Buns. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's good. Everything, Taylor. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? I wanted to ask what if, if something else was good. I wanted to, but I, but I, I, I stuck. No, with the I heard you with the, with the Holocaust. I was going to ask about a third thing that, that oh. you might not think was so good that happened. But, but like, like, oh, like Jesus you, Christ. Yeah. <laughs> we need to go there. I'm glad you certainly I had it in my back pocket, though. One. I was ready. I, I wouldn't do that. It wasn't a proportional response to smug. I would have had to go get a soda. I would have had to be like, dude, I got most of this Coke Zero left. I got to get another one. What happened to me was this. We, we bought a new fish today, and we're Ooh. very excited about this fish. All of our fish are ornamental. They don't really do anything. Mm-hmm. But do any fish do anything? Dude, I'm they sorry don't to have to do anything. They do. There are uh, f- some fish that, like, they bite the sand and then eat the little bugs out of it, but... By doing that, they kind of stir it and keep your sand pristine and white. There's another cool. fish like the one we got now. He eats algae off the back and the walls. And we have like corals mounted close to each other where the snails don't fit and algae's growing. 
but a fish would just love to sort of they can fly virtually and they go in there and they get it and so we got this fish that eats algae and we were very excited and we act because water to a fish is almost like blood like it's it's their temperature regulation it's their chemistry you bring the fish from like the tank that it, it comes with a bowl of water basically and we slowly add my water to it so that it gradually changes takes them out mm. and acclimate the fish all right so all that went really well and a lot of fish don't eat for a day or two and you sort of deal with that he hops in he immediately starts eating algae we wish we didn't have and i'm like this is so great this is going wonderfully we have another fish that's a bit of a bully a clownfish like nemo and uh yeah she's a bit of a bully but she's never bit anything she just nudges with her nose mm. and uh and i'm like very aware that she does it to my hand when i put it in the tank it's you know it's bullying but no one's hurt well jackie knocks on the door and she's like bonnie is eating blaze part of his tail is missing i need help right now and i was like what i was like you need help and she did so i caught the fish and i put them in a little plastic isolation box so now they can look at each other through the jail bars but he's safe in there while they uh, get used to each other. So that's where I, I, you guys don't know listening, but I wrote in the chat, like, I'll be gone. This will take about 15 minutes. I don't mm -hmm. know how long I was gone, but I was saving a fish's life and his tail is damaged. Oh, but I Googled it. it grow back. You can put a little prosthetic on there. Oh, they oh, actually yeah. grow back. Uh, that's what Google says. I, actually, I found like four sources. Like if little, he just nipped his tail, but um, it looks damaged. Mm. It sucks, but it should grow never back. seem to mind too much. Which is aren't clownfish like uh transsexual or something? Like like can't don't they spontaneously switch sexes or something like that? They do. Whichever one is dominant becomes the female. And if you like kill the female and add another male, one of them will get dominant and become the female. And they they also have harems sometimes where you have one female and a bunch of males. Fuck yeah. But other fish do the opposite. So they're probably cheap to produce and they are. Dude, it's funny. Clownfish? I don't know if fish talk is interesting to the world, but... I I'm okay so with this part. Somebody bred clownfish. I'll make it up. Like 20 years ago. And then they bred them. And then they bred... These two clownfish who are still alive, like 20 years later, have produced millions of fish. Wow. If you buy a clownfish, it is likely that it has the same grandparents as all the other clownfish. And it's, it's kind of nice. If you buy a fish, it's called aquaculturing. If you buy a mm -hmm. fish that's been aquacultured, bred in captivity, then it's already acclimated to like tank life. You haven't damaged the environment, which I feel good about. And um, it's like it eats pellets and stuff because it was raised on them. The thing is ready to go and it was bred to do well in captivity. So uh, and you buy aquacultured fish if you can. Taylor, if uh, oh, I was going to ask, real was quick, there any... before we jump yeah. to the next thing, I'm going to do the ads real quick. A couple oh. of wonderful, wonderful sponsors. We've been having so much fun. <laughs> we lost track of time, but we have to hear from pharaohdistro.com. Pharaoh Distro. Are you tired of feeling like a mummy wrapped up in stress and discomfort? Well, it's time to awaken your inner pharaoh and experience the power of wellness with pharaoh distribution. Pharaohdistro.com, folks. Imagine stepping into a sanctuary of well-being where every product is hand-picked with care. From the natural wonders of CBD Delta 8 and Delta 10 to the transformative properties of Reishi, Lion's Mane, Amanita, and Cordyceps, our curated collection will transport you to a realm of holistic goodness. 
At Faro Distribution, we prioritize your well-being above all else. That's why every single product we offer undergoes rigorous lab testing to ensure exceptional quality. Our team of industry experts, equipped with years of experience, ensures that each item meets stringent standards of safety and efficacy. From the moment you enter our virtual doors, you'll be greeted with a dazzling array of options. Need a tasty and convenient way to incorporate wellness into your daily routine? We have got you covered with our delightful selection of edibles. Prefer a more discreet and portable option? Our Delta 8 and HHC cartridges and disposables offer a seamless vaping experience, allowing you to indulge in wellness on the go. But wait, there's more. We've even infused wellness into your favorite beverage. Say hello to our revitalizing coffee blended with our properly curated mushroom selection. Start your morning with a brain empowering cup of joe and best of all we even take product requests listeners check out pharaohdistro.com pharaohdistro.com today and use code pka20 to find out how the pyramids were built just kidding it's 20 percent off your order remember the code <laughs> is pka20 your golden tickets to unlock remarkable savings pharaohdistro.com linked below pka20 20 off get yourself some delicious tasty hhc carts Get yourself some delicious, tasty Delta 8 carts. If you're feeling a little more hesitant, you're like, I don't know, HHC's got a reputation for being stronger. If you are a gummy guy, an edible guy, you can start with the 25 milligram ones that are very reasonable. Mm -hmm. It's 25 in the whole thing. And so you can dice it up as, as you see fit, be nice and comfortable. Or if you go to their website, because you're a fucking real deal guy who's got a real deal tolerance, you can get... They're clusterfuck edibles uh, that they have in HHC or Delta 8 that are 300 milligrams per edible. So there's 10 edibles in the bag, 3,000 in the container total. Uh, they also sell a piece of nerd rope that has 1,250 milligrams in it. How and so is it? It's like a fucking nerd. I, they have a, we're supposed to get all of this. This is all supposed to. I talked to him earlier. We're all supposed to get all this tomorrow. Because we've only, for really? those out there, yeah, we're supposed to be getting the real strong shit tomorrow, uh, which is a little, in, was a I kinda, little intimidating. I kind of want to put, put that big gummy drug rope nerd snake in a girl's butthole. You think it would get her high? I don't think that you should do that. I think it'd be a waste of money. I think you should take it orally. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I mean, I was going to eat after. Oh, <laughs> One of us was. Yeah. Somebody is. So it'll get you. So you're just asking more of a, this is more of a hygiene question. <laughs> yeah, you're really, it's actually more of a, a antibiotic question, I think. I think their position is, uh, you know, don't do be that. Safe, be safe and uh, oral don't, use only. don't eat. Yeah, oral use only. Do not dip it in fecal matter and then consume it. Consume queen. it as as recommended, matter? and don't go bananas with the edibles. If you've been taking 100 milligrams of gas station quality stuff, start lower than 100 milligrams with this stuff. It's accurately dosed. It's very potent. Um, so yeah, if you do get one of the big boy clusterfuck edibles, uh, you know, and you love it, tweet me. Tell me how it went. I'm gonna be. Are you gonna take a whole one? I'm gonna take a whole one. I'm gonna take a whole HHT one and just I, like be stoned for fucking twelve hours. I, I, we we left the topic, but I went into research mode because I was intensely curious. And lock and load code PKA code jizz. Check it out. Anything over at Derek's website. You so shoving shit up your ass is called boofing, and mm -hmm. you can do it with alcohol. You can do it with some other stuff. And apparently, in medical circles, they have cannabis infused suppositories. Oh, I'm fully uh, aware that. Hmm, oh, you that. knew this. I, it oh, was new. Yeah. They they uh, prescribe them to cancer patients, mm -hmm. and um, 
We're getting that yeah. shit straight in your bloodstream. So anyway, yeah, yeah you could do it. But yeah, oral oral use only though with our gummy drug ropes that we sell. Um, I'm gonna, I, I think I'm gonna try. Barodistro.com, PK twenty twenty percent off. Get yourself a absurdly we're, strong. Uh, we're totally <laughs> in the putting cannabis into anything phase of uh, of legalization. And if there was cannabis infused lubricant, that there is, there is, and it works. I like, like I, I again, this whole butthole thing is not just me making jokes. I'm telling you, it'll get you high as fuck. You got to put some weed in your butt, Woody. Okay. Yeah, get after it. Dude, guys. <laughs> Say they less. Take, they, we, they literally take what he's got like a big, like a big piece of flour. <laughs> oh, the stems really hurt, though, Kyle. I don't know. You know what we could do? I'll we come could do, back uh, next week. Kyle, my stems were so pokey and pointy. How do you do we it? Could, uh, we could talk to him about making up that product. Like, we could we could brand it like Kyle's. What would be a good, uh, like, Kyle's butthole bonanza? Kyle's, Uncle Kyle's tranny fluid. No. <laughs> this is a, no, this I'm, is not a no we're, I'm not that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> we'll have to hard pass that one. <laughs> oh God. Um, I don't know what we call it. I, as far as what I'm going to take when it gets here tomorrow, uh, I'm going to start small, like always, with a new, yeah. you know, provider uh, or anything like that. If I'm changing brands or checking out something new, because you never know what the potency is going to be. Um. You we, know how you test I've, it is you take eight of these at a time and you go, oh, so I take, <laughs> so I take, I take five of those at a time. Um, those that you're, that you've got right there. Mm-hmm. And those take me to a real happy place. Yeah, um, like, like where I'm, my head is pounding with highness when I take five of those. Uh, that's the only way to, to describe that. And that's 125 to... milligrams compared to oh. 300. Because these are these are 25. Those are dose lower. Of these is, is that the HHC or the Delta 8? These are HHC. The HHC and the Del- Delta 8. Oh, okay. I find the Delta 8 to be stronger, but um, a different high. Like, I, like the HHC is more of a... And I hate when this is that girl fucking high on Zima shit, maybe. But when I took the HHC stuff, I was in a very giggly, happy mood. And watching like old TV shows and just having a real sweet time, uh, but when I take the Delta Eight, I'm getting blacked out high. Like like we're going, <laughs> we're we're not going to remember most of the movie we watched tonight. It's it and it, and that's kind of nice. We talked about removing memories yeah. of movie of movies last week. When you watch a movie super duper high, you know you like the movie, but you don't really remember it that well. So you get to watch it a second time and and kind of for the oh. first time. That's did I, did I tell you, I, uh, I, I went to go see, uh, it must have been like 2000, yeah, 2009, when Django Unchained came out. So I was like 18, and me and some buddies were going to go and see the, the movie. And so we, we get in my buddy's big SUV, and we, we go out there, and uh, we pregame, we get a little, a little drunk. Well, probably probably a little too drunk <laughs> that we should have been before going to see Django Unchained. Not like rowdy drunk, just like that. Like the drunk enough that if you stop drinking, you're going to get tired. Mm. And then we combined that with a shit ton of weed. And I remember sitting in the back, like hitting a vape high out of my mind at Django Unchained and like loving it. Absolutely. Like in my mind, loving Django Unchained. And like the next day I was like, dude, that movie was awesome. Like talking to some buddies. And I realized like I had no memory of the movie itself outside i was like yeah that part where like 
Leo got to the plantation and fuck what what else I went back and I watched it again sober and I was a hundred percent blacked out by the time he rode his horse into that plantation for the first like 22 minutes into the movie I like blacked out and so I had no memory I got to enjoy Django Unchained fully twice I watched uh Super Troopers 2 with Chiz and uh we were so blacked out high that I don't know what happened. I think it was funny. Not as funny as the I first. Think it was funny. Yeah. I got some laughs. I remember that, but it was when uh, it was when they took the state pro, um, charges off me, and they're like, we're, "The feds are building their case." I'm oh, like, Jesus. "What do you mean? The, the charges are already there. They're not going to just charge me the same shit." Oh no, they're looking for new stuff. They're interviewing people. And it's like, "Oh no!" So like during that time, my lawyer was. I asked my lawyer, I was "Like, can I like go to Colorado and get fucking high because?" You know, it's legal there. And they're like, huh. Yeah, don't bring anything back, though. Don't don't bring anything back with you. I'm like, no, I'm not bring no. fucking thing back. Well, of course not. <laughs> not and, so, mail it. and so the next week, I um, I was gone on a weedcation with uh, with Chiz. I went on two weedcations with Chiz during that interim between between the charges. We went to Denver one time and to uh, Washington State one time to, I don't know, somewhere in Washington. But we I don't remember any of that. getting rarer movie. and rarer. Like, yeah, well, I mean, there's just no most so many people don't have a reason to go. And then even if you're in a state where you can't get legal weed, it's like, oh, Delta you can get Delta eight and really HHC, good. which is the same thing. What did you say was getting rare, rare? I missed the word like these weed like, what, what, weed weed came, like people used to be like, oh, we're all going to go to Colorado and like get high and it'll be so novel. And now it's like, whatever, like, it's, yeah, it's we would kind make of become so it. normal. We would make a thing of it every year. We would we would rent a cabin or, or a place. So we went to, down to Telluride one year. It was fantastic. Had a blast there. Um, it's uh, but there's no reason to really do it now. I mean, unless you're skiing, you'd have fun getting high as shit and then friends. and then being on the mountain. Yeah, Kyle hates skiing, but there might be something else he likes. He'd like it. No, his ankles aren't built for it. But snowmobiles exist. Sleds exist. Tubes. I would love to do snowboarding. Fast snowmobiles in there. Like I want to rent a snowmobile and say goodbye to the snowmobile rental man and leave with his snowmobile and buy That's all the insurance. In Vermont. Oh my fucking god, no! You were so lucky you weren't there. That really? was a guided I tour. Like I missed out. Oh, it was horseshit. We told you at the time. Like, I remember you feeling bad you didn't get the snowmobile, and I was like, dude. They would. They, they kept us at this stupid fucking pace. It was like being led on one of those horse tours in the in the Southwest, like a donkey tour of the Grand Canyon. Except it was dark and snowy, so there's nothing to see. I would wait. I would stay in the back and let the group get almost out of sight, their taillights, and then mm -hmm. I'd gun it down the hill and finally get to enjoy what this thing could do. Because they were, I don't know anything about snowmills. Let's see, that's the first and only snowmill snowmobile I've ever been on. But it felt right. like a hot rod to me. It felt mm -hmm. really fast. And uh, but yeah, maybe two or three times like that, I got to gun it from the back and like see what the thing would do and hear it growl. But the rest of the time, it was a putt putt tour. It was bullshit. Hmm. I was mad. It was expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, snowmobiling sounds fun. It looks fun, and people who are good at it make them look light, even though mm. they're clearly not. It's there's a yeah, and it could be part of a. It could just and snowmobiling could snowmobiling could be part of a greater adventure. You know, it could just be the way to get there to the cool thing. You know, if you wanted to, I don't know, do some sort of hunting, camping, fishing, just going to see Is a view down a mountain type thing. You know, it's not. I'm just. I, I didn't think it. I was. like my creature comfort so much, man. I really do. 
Um, it's one of those things. It's like manual labor. Can I do it? Yeah. Do I want to? No, not at all. I'm not a fan of it. You know, I, I, I would love, I love being around all my little gadgets and toys and fucking conveniences. Uh, I, I moved yesterday and everything's not settled yet. So it's like, mm -hmm. where's my pocket knife? So you're where's in this? your new where's place that? right now. Yeah. Yeah. How do you like it? I, 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 I like it a lot. Um, uh -huh. Uh, there's uh there's no carpet here i had carpet in the in the last one in a couple of the rooms um did not like that and i've got a better backyard really? here for sure i really think love carpet's that. better I, I don't know really new carpet i think is the ultimate flooring if you've ever bought a new carpet you almost lay on it the pad is so squishy the carpet's so clean it <laughs> smells nice it's so Fair. uniform in color and everything it's the greatest I have always kept my carpets too long. You know, we have pets. So, you know, the carpets are soiled here and there. They ruin it. And um, you may even clean the carpet if you try hard. But the pad underneath it, it like, you just pretend it's not pee filled, but it is. Um, so I'm bad. at I keep carpet too long. But new carpet is fantastic. And the whole world agrees hardwood's better. And I don't get it. It's noisier. It uh, like you have to do that thing where you like sweep off the bottom of your feet sometimes because uh, do you have a little bot, a little cleany robot? Yeah, we have a couple of them, but the house it's really big. Like it's a we have a lot of square. I don't know how big my house is. I think it's less than seven thousand square feet, but not far. Still it's enormous. A, yeah, it's, it's a, a lot, lot for a little vacuum. You yeah. need a lot of those. What are they? Oh, I think I have a shark. And, we have uh, a Bob and a Roomba, if I recall. Okay. Yeah, um, I I don't know the tiers of those things, but the shark does a pretty pretty decent job of getting like dog hairs a problem, and and just just keeping that out, I can handle the dusting for the most part. But um, but no, I really do like it here. Um, I have uh, a lot better grocery gym? store in this area. Um, oh, I, you didn't see the video on WhatsApp? No. Oh yeah, I sent some videos of the backyard and the uh, and, and the gym and stuff. I've got this. Uh, it's in a sunroom. It's in a sunroom, and uh, the windows are tinted in the sunroom, Ooh. and uh, it faces the yard. It's got its own air conditioner already installed there. Like it, it's one of those um, like like wall unit air conditioners, not Is the it square enough? ones, but sunrooms are often really everything's in there. Uh huh. But um, I haven't assembled everything yet, so I need to see how it's going to look put together. And and there may be a, an instance where I decide to because that big yellow thing yeah, to dump a piece of machinery, like like maybe or. So my elliptical could doesn't need to be in there all the time because I only do cardio when I'm cutting, really. So the elliptical could probably be wheeled out of there. And in that case, yeah, it's enough room. My jump roping has become well, at least it's not embarrassing anymore. I can okay. I look like someone who knows how to jump a rope now. I'm still working at it. You could fit in the little black girls? Almost. There's this really hot chick that does YouTube shorts. I think her name's Laura Jumps or something. I mm. watch her all the time. And I'm like, man, I got to keep practicing so I can dump, jump like a hot chick. <laughs> you know. And she's doing like the running man and stuff while she jumps rope. Laura jumps, I'm pretty sure. is. Yeah, I'm watching a video of hers right now. I'm sure. She is, yeah, she's beautiful um, and, uh, and very fit and skinny. And uh, I'm just skipping through this. She's like, I don't know, showing you her life and adventure like I care. Oh. Get back in the gym and lift. Yep, there we go on the leg press machine. Yeah, she's like blonde hair, blue eyes, fucking... Yeah, 100, like, 110 pounds of hotness. My actual opinion of her is like outside, she's a 10. But if you watch her, like try to get her routines, she seems a little um, 
like dissatisfied and grumpy and privileged and uh, i don't know she she comes off to does me. that turn you on though the, like the snottiness like she looks down her nose at you a little the opposite no it makes me think <laughs> Nah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, she does inspire me to jump rope, and I I want to jump rope like a hot chick. Hey, do you know about the subreddit True Rate Me? Oh, dude, I I got banned from True Rate Me for giving fitness advice to a fatty fuck. Oh, rate me. <laughs> oh. oh, True Rate Me. True Rate Me. Rate. Uh, there was a woman, and dude, she was like. <laughs> It took me a second. I was like, Jesus, you guys are in a dark place. <laughs> oh, I thought you were joking. <laughs> she was like 240 pounds. And she asked like to be rated or something like that. And true rate me is the worst because everybody. No, you know what? I'm mixing it up with normal nudes or something. But um, oh. there are websites where people ask to be rated or show their body or whatever. And I thought I gave a really positive like, hey. These are the high level clues on how to get your how to get that body fat in check and whatever. Uh, it turns out, and and I, I even like laid it, I made it a little dirty. I was like, you know, you could be it's eight months from now, you could be a total fuckable whatever. <laughs> and she's like, this really hurt my feelings. I'm typing this to you through tears. Uh, when you said <laughs> that, you're implying that I'm not totally fuckable right now. And I wanted to reply and be like, you're totally delusional right now. You're fat as fuck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but i didn't say all that i just got banned from the subreddit <laughs> i was gonna say you definitely yeah so, no so. that's based that's <laughs> woody just traipsing into like support reddits and being like hey fatty oh my god go, go, go. <laughs> and, and they're all like you're like- banned and you're like oh i'm sorry I thought this was America. <laughs> it's like That's you great. need chronometer. Start counting your calories. Exactly. That's literally enough. the kind of thing I would do if I posted on Reddit is like fuck with people on, <laughs> on true rate me. Uh-huh. So, oh, so I doubt you got guy. kicked off. This is true rate me. Um, yeah. On true yeah. rate me, they have a rating system that is clearly Gosh. laid out here. And ladies come on there and want to get rated. And they get hit with fives and sixes way that almost all the time. Almost can you zoom in a little? Like it's yeah, Zach, and, zoom in a lot and go down one more. I think I'm seeing seven. I I, I mean, yeah, this is yeah, this is obviously a troll, right? Like no, it's no, absolutely not. No, a troll. No. It's it's math. Look at the math. Emily Radajkowski up there is a seven point five. Face you're, is a seven. you're insane. Her face right? is a seven. Go down. Look at a six. If all she, of these girls. There are has to be an eight, nine, pretty. and ten, Taylor. But look at the fives. Look at these average women. These are not. Those are not average women. Those are way more attractive. Than and it's they are the top thirty percent of women. Look at how average is defined. If it's this, if this is how average is defined, it's a bad system because these I'm are Taylor. Like, I'm, I'm glad Kyle brought this up because I'm very familiar with this subreddit. I've I've spent hours. Go to the on fours. It. Go to the fours and tell me yeah, you don't look agree. At the fours. Look at the it's first perfect. four in particular. That Asian chick. Yeah, I would give her. Fours. Those are all fours. So she's not super pretty. You can see why she's not a 10 or whatever. But to me, she's a seven on like a real rating scale. And if you get honest and admit what proportion of our society is like 200 pound heifers, then she's like an eight and a half. But that's not how the scale works. Scroll down to Agreed. a one. <sighs> let's, let's hang out at Rachel Dratch because 
She has long been one of the one of the most ghoulish women on late night television. What an unfortunate person. But let me tell you, being that ugly made her one of the funniest women I've ever seen. She is top ten funniest women ever. As far Dude, this as is concerned. this is fucking mean to these poor unknown women. Get on down there. Show me those ones. Two. Show me those Bottom ones. Point one three four. One out of every summit. <laughs> All right. See, when you get to a, a one, what you're really talking about is a rarity. Because you, you've narrowed it down to one out of 20. If there were 20,000 people in a field and you had a contest to find the ugliest, that's what a one is. Wait, is that a dude? The black guy? At 1.5? No, is that no. a man? No, that's oh, a woman. I see what you're saying. The thing is, you would think like a two would be amongst the bottom 20%. But instead, they bell curve it so that ones are really, really, really rare and tens are really, really, really rare. Yeah. I've never seen a 10 and I've never seen a one. I, I've seen a one. I've seen burn victims. <laughs> and I've seen people that I would call tens. I, yeah, I, I've told this story before. I remember when we went to UNC and Look at that we were doing a, what happened. A like campus. God pinched her face. <laughs> we were doing a campus tour and um, they were showing the gym that like went to this dorm or whatever it was. And there's a girl there on an elliptical machine who is perfection. She's perfection. And she's wearing like those short, uh, like shorts that a girl might wear at the gym who's mega hot and a sports bra. Yeah. And I'm like, are we all just fucking pretending there isn't the fucking goddess of fuck on this elliptical machine right here while we're like, oh, this is the bench press. And uh, here's an aerodyne. It was baffling to me. No one else seemed to notice. God tier. Basically, no one meets this. Standard. No <laughs> examples because the level is unattainable. I love that part. Then of the shift everything up 0.5. Nope. Nope. Make an accurate scale. We don't stop. Look, is that what temperature does? Is it just? It just keeps on going, Taylor. There are 11s and 12s. The page just cut off. So 10 doesn't yeah, exist, but hypothetically there like, could be. There's whole theorems in physics for how hot a woman could be. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, there's. we think that Why do you 90% like the of the dark matter in the universe is actually. I like this scale because it. Uh, one of the things that I, I love is when those like crazy women on the internet like rate themselves as 10s. I think everyone's a 10. It's about how you feel. They're just as yeah. they're just as crazy and deluded I'm as they guess. Everybody's okay is, and everything's good. So, no, is there a guy's up. version of that sheet? Yeah, there is. You want is it? Is there a pull that up? I yeah, let, let me get it. Because I was on board for the other one. I'm with Kyle a little bit. There are a lot of girls who are insulted if you don't call them tens. And there are a lot of guys, if you call them eights, they're like, <laughs> that's what I was hoping for. Like, thank you for your kindness. Yeah. Or like seven, like that's a C. Right, like that's, that's you're that's saying I'm better than 70% of yeah. people. That's anything awful. above five is like a winning rating where it's like you're you're winning over most people, dude. There's a guy in the six and a half who I think is particularly attractive. I sound kind of oh, good. we've got it on the screen here. If you if you prefer. okay, um, so, so Chris Hemsworth isn't even in the top two Chris rows. Hems that doesn't right. seem realistic. Where's but that other, where's a point zero three percent? You see how the, the scale works? Eight and a half is one out of three thousand. Where's the Witcher? Where's the Witcher man? He should be <laughs> in the top Henry part. He'll be like a five. I bet. You know, That's I, retarded. I think he's, he's better looking a... than anyone on the screen right now. These are examples, not winners, Taylor. Yeah, it looks like, like he's like, not you, there. You know, I, I'm sure he's oh, I'm sure he's in there somewhere. I mean, not literally on the list. Yeah. 
Real handsome fellow, though. Look at look at poor Ed Sheeran squeezed into this mess. Little Wayne is overrated on this. Yeah, Wanderlei Little Wayne's Silver. a rough looking yeah. fellow. Um, Wanderlei Silva, that checks out. Damn. Flav of Flav <laughs> might be outperforming being in the <laughs> Oh, I love the big Ed, the guy with the no neck from, uh, is it 90 Day Fiance or something? Yeah. Who the hell yeah. is Welvin the Great? He's awesome. Welvin the Great. The, oh oh my God. Look at the brow. Look at that brow. I feel like it went from regular looking to unbelievably Freaks. ugly so quickly. Scroll, scroll back up a bit. Oh my god, there's a wolf man at the yeah, bottom. That was just, that was just a Let wolf me see the wolf man. The I missed there was it. a ghoul. <laughs> Look at that. Look so that's just like a man. werewolf from from Skyrim. His guys, Dude. his teeth for all mankind. Just saying. That Asian just, guy in unknown with that off. big mushroom haircut. <laughs> that's very funny. But anyway, I I don't like this scale. I don't like the logarithmic scale. It, it's almost meant to hurt feelings. But it's interesting to mm. see these hot girls come in here and get six and a halfs. Well, and then the the whole subreddit seems like a, an exercise in futility. Yeah, I don't do well because, on the scale. I don't like it because the moderators are very they're in there waiting for you to rate someone. If and if you rate too highly or too low, you get a warning. And I think and you don't get many warnings before you get banned from the yeah. subreddit. Do the mods have to post pictures of themselves to be mods? They do not. <laughs> Pussies. But it Pussies. Taylor's right. But yeah, Kyle's it right. It should be their flair. If, it should if be their go, flair. Picture of their if body. you give a pretty girl like an eight, like you normally would, you clearly haven't read the rating guidelines because eights are phenomenal women. Wait, the mods yeah, of this subreddit literally like... Do they, they take oh, it yeah. warning, they, they come in and they say warning for for overly too yeah. high rate like, like okay you'll, you'll have a girl and they'll say what oh my god fucking loser no 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 <laughs> stick with me they're both losers because the commenter will be Ugh. like oh my god goddess i would treat you so well nine ten out of ten out of ten and then they'll come in like warning one for overrating she's a seven <laughs> at best or something like that and it'll be like, like everybody you'll see everybody will be 5.5 Five and somebody yeah. else say four, and they'd be like, "Warning, underrating." Like, clearly, she's not a four. Kyle, you might like this. Sub. That's how Have you get you organic. Good Am I ugly? Brutally honest. What's it called? Am I ugly? Brutally honest. Uh, I've seen. Am I ugly? I don't. Uh, I didn't know there was. A, Am I ugly? Video. Is is for selfies. <laughs> Who's posting? Why would you do? Oh, is people are posting other people's selfies there to be mean they're not i think you have to like hold a card up and have your arm in it which makes it a little difficult to shop but a lot of times it's really hot girls just getting verification that they're mm. hot but there are a bunch where you're like you know like now that i look you're ugly you know, mm-hmm. and it it's interesting to see i don't rate them if they look young like if someone's 19 or something even if she's ugly i say nothing yeah, that's probably for the best. Not not being. Is this, am I, am I ugly? Thirty one with kiddos. Does she have uh, um, heterochromia or whatever with the eyes? No, doesn't she doesn't. They're like beautifully like green it. though. They're like such a. They're a really nice color. No, she's not ugly. I think she's um, cute. Okay, well, mm, little little. A, someone should introduce big. her to lettuce. Those are that, some oh. nice big tits, and that that adds to it. See, the, uh, interesting. So, so there's diff- just different bullseyes, right? I see her waist as being too big, but someone else who values boobs more might. She might is not like ugly. That. No, no like, not ugly is not the right word. Oh, and she's Can had two kids down? as well. Which is... I want to see some more. Yeah, I like these. 
Oh, hello. Really? Am I ugly? I don't know. I get a lot of mixed reviews from people. I feel like being ginger makes me ugly to some people. Those people are fucking stupid. Not enough representation for gingers. It's all getting removed. We need I'm, ginger represent. We need I'm, more ginger women in all media. <laughs> look, this this chick's got um, too much forehead, but that's the, the like I don't mind that even a little. Um, no, she's got she's, great hair. She's very pretty. Her yeah, eyebrow um, she's, on and, point. And from what we saw, her her body is really nice, and she's into athletic stuff, like maybe dance or something like that. So that's, that's crazy. Really cute chick. Go a little farther. All I these girls have one, nice eyes. Look at this, this chick's eyes. Just, go a little uh, farther. Find one that's that's a little ugly. Is it mostly women? Here, go to green hair. Let's see a few more of her pictures. I think it's mostly women, yeah. Green hair looks like um, the prettiest boy that I went to school with. <laughs> <laughs> That's a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> See, let's pause on, on number five there. A little, right? Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta smile bit. with your eyes too. Yeah, you gotta mm -hmm. smile with your eyes. And, and you got expressive. you got joke. You've also got a mouth like a Joker. So I don't I don't love that. You look like Harley She's also Quinn. got hair you, like the Joker. You should do Harley mm -hmm. Quinn for uh, for Halloween instead of whatever the fuck that is. That, I don't yeah. like that picture. That frustrates me. That's her. You want us picture. to be rated? Let us see you. Yeah. It's like, hey, do am I attractive? And it's like me in a fucking a, 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 a Buffalo Bill costume. It's like, no. right. oh. I'm dressed up with the Big Bird with the helmet on and everything. Yeah. Face app. She's literally up. left the face app shit. Cheater. On just, skip, just skip that. There's no point in even looking at it. That's Cheatery. not even a real person. Here, do uh, this, this one. This chick's Can we go down to a guy? Are there any That's guys that post on this? Guys, but girls get all the upvotes. I don't know if he's on top all time. Working There's hard a guy. on the way. Wait, wait, are we supposed to judge them both, or is this the same person? Well, it's obviously that it's he's talking about weight loss. Person. You know what I thought it was? An ugly man and his and his ugly girlfriend who's recovering from cancer. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so oh, you would bad. so you would give him Yeah, you're <laughs> ugly. Anything with anything with the eyes like that, that abnormality, I can't be dealing with that. That part of my brain that hates spiders and snakes responds equally uh harshly oh, to, he did to your wonky eyes year, i see look me in the eye you bitch <laughs> why do i look Man, different I in pics taken of me versus selfies well it's different angles mm -hmm. and when you're taking a picture of yourself you're making like little micro facial movements the same way when people look in the mirror you're making little movements that are imperceptible to like make yourself more Presentable. symmetrical <laughs> yeah this yeah. guy's um like like I don't think he's ugly. No, but but no, this guy's a totally normal looking dude. But he's but he's chubby and uh, has no self esteem. That's what you can get from these pictures. He, that's what that angle is about. And when he's on the balcony, he's super uncomfortable. The, the people posting taken. here either have no self esteem or a tremendously high amount of it. I don't think there's any middle ground. Ugly. Yeah, I mean, I mean, let's be real. That's that's a rough look. Does he have he's a nice tattoo? I, I, does he? I thought my monitor was dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see and, it by his by his eye? Yeah, this is the second picture. I Pictures thought my one and was three. Through. Yeah, by his eye. Pictures one and three, you can see the asymmetry in his eyes. Yeah, yeah, they're wonky. I wonder if that's related to his biking accident. I bet. Yikes. Yeah. Anyway, no, am I, I would, brutally I honest? Is it's Jesus, interesting. Last kid was halfway are. to Goonies. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I do not understand the fucking impulse to to do that. To like post a picture of yourself with a selfie and be like, they don't know. Tell me I'm not ugly. And then people will be like, well, you are kind of ugly. And then it's like, oh no. Like what? What? Well, I, that's I not, what they want is someone to say, you know what? Yeah, you're kind of rough looking. But I bet if you did this and that, you could, you could work off your, your strengths, like your eyes and your teeth. 
Like, yeah. like those are both good. Like work on the rest of your, you know, the skin part of your face. The skin part, <laughs> the, very, <laughs> the very essential part of your face. Hey, like, you've like got pesky hey, you skin. You got great portion. hair, eyes, and teeth. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> you got hair. man, you got None from of that what I can tell, face. all your teeth. Like <laughs> you've got every. I like one of eyes them. though. Like like all those first three or four chicks seemed like they had like I don't know fucking yeah. wizard. That's eyes why they or were uh, the top in the last month or whatever. Zach had it filtered oh. for, so it was all like, oh, the pretty girls with the beautiful eyes are all top notch. Like none of well, I doubt any of those girls at the top posted and were like, oh man, I hope I'm, I'm nervous. Like no, of course not. They were like, it. man, I could use a little validation right now. Yeah, sure. I don't mind that. That's that's okay. Too. I don't that's care. The, the, uh, there's a there's a Never subreddit called um, oh, what's it? it's like the anti OnlyFans subreddit. It's it's where the girls who don't have mm. an OnlyFans can like because oh. most people just want to see girls who actually want to show their pussy for no fucking reason other than showing off their pussy. That's that's kind of hot, mm. right? It's like oh yeah. she's just fucking dirty. She but then you got some chick who's wild. bringing down seven figures, and you're like, I think she'd show it no matter how she was feeling. Yeah. I'm pretty <laughs> sure she would. She might. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> don't say that keep it under wraps don't know what it was but we'll, but, we'll uh, but but yeah yeah I, I i get that i love the diversity of subreddits over there you can get just any any flavor pie you want uh, like anything you want i don't know how are you I found one all for, of these weird subreddits i google and then i ask questions and then i add the word reddit and uh oh, okay. and, and and that leads me to a lot sometimes i'll just read down uh, i found one the other day it's it's dudes who didn't, who only piss in sinks. So it's like a meme. No, these guys have a whole. It's it's they, they are pink. They are sink pissers. I can't remember the name of the subreddit, but it's something like that. It's like sink, sink pissers, pissers, maybe. And and the in the wiki or the fact on the side, what whatever they have this whole chart showing how much water you save per year. Like 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 they they look at it as a conservation thing because you're not flushing the toilet anymore yeah, you're just now splashing just, piss all over the place you brush your teeth or wash now your you're just quickly going food. They're, they're giving a little rinse you know a little well, urine sterile you know that we've been over this many times Woody tried to argue that it wasn't i proved with him with science and lies that it was and he backed down <laughs> this is absolutely not sterile like, this that's is sterile <laughs> You're in a sterile. You know what's not sterile? The tip of your penis. So you wash your dick and then you pee and that, that urine is just perfectly fine to guzzle down. And you know how many times you can drink it before it becomes toxic, Taylor? Guess. Twice. Three fucking times, Taylor. So Most next close. time you're in the desert, drink up, my friend, because it is sterile and good for you. I'll, I'll just die. What do you think this is? You think I have a, I just have a Coke Zero? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm drinking Coke Zero tonight like a fucking idiot because I went to the grocery store and they were literally out of Diet Pepsis and Pepsi Zero. Pepsi Zero is a strong soda. This, um, this Coke. The finest soda I think I've ever had, the cola, is the uh, real sugar Pepsi, though. That's a really tasty soda. Pepsi's just better than Coke. When I think about Pepsi Coke, is better than Coke, the thing I like about Coke is memories of things I did surrounding their brand. And I think about how their brand is about Georgia and Atlanta and the Peach mm -hmm. State. It's Santa. all nostalgic fucking um sales craft bullshit programmed into me to love this red fucking can because yeah. this red can <laughs> means holidays family traditionalism and uh and love that's what this red can means to me yeah and pepsi is that gay soda that's always got rappers and dirty whores on it <laughs> you know meanwhile that's pepsi a, tastes way better it is better 
Like yeah. it's, I think that's part of growing up is realizing that diet Pepsi has been better than diet Dr. Pepper and diet Coke the whole time. We were a diet Pepsi household, but, but Coca-Cola, like, like a regular soda, it, Always, definitely, always drink Coca Cola, and yeah, that's pretty shitty of you to not rep Coke in all ways. Living in Georgia, I've been to the museum twice. Uh, it's uh, it's it's interesting. Although I haven't gotten a Bud Light product in a long time, and that's our we were trained here to like that blue can, and then they oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, and then now every dude, it's insane. Every fucking grocery store here has quadrupled the amount of Miller and Coors they have sitting out, like. I was walking in the in a grocery store today, buying, picking stuff out, and I was passing to get to the, the bread and whatnot, and there's this giant, giant display of Miller Lite. There are never Miller Lite displays in bush country. Like, the, never, ever. I don't think I've ever seen one, and they're just heard, there now. I heard on the radio yesterday, I, I had to drive back, and so I hired a huge moving truck, a bunch of guys, but they couldn't get it all. And they had another client book. It's $300 to, like, do another yeah. trip. And I'm like, fuck yeah, that ain't bad. They got other clients. They're gone. So I had to drive back and forth. Oh, like no. a 30 minute drive. Four times. All today? <laughs> Yesterday. my It was awful. At night, after working all day, all sweaty and just... Ugh, you're done wait, now. At, oh, I'm done now. I got to unpack boxes. But what I was going to say is I heard an... I listened to the radio all that time. <clears throat> I I, uh, I heard an Anheuser-Busch commercial which i'd never heard such a thing before they're, they're going straight to the top oh this is it we're in heiser bush wait what do yep. you make don't worry about it for a second <laughs> listen up and and the commercial was the entire um assembly line or sort of product line of people who make their beer happen and it, it started at the I, I caught the commercial like 10 seconds into it so i didn't know i don't know where it started but the guy mm -hmm. was like i'm emilio and i I I brew the beer and the guy was like, my name's John and I'm a hot man and my name's Bill and I make sure the water's pure and every step, you know, all the mm -hmm. ingredients of a beer and every individual who's a professional who counts on beer sales to make sure that their job is secured. All these yeah. Americans, these women, men, and there was a Spanish guy in there too. He drove the forklift. I can't even make it yeah. up. They're covering they get, everything. The, the only voice that wasn't white, black, or a woman, and you could definitely tell every step of the way, was Julio or Emilio who drove the forklift. And he was like, I, I drive a forklift with the beer. Very carefully. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Very carefully. They will beat me if I do not. Can't see <laughs> but at Just the end, it's like, we're in Heiser Bush. We make beer. That's what we're about. It said that. And I, I was like, nah. It's not what you were about a couple months ago. You're about all sorts of stuff. You have yeah. big ideas about what people should be thinking <laughs> and doing. What are you talking about? Let's have and a now you've talk made about it. it. Now you've made it so that if you are walking around with a Bud Light in the Midwest, you'll get bullied. Someone yeah, will be like, literally, it's become a meme. Like a, yeah. it's become you were, you were so right early on with your prediction there that it was going to be so much more devastating for them than. I thought like I thought I remember what it was like to, more. They're they're a joke. You, they're a total joke brand. You remember what it was like growing up. The kid who had the off brand shit like, yeah. like who didn't have an excuse to. I'm not talking about picking on poor kids. I'm talking about like Michael picked that that. Yeah. You know, like, like, like why? why would he do that? Like you would get bullied for picking some off brand shit. And that's what Bud Light is now. It's that it is the gay wow. beer. 
It is, uh, and that's the nice way to put it. I guarantee people are getting bullied everywhere when they, or there's a little joke made. It's not even really bullying. It's that so, someone orders a Bud Light at a bar and someone goes, get a little gay beer, huh? <laughs> and they both joke about it. Nobody's mad, but everybody knows. It, and somebody from over the shoulder goes, I don't want that. <laughs> right? <laughs> or, I don't yeah. want to get bullied for the gay beer. I do jokes, Taste let it slide. But then maybe next time he's like, well, I don't want to go through that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like a very easy. I think at this point it's permanent. Like they've they're a they're a very much a joke brand. At least the Bud Light banner itself. Bud Light is a joke meme brand now. Where like it's funny to see someone. The reason someone would show up at a party with a twelve pack of Bud Light would be a joke. Like that that would be the joke at this point of like oh it would what? be ironic. No, yeah, they they do that ironically, and it's a very easy product to switch to because. Unlike something that's wildly unique, Projection. they go, hey, uh, you want to drink Miller or Coors? It's the exact same thing. Miller actually has less calories, and it's the exact same thing. The people who make that switch, there's no reason to go back. It's there'll the same product. There'll be a small spike in sales around Halloween because Bud Light will be part of a great costume this year. <laughs> the Dylan Mulvaney costume. You'll need your six-pack of Bud Light to carry around with you when you, when you cross-dress for Halloween this year. I have Everyone's no expertise in this. That will yeah, be I done. do like what you're saying. I have no expertise, but I just feel like it'll pass. It usually does. For this and one I, strikes I a group of people. It depends okay. who you upset, right? Like if you make moms mad, I'll forget about that shit. Just keep your prices right. They got kids to feed. But you're making you're making con- conservative dudes with spending money who who weren't drinking it because of its taste to begin with. It, mm-hmm. It's a cultural thing. It, you know, it, it really was. Bud Light's kind of a working man's beer, and these are and working men drink it because it's their beer. And mm-hmm. they said, no, we're not your beer. We're the transsexual silly fellow in the park dancing around and giggling with a with a with a moose knuckle <laughs> beer. That's who we are. And we're proud yeah. as fuck of it. Un, until you guys what you don't like it okay we back off we back off and then you see they don't have any principles they their 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 whole stance was just about money and so then the left side starts saying well that's fucking disgusting we were never going to drink your beer anyway you big silly goats <laughs> so now they're stuck um i, yeah. I don't my, know remember my New prediction Coke? is based on nike and back colin kaepernick and they let it slide uh, Keurig did something, and the conservatives were throwing their fucking coffee makers off the balconies. On oh YouTube. no, this is so much bigger. This like, is this, is, this is bigger than any of those Nike things shoes? rolled up, aggregated. Like Nike shoes. It'd be like if Carhartt did something, or John Deere mm-hmm. did something, or Redman chewing tobacco. Like if one of those products was like, "We're here, we're queer, we're coming for your kids." They're donezo. I nobody's gonna wear. Yeah. They let me disagree because I have, I have a counterpoint. The things you mentioned, Cardhart, John Deere, I don't know what else you said, but they get by on the quality of their product. You know, Red Wing boots. And if they say, hey, we're the official boot of trannies, then someone who needs good boots might not switch. But Bud Light, from what Taylor tells me, is not getting by on the quality of its product. It was always branding. So then when they ruin the branding, people have an easy time leaving. It's Where more from, that way, but also like people Kyle's right. Yeah, Ra- Wranglers, Justin boots, and car- and a Carhartt jacket is a costume that rednecks wear to show their conservatism, their traditionalism, their patriotism, their hardworking bl- blue collar redneck. That mm-hmm. is the costume you wear. The same way that some other people would wear Nikes and and some other things that they might wear. Don't ever need to go down that road. <clears throat> but but I, 
I have a Carhartt coat. I have Columbus too. We have a couple of them. They're fantastic. And the line that they pitched that like other people can make them brown, but only we can make them Carhartt. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I'm super thrilled with that coat. You're not their p- target demo though. You're you're a Yankee. You're wearing you're just looking for the best jacket you can find. They said I'm telling you for when I do work. Awesome. There, there is a like, especially with Carhartt, Kyle's 100% right. There's a culture around it. If they came out and did a Bud Light thing, they would take a fucking smoking. Like, they so would everyone like, switch to Dickies? They would, they would switch to whatever the closest alternative is. And because, like, at the end of the day, there are, there are plenty of durable outdoor clothing companies like they would they would switch to something else and immediately fucking daily wire would do some grift where they'd be yeah. like time for ultimate summit sportswear <laughs> right. for americans with flags See, ben Shapiro on it in a cardheart looking jacket my yeah, pilgrim pants jacket <laughs> it's six hundred dollars and it'll arrive in 12 to 14 months maybe finish building and making and manufacturing um john deere is the other one he said I think John Deere gets by on the quality of their products. And it's not just a brand. They have a, a dealer network and a quality of product. And a um, uh, there aren't any holes in what you can. You can run a whole farm, any farm. I don't care if you have chickens, wheat, corn, or yeah. potatoes. John Deere will, will give you everything you need from top to bottom to be a farmer. Yeah, I'm it, just talking about those things that are cultural products and and mm-hmm. and those are one those are cultural products the the, yeah. the john deere mm. thing is kind of unique because they did the whole thing with their dealer network and they squished ford out of out of Ford. there are no ford dealerships yeah. it's all john deere john everywhere. deere is like even uniquely with, pretty secure with their and even if even when those dealerships were losing money they're like no 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 you're staying fucking open we're john deere we're everywhere mm-hmm. and they <laughs> yeah we need to maintain are. our total market share of what we do and even if it's yeah. a loss for a bit which is important i don't know where you i'm sure there's husqvarna dealers but i don't know where one is i know right where to go to john deere if you, i need uh, a tractor you mentioned new coke i agree did you uh that new coke switch was i, I think this is like common knowledge now it was like a total like a way to trick Rejuvenate. people into not noticing that they switched from sugar to corn syrup so they yeah take Coke off the market. They bring out new Coke. It sucks. They bring classic Coke back with corn syrup instead of sugar. And people go, yay. And Do you think that was the plan from the get go? They didn't mean to introduce yes. bad Coke. Yeah. Yeah. They, they introduced that in order to make it less obvious that you're pivoting from sugar, which is the same reason that Mexican Coke is so good. Like if they would have made that switch instantly, sugar to people corn syrup, you, you get noticed right away, right away. And so you've switched to a different product that sucks intentionally, run a short run of it, and then switch to the new product, which saves you a shit ton of money at the old flavor that's close enough. I can't buy it. I, I was around for the new Coke introduction and the ad blitz for new Coke and the excitement. Everyone wanted to see it. There were these Coca-Cola wars between Coke and Pepsi. I can't mm-hmm. think of another A versus B comparison that was the same level of just like – uh, cultural dominance you know everyone are you a coke guy a pepsi guy what are you we went on a field trip in my school to see a pepsi <laughs> bottling company you know? it, it was like everywhere and uh when they came out with new coke i really seemed like they were trying to give you a better coke because it was losing the taste tests to pepsi 
I think mm. it was just a smart business move to like trick consumers and, and save a bunch of money. Pretty shrewd, but like I, I think they're very, very fail. You're, I think they're a very smart company. It wasn't they a got fail. a ton of free media. Like I bet they're I, did they did they lose money in the end? Like like the whole thing was this media storm. It's before my time, and I know about it. I know yeah. how big of a deal mm. it was. Remember, you get a second Pepsi? media storm at the end of it. Oh, they're bringing back Coca Cola Classic, the favorite right. beverage of the planet. Like. They're masters of marketing. I'm telling you, if you ever go They're smart. to it next time you're in Atlanta and you want to waste $50, head over to the Coca-Cola yeah. Museum. Okay. They will show you a polar bears movie that'll that'll make you wish it was a full a full movie and not 15 minutes yeah. of not a 15 minute commercial. And uh, I mean, then they'll make you stand in line to walk into the vault where the recipe is kept in a box. You will see no recipe, of course. You will just stand in line to look at a safe deposit box, which is most assuredly empty. <laughs> then you'll be led to a back room at some point with concrete sticky floors where you'll meander past many 360 degree pedestals that dispense sodas oh, wow. from around the planet that Thai for whatever lemon reason, Pepsi. Thai for lemon whatever Coke. reason, the most powerful fucking economic force in, 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 in existence. We don't have it here. They can only get it in Guatemala. <laughs> it's the good stuff though. Trust me. And you get to try like cinnamon fucking coke and and like all these ridiculous derivations and at first you think it's cool and then you realize a lot of these kiosks are the exact same 18 mystical flavors like it's just set up that way so everybody can have one and then you actually see some glass bottles being made it's a fucking like fucking nonsense you see some machines make a few glass bottles and then they i don't even think they give you one for free they might though they, they might actually sell you a coke at the you end know of what the, the fucking best <laughs> factory tour in the world is have you been on the hershey park factory tour uh -oh. no making it oh there is a ride you can take where you experience the journey of like an m&m or whatever hershey's bar along next to one so like cool. as the th it seems like they're really making hershey's bars over there and i was young but i I still think they are genuinely. This is a real factory that produces Hershey bars, and then you're in this like cart. I don't know, like big Hershey's Kiss or something. And as you go past the heater, like, like fuck, did they really turn it up to 110 for this part? Okay, and then they cool the chocolate off, and you're freezing in there. And they give you the whole tour, and there's people in um, I guess they're called bunny suits. You know, like the high jack, yeah. you know, suits that cover your hair and everything. And uh, Hershey's tour is pretty legit. I enjoyed it. And I had a similar tour that Kyle talked about, but with Pepsi. And it was so effective that like 42 years later, I am still a little bit loyal to Pepsi, which was their goal. <laughs> it's made in Jersey, right? Pepsi where? It's made I'm out. asking you. I don't know. The where tour was. I don't know if they're like headquarters are or anything. I, I, I used to know because I, I watch all that shit on YouTube, like the behind the brands and like the, the, the food that made America and all that stuff. So uh, I watched one on Spam the other day. I was fascinated. I loved it. The whole thing about uh, um, the, the Hawaiians uh, eating the Spam. Does it stand um, for Salt Preserves All Meat? They don't know what it stands for. Um, okay. they, they, they broke down oh, a couple of I thought it was like a joke about ham. It, it's, um, th they had two or three ideas for what it might stand for, if I remember it correctly, in the documentary that I watched. But um, I think they were. It was big uh, for World War II, obviously. They sent millions of cans over, and they were afraid that because those guys have been eating it every day, like, fuck, they'll never buy a can of Spam again. But it was the opposite. They got home and they're like, you know what I want, honey? You know what would make me feel comfortable? Why don't you cook us all up a can of Spam? 
I've never had spam. It's good. I, it has a very distinctive flavor. If you ever want to taste it just for the hell of tasting it, make sure you get the low sodium version because one can of spam has like a week's sodium supply in it. <laughs> Even the low sodium that one can is far exceeds your daily sodium. Oh, intake. yeah. It's crazy amounts. It's like it's preserved meat paste. It's salted yeah. ham. <laughs> it's like an, an emulsified and reformed salted ham paste in a yeah. in a can that will last until your grandchildren are long gone. I have um, a can because I, I bought it after I watched that documentary, and then I realized I didn't get the low sodium version. And then someone talked about how much sodium was in it, and I was like, I don't, I can't even taste that. If I take a <laughs> bite of that, it's going to give me high blood pressure. Like, I, I, do Do you guys ever watch documentaries or videos? about how the food you're eating at the time is made like you know <laughs> no, like it's like, a terrible I'll eat, idea no i do this like i i was eat I'll, I'll eat a steak and i'll like watch a youtube video of like how a cow is butchered like the guy is in there he's like showing all the the cuts or i i was eating uh cheese it's of course or maybe it was goldfish and then i found a how it's made of that it was like okay. cheese nips some off-brand thing and i'm just like like damn this is kind of neat I was on like I'm eating saltines. I'm on the Wikipedia page for for saltines, watching a, a, how it's made soda crackers. I don't know. I hmm. guess this is less common than I thought it was. No, my viewing pra- like what I'm watching will often influence what I end up eating. <laughs> I watched a uh, um, Family Guy the other day, and it, it, they, they it's the one where they sing. Um, if you ever put butter on a pop tart, it's so friggin' good. You remember this? Yeah, yeah, I know that one. And I was like, no, I've never put butter on a pop tart. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I put butter on a pop tart, and it is so freaking good. <laughs> it's outrageously good. You put it on the back of the pop tart, the non-frosted side. Mm-hmm. It's tremendous. Oh, I'm sure butter can't. There are very few things that butter makes worse. Butter's a, a S tier food stuff. Face 100%. wash. Face wash is that? It makes face wash worse. I think he's got you there, Taylor. I, I saw true. I saw like a, a CC camera video. Better, Kyle. You can put it on your hand. <clears throat> All right, I you saw, win this round. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a CC camera um, video the other day from like a movie theater or something, and this Asian lady goes over to the butter dispenser, the popcorn thing, and goes squeak, squeak, rubs it in her hands, and then rubs it all over her face. <laughs> <laughs> I wow. want to make sure nobody sit next to me. They walked away. She needed more pimples. Like maybe I'm going to have my own hands- whole section for Endgame. All she <laughs> was maybe she thought it was hand sanitizer and she really wanted to get clean. She likes that feeling Woody likes when you rub alcohol on your skin. <laughs> how how oh. soon after you rub movie theater butter on your face are you like, hmm, I have to go home. <laughs> I need to rinse this off. Go in that the bathroom and use and just hit that thing and then try and splash water from the six tiny streams that come down into the bottom of the sink before it unsets itself. I'm, that is one of the worst things about modern society is that people can't be trusted to just have a normal turn for your faucet. How far have we sunk that at gas stations and, and places you have to wash your hands with a push because there are people out there who can't be bothered to turn off yeah. the faucet. And we all have to live in this world. It's the cart return conundrum. You know what? I would rather have the push that you described. You return your cart? sensor. Always. The sensor that you wave around and like do a little jig, uh, maybe Running Man, try to get it to work. <laughs> Just me. <laughs> it could be. Could be. <laughs> Kyle, when you, re- you when have you return, to return that cart, cart you're ta- yeah, you're taking food right out of that cart man's mouth when you do that. You know what no, happens? Certainly- you know what would happen if everyone returned their carts like Good Guy Taylor? The cart man would be 
out of a job. Okay, you know what I do with my car? His job I is to bring it. the carts from outside back into the fucking store, dumbass. Not to collect it and from And the harder and... that job is, the more laborious, <laughs> the more difficult and time-consuming it is, the more hours the man gets, the more money he makes. That's the same reason I, someone's all trip waiters was they're bringing food to the table. I'm a job creator. He takes his Home Depot carts and brings them to Lowe's and vice versa. <laughs> just, just to make busy Sometimes work. Kyle doesn't even need to go shopping. He just goes there and he pushes them around. The- I go oh, yeah. and I push all the carts up into the grass and th- toss them in the woods down below. And and look, he's out there for hours. I see him. I sit across the street at the other store and I watch him through binoculars while, yeah, he, we, while he works. We, we learned verifiably that Kyle and I are both smug bitch assholes. And one thing Definitely I am me. a smug I don't bitch think he about smug. is... I am smug about returning carts. I always right. return my cart. When I see somebody do that, leaning it up on the island, I fucking hate that. I hate There's, that. Is there any excuse for that? What if it's pouring rain? Just walk and return it. It's like, it doesn't I, take I long. asked you a question. There's no excuse. We, just do there it. There is no torrential downpour that will dissuade you from returning that cart, no. even though you know it might go away later and a cart man might be able to away. return it in the sunny... Really? What if it's not? Well, what I didn't tell you is that I park always in the handicap space, and so, <laughs> <laughs> which is right next to the cart return, and that's that's they call that uh, beating karma. They yeah. call that a net neutral on karma. As you, you park in, I take it a step space. further. I park in the cart return just to fuck with people like Taylor. I park directly in front of the cart return. You just <laughs> you shut my car, and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Is this a mentally handicapped guy trying to get by? I'm boxing him out. Oh, you, you're gonna have to want it. You gotta want these carts. You're, I'm a job creator. Show Can me. I return them, but I'll admit there have been times when, like, it was raining, and I propped that shit up somewhere. I was just like, I'm not. I'm not getting soaked over over whatever like I, I ran out of there with. I've definitely left it before, but it's not attractive. One thing I will do is I'll like ghost ride it into the return, and if it doesn't like go into the next card or whatever, I just call it good. Oh yeah, yeah. I, oh, I, that's that's fine. I'll as be honest. I try to hit it from as far conference. away as possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you ever like sometimes there's like five of them that aren't quite lined up in there already? You ever try and you just throw it in there oh, so yeah. hard you're like, I'm gonna try and re-rack Get as many all. as I can yeah. into there. But then that push. gate pops out at the end and you just shove 15 shopping carts <laughs> down a hill. <laughs> you gotta got run for it now. <laughs> They're fucking taking my cart trick. <laughs> all right, Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> yes, sir. Kevin Costner is no longer under contract for Yellowstone. I don't know the details of this. It's something to do with established actors, pay for play, but he's getting divorced. So all this stuff came out. He's like, look, my 2023 income is going to be way lower than 2022 because I'm no longer under contract for Yellowstone. Mm. If you're Taylor Sheridan and you hate Kevin Costner, how do you end the second half of season five of Yellowstone? Does, does he run away with a gay I have man? Him, I have him. Um, they offer him some sort of deal where he can sell out basically and cut the kids out and put them in a real bad we'll give you this much money and uh you know but but the kids don't get it if he did that if he sold the kids out somehow and like ran away with the money but then died doing it give all the money to um who's the chick sunny the i'm not caught up i haven't watched in like a year there's oh well he's partnered up with this californian vegetarian like cool uh, hippie chick and you're supposed to hate her um, so he could give all the property to her 
Yeah, um, that's a shame. Honestly, I, I like Kevin Costner. I've seen a lot of his interviews. For, he he does a lot of conservation work, and he's big into uh -huh. um, that Western shit. I see him talking about Yosemite and the wolves and and the wildlife out there a lot. And he owns a significant amount of property that's just beautiful. So they always interview him at his place in his cool cabin on his like ranch. His wife wouldn't move out. The court sided with Kevin and said she had to fucking go. Fuck yeah. Apparently, yeah. her um, it's like. Her prenup that she signed is garbage. Um, now they've been married 20 years, which is a long time, mm -hmm. but also isn't Kevin Costner like 68? He was already a huge Hollywood star, so it's not like they built this together. It's not mm -hmm. that story, it's not like I don't I, were his kids even young, or did they have like adult kids? Did she just walk into a luxurious life? That's that. what I think happened. Mm -hmm. So, I sometimes have some sympathy for women who like get married at 20 and divorced at 30. And uh, sure. now they're like unemployable. All they've ever done is support this husband and there's no more jobs for that. So I'm, I'm sympathetic to that position, but that's not hers. She got fucked. She's getting like a hundred thousand dollars or something. She's also getting like $240,000 a month in childcare. What? Okay. So, How many kids? I don't know. Uh, um, what? 10,000? <laughs> she, had, she, she in charge of every kid in Botswana. Like that. Yeah. Well, it's not settled yet, but yeah, she's going for like a quarter million a month in childcare, and she's getting like a million in alimony because of the prenup. Yeah, that's we'll see. Ridiculous. Well, yeah. I I stand with Kevin. That's all I'm saying. Well, he's a better actor. I don't know. I didn't he's know she was an actor. actor. She's uh, not. Uh, my grandma well, probably is. Yeah. <laughs> My grandma always liked Kevin Costner, so uh, I would sit with her and watch those movies like The Postman and Waterworld. And, uh, Both um, underrated. I think she thought he was handsome. Uh, that's my guess. I know she loved Arnold. She'd say, oh, that Arnold. Schwarzenegger? <laughs> yeah, yeah, she loved Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. I, it's my opinion that he's too muscly for a lot of women's preferences. And he's very handsome, though, like especially when he was younger. You think? I, I, yeah. I, the gap between his teeth took it away like, for me. The gap is a bit, and it would for me. And like Michael Strahan had that. Did he get it? Fixed? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like I, I always, that. whenever I see, there's a there's a Jewish actress who has that as well. And mm -hmm. whenever I see that, I'm like, ooh, you're losing like multiple points when you when you sport one of those. You you need to get that because I'm always going to look at. It. I'm like, ugh, God, it's so mm -hmm. easy to fix that. A little Invisalign, three months, you're good. Yeah, with that, you just get close. Especially if it's like a little gap, not that Strahan shit. I that tooth. Fucking troll mouth like that. That'll be a while. Probably got. That's part of his look. There. The cool part about Invisalign. If anyone's thinking about doing it, if they tell you it takes eighteen <laughs> months, it does. But here's the trick: in the first like three to four months, you're eighty percent there, yeah. and then the last nice. fourteen months is the other twenty percent. But like, yeah, I, I remember I got them in like October, and in my case, my bottom teeth. I had like a snaggle tooth. I used to get my attention too much. And I'm like, I, I got it in October and I'm looking, they give you braces like for a couple of weeks and I'm like, whoa, shit, this is the outline of my October teeth. And this is the outline of my January 1st teeth. And it's better a lot, mm -hmm. but like noticeably, visibly better. I'm like, if I had these January 1st teeth, I probably wouldn't have gotten braces. Like I'm good enough from October mm -hmm. to January. So my, Woody, my grandpa looking... still randomly will bring up Yellowstone when like I'm down at his house about like how stupid it is. And he'll like like the things he dislikes are so funny. Well, he'll be like, 
That's like my grandma will be like, I was watching that show Yellowstone, but he hates it now. And he'll be like, shit. I saw those fuckers walk in. It was the cleanest barn I ever saw. They just <laughs> ran 2,000 head of cattle through it, and it's the cleanest barn I ever saw. That's not what it looked like. They're, saying, they're changing. Apparently, they did not move from pasture to pasture in a way that was correct. Was like <laughs> they, they just moved. They got them out in the pasture, and they're talking about they got to take them down. They're done to that pasture. Look at the length of the fucking grass. They just got to that pasture. Like, <laughs> so you know how they go from pasture to pasture? They're like, this is really dangerous. So to minimize the risk, we're going to race down this mountain as fast as we can. Yeah. And that way we won't be doing it. The truth long. about cattle ranching is, is they're great putting, downhill runners. It's, <laughs> it's putting along at walking pace so nobody gets scared. And the actual mm -hmm. like skillful part is catching the stragglers who get lost and stuff and, and like getting them back. That, that's the only part of the time you're driving cattle mm. is what you're like, dude, you're back here. The herd's a mile away. Yeah. yeah. And you're like doing the, that. The goal is not to be like, we need to spook them all the correct amount at once in that direction. It's like, no, then you, then you don't have cows anymore. Our cat, our cows would get out all the fucking time, all the fucking time and escape. <laughs> They're very intelligent. Like shot. Can they jump a fence? so high these big fat literal heifers can okay. jump over your goddamn head and if they, they crash the fence know. really i'm like six, a, six yeah i know <laughs> seven six maybe it depends what you're standing on you know, really uh i've seen and if they if they don't quite make it there's still a 1200 pound animal so they just crush it i saw one lose a mm. teeth jumping over a fence once she ain't fucking Damn. care they're hard fucking core and they also like once with the jumping thing Sometimes all it takes to teach them that it's that that fence is not scary is one of them getting over it. And then they all instantly know like, wait, this thing we've been worried about is nothing. And then they'll <coughs> all just start barreling through it. Something I've never understood. Um, when your electric fence uh, stops working, they find out that day, which means they are always testing the electric fence or they can hear some sort of electromagnetic hum that's imperceptible to us i'd love for a scientist to actually look that. into that instead of how to turn children into monsters or something <laughs> um that would be that would be look into the cows guys like figure that out because that fence would go <laughs> yeah. off make them three times as big more meat which means somebody tests and, and it hurts right it's it's fucking i don't know if y'all ever been zapped by an electric fence a friend of mine uh when we when i was like 10 years old me and my buddy alex we went down to my grandparents farm because we like to like paintball and ride atvs and mess around on, on the farm and my we were up by an electric fence and my buddy alex was like i'm gonna pee on it and like at like what we know now through mythbusters is that if you pee on something usually it's like all the droplets like it's not a continuous stream back to you by the time it gets there i peed on it nothing happened yeah and he was going to and i told him not to and in my head i was like about to see like a you, I remember the thought I had was the same thought of like, oh my God, what happened to Marv in Home Alone 2 yes! is going to happen to I Alex. Was picturing it. Yeah, I was picturing ah, ah, as he's holding the fucking thing. Dude, that scared me. And then, and then, that, and then he's still the a skeleton thing, for a second. That scared the shit out of me. Well, see, Kevin looks at him and he's he's screaming in pain and convulsing from the electric electrocution. And Kevin thinks, oh, he needs more and yeah. starts turning the amperage up on the stick welder. He's got this arc. He's got a fucking stick welder yeah. hardwired into the goddamn sink. 
<laughs> and, and when he turns it up, Marv's screaming goes to a much higher pitch, and he turns into a skull that you can see with hair. Yeah, he like flashes to like skeleton and back and skeleton and back, and that really, I would look away during that part. I I would like get up and like pretend I had to get a snack when I was like eight years old watching that. That's a uh, Home Alone two, I believe. I Home Alone two, Lost in New it's York. In the, yeah, um, Donald Trump uh, in in that one in one part. He uh, he gives Kevin directions. Good Carried guy. Back, good guy. I've been shocked by a fence a lot. Uh, we always had electric fences uh, <laughs> Slow in the pasture ladder, house. Well, no, because like, <laughs> I walk up to it every day. I found out <laughs> I'm tested. <laughs> I, I like to play with it. I liked getting zapped with it. Um, one thing you should know is if you've got shoes on with rubber soles, which is all shoes in existence, you won't get shocked at all. You know, you can just hang on to that wire, and you'll feel it. Um, it'll you're grounded slightly because r- rubber isn't a, that, rubber isn't. No, it's true. Rubber isn't a perfect insulator, so you'll feel like this little tap, tap, tap. This feels a little the... like when I told everyone battery acid tastes good. Like this is <laughs> this terrible is, advice. First of all, it does taste good. So does, does antifreeze used to until big fucking I don't yeah, know pussy boy got, came in and made everything safe. But no, you can hang right onto it; it won't hurt you. And and uh, unless you take your shoes off, you can take your shoes off and you grab that motherfucker, and then you feel what the cattle are feeling, and it feels like. Like a real hard punch in the body. It's significant because it's a pulse. And, and at mm. first you're like, is it? Is it? Is it? And then it hits you. Um, the other way you could fuck up is I would have my hand on it and I'd be walking along. And if you're not paying attention, your hand will also touch the metal fence post, which will also ground you. So then you'll get shocked in your hand incredibly painfully. Mm-hmm. What you can also do, and this is hardcore, I would show people the trick. You got shoes on? Doesn't hurt. They'd be hanging on to it. I don't have... I take my shoe off, put it on the ground, ground myself and grab them. Now we both get the real dose. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. You can do the same thing with the uh, the spark plug on my uh, ATV, my four-wheeler. You could... that thing's incredibly painful. I don't know much about electricity, like amperages and voltages. It's all numbers, but it hurt. You did not have a lot to do. (laughs) no just making up activities and we fought wasps we fought wasps that was our favorite game we we made them with the with with the 22 no we made gadgets and weapons and bee suits and we fought them all summer it was our favorite thing to do there's nothing to do we're on a farm like like, like you could fish it's too hot to fish like the sun's beating down on you like there was you know, we're you out missed. of wasp's nest. It's going to be a terrible. We, <laughs> <laughs> we when we ran out of wasp nest, then we had to like find other shit. We would shoot stuff. Job. I would shoot stuff and blow stuff up. That's all I. That's all I did for fun. Um, I would just you know make little devices and and play with guns and blow things up and experiment. Um, like all there was nothing else to do, and everybody loved it. Whenever somebody would come over and like, hey, wait, what do you want to do? Let's, there's an old dead cow in the pasture. You want to blow her up? Yes, yes, we do want to blow up your dead cow. Why didn't you tell us that's what we we're doing today? Is this a thing that has utility, or it's just fun? Just fun, you know. I, like it's uh, like completely full of maggots. It was really disgusting. You do it in front of the other cows. Set the tone. But yeah, if you told me, like, I don't know, if you blow a, thou- a cow into six hundred pieces, it decomposes faster. And... You, should, you should bury them. But this one had died, and uh, you know, blew her up a little bit. Um, we blew up a pig one time, like a whole dead pig carcass, mm. and there was. No, I'm not joking. Hey, there was nothing left 
but the snout, <laughs> that's all we found. They took the snout and put it in the grill of my truck without me knowing it. And I drove like six hours in the summer with a pig snout <laughs> in my, in the, in, stuck in the grill of the truck. But but when it blew up, what rained down, and every now and then I recognize this in Ukraine, is like these ribbons of fat and flesh that yeah, are created from a large era. explosion. It's it, It's lighter. It's very thin, like wispy stuff that rains back down. And I don't know exactly what it is, but it's it's flesh that's been exploded. And now it's this thin wisp of like a layer of fat or skin or something. But we turned that thing into mist. We put so much shit in it before we blew it up. I mean, it was that we were like gonna fun Saturday. It was. It was. We bought it from an Amish man. Had to lie to him about what we we're going to do to it. Because at first when we told him, he was really off on it. Well, of course, he's Amish. That's yeah. probably against their religion. They don't a Mennonite, a Mennonite. Well, they're more yeah. okay with blowing up pigs, yeah. <laughs> but only if it's for work. All the Mennonites I've met have been super into guns, like so much so that it's kind of scary. You get the same feeling you get when you talk to militia people. I know you don't normal people don't talk to militia people, but it, mm-hmm. if you ever talk to a militiaman, you can imagine. How about this? You can imagine what it's like talking to a militia man. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what that's they kinda... think they, they see themselves as militiamen. The Amish uh, guys that I've talked to were all like so up on federal regulations for firearms and suppressors and and full auto and everything, um, 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 you know, interesting in the gun world. And they all owned that shit. Uh, the same guys who wouldn't own a tractor had had an AR-15 with a silencer and a scope and a fucking laser. You know, that sounds fun. You've been following the Ukraine war. Um, no, no. I've. By Not following, even a little. by following, I've been watching some cool videos. Mm. The 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 interesting things I've seen. Um, I, I've been watching as much of the drone stuff. I've been watching a lot of sniper footage. Mm. Uh, thermal sniper footage is wild. It makes you so afraid of the battle. Any illusions that any of us may have ever had about being that hero on a goddamn battlefield are immediately wiped away when you watch a man with a thermal scope go to work on a group of people in the darkness because they just they don't hear the gunshot they're so far away and it's suppressed so they're just getting whacked they they hear this pop and whiz as that bullet makes impact and fucking sergey's down and dimitri's down and fucking who's that guy what was his name i can't tell his face is gone you can't take it's, cover because you don't know where the bullet came from they don't know where it's coming from yeah that's sketch I, I saw a guy's head explode in thermal the, <laughs> Wow. The drone footage still gets me. I, I, I'm a broken record on this a bit, but I used to think that if you were good at war, it really raised your chances of surviving and you know being a big, important part of why you win. You might be muted, Kyle. And, uh, okay. Um, but now I see people like under the camo netting, you know, the kind with like the fabric mixed into it yeah. and uh, sleeping in their trench, like all tucked up tight, still get killed by these drones with nades. Yeah. And I think, fuck, they're doing everything right. And they still die. War now is almost luck-based. It's awful. I think and- it's always been that way. But I think now, I, I think that if you're good at it, you do have a higher chance. But like you said, there are things that can happen that are completely out of your control. And like our guest tonight would tell you, you just got to put that out of your mind. Gotta pretend yeah, you like that's to not accept a thing. that it's good. Because I watched this guy fighting the other day, and I say fighting because he wasn't just sitting in a 
whole shooting a gun over a, a lock. He was moving, Blind. coordinating, grenades were being thrown, there was covering fire. But you could tell at one point he wrecked somebody else threw a grenade short and it blew up near him. And he's like cursing at them, like, what the fuck are you doing? And he sort of rolls and repositions because we're fighting with people close in a field and like gets away from his friendly, who was clearly not a good soldier. And it's like, I think our guy's survivability is way higher than fucking dummy over there through that grenade who doesn't <clears throat> know where the enemy quite is, it seems. True. But I guess did it you guys so many die for uh, stuff that isn't your fault more often now with the tech, you know, with accurate artillery, drones, stuff like that. Taylor, didn't you, did, I think you guys sent me the clip, or maybe I just happened to see it because I, I don't watch the war stuff of a bunch of guys like clustered together by like the side of a building. And then an RPG or some explosive comes in and like hits like five Gets of the of lot. the eight guys, something like that. Yeah. And I saw a bunch of people being like, "What do you do? Like th that? You're all clustered together. Like that's not how war works. This isn't Call of Duty. Like, and it's like I get it. I get it, Mister Twitter Expert on the yeah. War. But like, he has no idea what was where no they idea were, what they were happening, doing, what was going on. But that like, was lunch. It was like the first time I, I saw they, they were like they had guns like by the, the side of a building. So they were like looking forward. And I was think I put myself in that situation and I was like, I would totally be one of those dead guys. Like I would think that I was being smart by staying with the group or something like that. Like and so I see that and then people are like, what a bunch of idiots. They didn't know that. Fucking, and it's like, dude. You would have been that guy too, probably. I would have I been that guy too. A YouTube video. It was like Navy SEALs reviews combat movies. Like you've seen this sort of mm -hmm. thing. And uh, he saw a bunch of soldiers bunched up before the end. And he was just like, <sighs> I mean, to me, seeing soldiers bunched up like that just screams like low discipline, big problems, etc. So intellectually, I knew it. Mm -hmm. But like you, Taylor, God, don't you feel safer when you've got seven soldiers side by side? Like, Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's I, psychologically more comforting. All right. They're not going to get all of us. Yeah. Right. I, but really, you're just a bigger target. Yeah, they will. A yeah, better target. Yeah. I see a lot of footage of groups of three to 10 kind of running in a field for whatever reason, because we run in fields in the 21st century still. And uh, they hit them with an anti tank guided missile. One of the, and it just blows people to smithereens and it like wipes out the whole group yeah. like the so whole much group more tanks than tanks it's like a star wars weapon hit them though it's, <laughs> it's it's so fast taylor you get an indication of like how quick the projectile mm -hmm. was moving and it's not like a missile that's going it's like like a fucking star wars blaster hit one guy and five guys around him died it's like a diablo fucking kill spell or something <laughs> <laughs> everybody died and, it's and the, the speed ones of that don't light. are like crawling away and like one guy comes back for his buddy and then his buddy explodes and he's like fuck this and he runs away they've got so many more bullets though they just keep shooting the craziest thing i saw recently two things they, they've been taking their t-34 tanks the cheapest oldest tanks that russia has oh, and I just filling them up with explosives and then putting them on like cruise control let's just say for kamikaze and, tanks. and sending them toward the ukrainian lines and when they go off it's a different kind of explosion because it is a tank like enormous full of explosives so it's just a it's a huge it, they put bombs inside of a bigger bombshell a bombshell that's not that's made to be, you know you know what a tank's made to do it's you know it's a real solid metal vessel i saw them filling it up with the um the mine clearing charges 
the mine clearing charges are essentially big fat rope that's made of high explosive. Is this the and Russians the, doing this? I've yeah, seen Russians yeah, do it. Yeah. When it went off, it was like you saw the pressure wave. Mm-hmm. You saw like you saw I'm trying to find mm-hmm. it. That sounds wild. They just packed I saw, a whole tank full of bombs. I saw footage of the Ukrainians getting the tank before it arrived. So it was like a hundred yards away. Now it's Reddit comments, I know, but all the Reddit comments were like yeah, still too close. A hundred yards, you are not safe from this kamikaze tank. They're deaf. They're they're, they're probably deaf. I, I, I bet yeah. they'd live. I don't know, but I don't know anything about pressure waves. I've never dealt with anything that creates a pressure wave that hurts people. But mm. uh, that's you've dealt with pressure fucked. waves be, that don't hurt people. Yeah, yeah, they feel <laughs> great. It's the most addictive part about blowing shit up. It feels really good. I if can't there's, explain. I was so surprised. I was with Kyle one night. Makes your hair move a little bit. My hair doesn't move. There's no movement in this thing. But it was like it blew my hair back. I was like, I didn't the know closer you, could... you are, the better it feels. And uh, it feels <laughs> like uh, if you've ever been in a car with a stupid sound system, the mm-hmm. hardest hit that that thing can do, but all compressed in this moment, this thunk mm-hmm. that you just feel like move through you. It's pretty fucking cool. Well, one of those tank ones, I would imagine, would be strong enough that it doesn't that, like liquefy and fuck up all your internal organs. Close enough, a shockwave yeah. if you're. Well, if it's Shockwave a whole, do I don't, I'm not a bomb expert, but tanks are big and a whole tank full of bombs. I imagine it's like a hundred yards away, they're probably bombs. Not. Yeah, it's, it's a like it's a weapon squared. made of bombs. <laughs> That's what we need to design: robot warriors made of bombs. They get in a compromised position, detonate. Makes sense. Yeah, it's all going to be yeah. robot war in the future anyway, or it won't. It'll uh, be you know. I a, follow the war people every single day. Why would you? I just think you just keep using the cheapest, best soldier you can. Which I is think, just I think they'll just keep you... sending uh, young, untrained people to their deaths. That is, that's that's what a lot of these people tend to do. That is the way. That is sad. Hopefully, it ends soon. Yeah. Uh, no, I hope not. I hope it just goes on for years and years. The longer it goes, the better for us and the better for the Ukrainians, probably. No, it's at least another year. It's a good time over there. I, rid of a... So they're doing the counteroffensive. People had higher expectations for the counteroffensive. I think it started a good two full months ago, maybe two and a half. And Ukrainian is gaining ground every single day, but it's like a hundred meters, two kilometers. It's always small. They're just inching all the time. And pennies make dollars, Woody. Yeah, right. I'd rather be gaining than losing, like the winter. But the hope, though, the hope was, and what happened in the fall was they like broke through the lines. And then the Russians just ran and ran and ran. And the Ukrainians kept chasing, so the Russians kept running. And they gained like 1,500 square kilometers, like something big. Something big. Now, it's it's not like that. The, it seems like they're just gaining 100 yards and the Russians are standing. So, Yeah. I, I keep waiting for some interesting tank footage with uh, the, you know, the, the American tanks haven't gotten there yet. Um, but they they've have. Got the... I saw one blown up. That's why I said that. Really? M2 Bradley, right? That's what no, it was. No, that so that's a that's an APC, uh, like a, like a troop moving moving vehicle. Oh, that's, Abrams is the one that's got a little uh, like a, that's got a twenty five millimeter cannon on it. And I take it back. I might be. I might have. I might not have been an Abrams. It might have been a Bradley. Yeah, the Abrams uh, haven't gotten there yet, but the um, the German tanks and the um, the, the English tanks have. Yeah, and the I want to say tornado, but I don't think that's right. Is it the Challenger? Isn't it? Yeah, I think you it's are. The, yeah, I think the Germans had leopard and maybe the. Um, it, I'm having a brain fart. I can't remember right now, but uh, 
tight. Yeah, it's it's been uh yeah, that's it. That's what they should have done. It's been it's gonna drag on and on and on. Uh we're gonna keep pump the this uh this election cycle will determine a lot, I think, for the future of the war, war if uh the Democrats win. It's really if Trump wins. Trump is the only guy, even from the right, who's who's talking crazy enough and would be silly enough to go in there and like cut Ukraine off essentially. Be like, oh, we're mm-hmm. only sending medical aid from now on. We're we're pulling this, we're pulling that. Um, yeah, that that would be a de- the death knell for the for the whole thing. And if Vladimir Putin, it's got to be what he's waiting for. That's got to be what he's hoping for right now. He's praying that Donald Trump gets in and he can deal with somebody over here because Biden is making fucking riffs and jokes <laughs> about him. You know, like like that's not the a guy who's trying to put himself in a position to talk to Vladimir Putin about any fucking thing about other than how he can kill more Russians. So I think it's going to go on for a while. Uh, I don't know if Trump's going to win. I still think he's, it's looking less than likely and less likely the more he gets indicted. Jesus Christ. But he still has his core group of people. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It's all going to, when does all that shit kick off? It's July of 23. When, you think it would begin it? in earnest in the, in this fall. Like, like so really, the they should have kick rules. off. I think I don't know what you're asking, but I can tell you the Republican Political. debates are like 48 days away. Oh my god, they should they so should really soon? have some some sort of like six month window where you're not allowed to campaign until six months before the election or something. This is ridiculous. <laughs> we all have to do this nonsense. A quarter of our lives are just watching. Uh, this. <laughs> the it's one of the much. fun things coming up is whether Trump will participate. So Trump is way ahead in the polls. And to him, it's like, I can't win. I can only lose because mm-hmm. he's already winning. Like, that, what change would he get? So, debates without Trump, I don't know if they can frame it as Trump is a coward, which might be truish, or if it's going to be like, there is no primary. It's just Trump. Without Trump, the debate's boring. Prediction Trump will not go, he will do okay. his own thing the same night. Which will which will make him look good, and he'll and not only that he'll be getting paid for it. Like one of the other networks, somebody will pay him to put on his town hall or whatever it is against them. And when the Republicans finally figure out who is going to be uh, the guy to go against Trump, then he'll show up. Then when it's mano a mano and he's got his Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, these are people from last cycle. I don't know who yeah, this cycle. Neither of those be, guys, but. I don't think. No, you DeSantis, wouldn't think so. Christy, Pence, Nikki any Haley. any tiny Latino, basically. Christy, <laughs> there is no fucking way that mm-hmm. dude is a fat ass idiot. It's funny. No- I think Christy is the best on the mic, and and some people are really like Trump. But if you take away Trump, Christy seems like he's the best on the mic. If you yeah. add Trump, then he still is to me. But I think I'd be in the. So mic. I don't like Ted Cruz, but if you ever hear Ted Cruz at one of those Senate hearings when he's defending something you care about. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's pretty good. When yes. you see him going after somebody you don't like, he's pretty good. Did you, you know he was on the Harvard head. debate team? It shows. I've, that guy I've heard is, like he's Ted Cruz stuff. is a seems like a very smart guy, even if you don't like him. Like, it, it, but like smart in that like he's a politician. You know, he's yeah, doing I, what his owners tell him. To here's do. my take. I, I've heard he's very unlikable and he doesn't have many allies at work. However. If you don't agree he's smart, then you're, I don't know, just not wanting to believe it because he's oh. smart. He's smart. He, he, <clears throat> he, I don't know. It was on the Harvard debate team. He was yeah. a, he's an attorney, right? It was, it was a, he was a Supreme Court like candidate. Like He was on the list. Yeah. 
People give him so much shit because Trump dunked on him and then the left despises him because he's effective. So you kind of forget that that he's mm -hmm. there for a reason. Yeah, but, yeah. Oh, Marco Rubio is oh, not. He, he went on vacation when the storm came. Yeah, everybody with money probably did. Everybody who could, everybody who had a jet that would fly out of Dallas that night hopped That's on board. That's not a good look, though. <laughs> what do you want him there, shoveling driveways? That's no, short. contacting <laughs> FEMA, getting services lined up. You don't think FEMA like knows? <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things, right? You want the visuals, the optics of like yeah. the president on the bat on on the scene of the tornado. Like, we need to get in here and clean up all the trees and uh, and look for survivors. And if they are. Give them medical aid, and also all these people will need food and water. Like, Mr. No, President, no, yeah. sir, what the fuck are you doing here? We are all professionals doing this. So at some point, like, pretty, it I just depends on how it. they want to frame it. Because like they can be like, "Oh, Ted Cruz, coward," because he's leaving, and this, and then they did the same thing to Trump, where they're like, "Trump selfishly goes to Hurricane to give out supplies. Doesn't he know he's creating traffic that's impeding <laughs> that?" And that's like. No matter what, the, people aren't making a decision based on what's happening. They're making a decision first about, is this yep. someone that I like or dislike? Oh, I dislike them. And so it's sinister. Oh, I like them. And so it's genuine. And then that's, I'll tell you what always, really goes. Super I'm always sold when a politician, if they, let's say, Mr. President, will you be going to the scene of the whatever? I think that my presidents and uh, the Secret Service contingent and everything that comes along with the media presence would only serve to take attention away from the events at blah, 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 and diminish the, the, the effectiveness of blah, blah, blah. And, and I'm sold immediately. I'm like, yeah, you're right, dude. Like, you flying yeah. into town is a big fucking deal. It wasn't Every even a big hurricane. There have been like 15, 16 <laughs> bigger than this. His name, his name was Zoe. Zoe, my God, imagine being afraid of someone named Zoe. Ugh. All these pussies in Florida. And I mean that. Like he's because like, <laughs> I can't run it third time. These people, homosexuals, like this is about Florida. That's what he should Taylor, do. Taylor, we're 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 getting we're getting to the final moments here. So I wanted to ask mm -hmm. you: Are you going to get into Diablo Four again when the new season begins? Because the situation is this: You'll be need to make a new character. There's going to be new things to achieve. You won't have to redo the campaign unless you want to, and you'll start off with the horse. But there's a new season, new characters, new realm, and the idea yeah. is that every season. They're going to, they want the eternal realm where we have our current character to be this thing that lasts forever. Um, that's somewhat balanced, but mm -hmm. I think they want the seasons to be able to inject um, new me new mechanics that are unbalanced that can like make things be exciting oh, like and a silly. New Matrix set. Yeah. The situation. Well, what they're doing is they're going to have this new sort of infested mode. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but all the monsters are infested with this thing, and you have to kill huge monsters and take their hearts. And the hearts are going to replace the gemstones that you currently have in your armor. And the hearts are going to have their own unique um, traits that you'll now be imbuing your armor Good. with. At least I didn't spend millions of dollars making all those gems. Yeah, it's not that expensive. You just turn... Anyway. If you um, do it hundreds of times, compulsively here's, it is. Here's what will carry over until the new season. You better get cracking because you've only got a scant 14 days because the 20th things roll over. Uh the statues of Lilith, the altars of Lilith, that I meticulously spent mm. nine hours one day finding every single one of. I think there's 125, maybe <laughs> hidden throughout the map. Um, and you know it's funny. The way well, you literally yesterday, literally yesterday evening, I sat down and I was like, "All right, how many fucking Lilith statues?" Because that's one of those things in a game, Woody. It's like you're supposed to find like fucking 
a hundred of these little like dark statues that you like click and it's like, oh, you've discovered this. You get a little bonus and you know something. Big bonus. A big a big bonus helps you out. And I had played, I was like level 60 or something. And so I played a decent amount of the game and I was checking and it's like, you have like seven of these discovered total Ugh. of the 110. And so I spent like an hour and a half doing two full regions, getting like 65 of them. And mm-hmm. then I literally like stood up to go to the bathroom and get a soda. And on the way back, I found myself actively dreading playing the game. And so I was like, fuck this. I turned it off and then I went and did something else. Like as soon yeah. as I had it in my head, I was like, I, the thought of having a map on this monitor mm. and then futzing about looking yep. for where these are in the exact place because the fucking retards who make Let the me see map you my video. put the my biggest good. fucking numbers on it. It's kind of like this, Woody. If you wanted to know where Cleveland was and I put a number 21 on all of Ohio, is that helpful? No. <laughs> I have a good It's video. not helpful. In my video, he shows he goes there and and just shows himself discovering every one of them. He now starts I'm pausing with the map. and listening Dude, and bored to no. tears. He starts with a huge map and then he zooms in a little more, 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 and you find the exact nook on your map. Mark it and go straight there. You, but it took me nine hours. I know the feeling. I kept coming back and I would think, <laughs> I don't want to do quit. it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. But I would think, you know, I'm, I've never actually done one of these completionist type tasks in a game. We're fucking doing it. And I did. And I'm so glad I did because that carries over. And the deal is you build renown points in any of the four or five regions in the game by doing things like finding Lilith and doing side quests and Mm -hmm. such. And when you get enough renown, you get big rewards, like four levels at a time in the game of Paragon points. It's a big deal. And I have all of them unlocked and that carries over. So when the new season starts, you'll instantly get that big dose of renown and all the bonuses that come along with it for just having the waypoints and the altars. I have no idea how that Paragon shit works. I have my whole first board like full up and I don't know. Then you're done with that region. Oh, oh, I can, you need, we, we'll get we'll put our heads together. I I I can make the game fun right. for you again, and you got to see what my character no, does. The, the, the game the game itself is fun. The fighting is a great time. I like how my characters developed. I've respect like five times. And let's do some nightmare dungeons. It's, that, that's down. what's fun to me. Like yeah. I've got I've pushed the skill level to the point not the skill level the difficulty level to the point where it's hard. Where if they hit you once you die. And, you know yeah. it's, it's 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 rough. I'm like helping a friend of mine like there's some world tier three stuff, but at like level 62 or whatever I am now, like I'll it's, come down to three. It's absurd. Oh, yeah, you should come down to three. I, yeah. I didn't want to pull you from the better loot, but like, yeah, it's 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 it is totally not a challenge on world three at this point. Like every single fight I get into, I, I hold down W and I stand still and it blows up every corpse. And for every corpse I blow up, fucking two more are made. And I just hold down W until the entire map is black. And then I'm doing there. I uh at a level at level 40 nightmare this, dungeons. This could I'll, be a I'll... post show conversation. <laughs> you know what? We're all people you out there who are, who are mad right now. <laughs> but you're not gonna get one of the more popular game releases in the last five years Diablo Long awaited, but me and Taylor are gonna talk about it private. <laughs> in secret you won't even well, know you know, go and I, I i could go no and in our private right, conversation right. Look, we're gonna if use any of you slurs. Are out there and need some cum pills or, or uh, you want to get you want to get a dose on mm-hmm. and check out our, our wonderful sponsors tonight. any if any of you maybe have a loved one threatening your children and your life mm-hmm. and you want to abandon them for a few weeks and head over to costa rica with a chill guy and do drugs check out a link <laughs> the link down below in the description as well 
All right, PKA 655.